Legionnaires and welcome to RPG Digest. That doesn't need to be on the screen anymore. Let's get let's get our two beautiful faces up there. Oh, hey, there, there it is. And uh, I I don't have a note card, so I like this isn't the right one. So I don't know what to say. It's like RPG Digest, and who am I? I don't know who I am. Do you have a uh, sniper that's trying to kill you? Why? Look at your face. Oh oh, that's the outside. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Get out. That's from that's from the outside. That's the sunbeam. I'll go fix that in a moment because that is going to be distracting. It's funny is it's over my eye right there, and I, oh, there we go. Now I saw. I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised it's not burning into your skull when it hits oh, your glasses. It is. <laughs> I, I feel the warmth. Anyway, you sit back for a moment there, so I don't get sunburned. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome to RPG Digest. Uh, oh, that's right. That's how I'm supposed to put that on the screen right there. Hey. What is RPG Digest? I am John Maxwell Schlow, Celestial Wisdom. I had to put that in there for today because, you know, I can. Um, and with me, I'm the hyperbolic one, right? I'm the yep. one that's going to scream and rant and, you know, jump uh, off of mountains or whatever the fuck I do. But with me, to keep me centered, to put that leash around me, that collar that says, you're not going anywhere, Mr. Man, is Brett Heathen Dog Grismer. How are you today? <laughs> Pretty well. I don't think I would say anything like Mr. Man, but... Yeah, yeah, that's my job. If he goes too far, I got to bring him back. Hey, 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 focus. focus. Hey, you know what? I, since we got this little thing up on the screen, normally we don't talk through it, but I think this time you can talk through it while I go get the sunbeam out of my eyeball. How's hey, there it? you go. Okay, I'll be back. What is RPG Digest? Well, it's a conversation about tabletop RPGs and the tabletop RPG industry. Conversations are truthful, but heavily opinionated. That means when we say something, we have some evidence but we will color it with our own opinion because we have opinions and we're allowed to have them. Uh, we talk about what you think we, what we think you need to hear, not what you want to hear. You can, you know, take that as you will. Not an echo chamber for anyone else, just us. So, you know, we're not talking about you. We're not talking about your friend. We're talking about what we think, not what everyone thinks. If you don't like our opinions, fine chat if you don't if you don't like them come and join us yes. type in the chat tell us say hey you guys are idiots I, let me tell you the truth there and you we'll go. say yeah, okay all right well come on tell us tell us your truth young man or young woman whatever but those are your two choices <laughs> no young days nope we don't do young days hey raven the disco brothers that's it yep the little light ball Oh, hey, it's gone now, right? Yep, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go through our obligatory uh, introduction thingies here. You already did that one. Here's this one. Oh, let's see. I guess we're doing thank you next. They're in a different order now because I re-uploaded them. Good job. 
Want to uh, thank all of our Twitch subscribers, our YouTube members. Those are kind of the same things. Those are the paying people, people who give uh, cheers, bits, donations. I should probably add on the term super chats now. That's right. Probably, you should probably add on the term uh, we people we care about. We care about everybody. No. Nope. care about all of them. I care about people more that give me money. Fair enough. I care about them more. I'm Fair not going to lie. Why would I lie? There's no reason to lie about this. I, I don't care about anybody, so I can't say I care about them more. See, I'm of the mindset, you know, people are like, I'm a snowflake. My life is important or I'm important. or I would, No, there are 7 billion people on this planet. Nobody's important. Nah, yeah. there are 7 billion people on the planet and every one of them that gives me money is important to me. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Nora, Julius she's important, but she's not important to me. See, Julius Caesar died 2,000 years ago, and he was a pretty, quote-unquote, important figure. You know what? Not to me. The earth still moved. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to be fair, though, he died, but he didn't give me money. So if he gave me money, maybe the earth would stop moving. I don't know. You know what? It's, it's something we can never test, so we don't exactly. know anyway. Um, by all means, if you could, please like, share, subscribe, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That would be awesome. Remember, view time and shares are the biggest thing to help channels out, at least on the YouTube side. On the Twitch side, look, man. If you're not telling people about this stream, why are you keeping it to yourself? We do not belong to you. We belong to everybody. That's right. We are owned. We are your, your streaming slaves. You said what? I said it. Want to thank our Twitch followers, our YouTube subscribers, and our chatters and lurkers as well, because even though they don't pay Heathen Dog. Sad. I, I, I'm still pretty okay with it. And if for whatever reason you don't want to give to us, you actually want to feel like you're doing something, you know, beneficial to society or something. Insanity. Insanity. Yes, there you go. You can give to the Wounded Warrior Project. And also, if you hover over the screen, if you're watching, this is for the Twitch side. Like, okay? you know, this whole YouTube thing is a little different. But uh, on the Twitch side, if you hover over the screen, you will see friends of our channel. So uh, there we go. Here are our links. It's a little different now, doesn't it? I added it in parlor. Because screw Twitter. There you go. That's where you can find us. Actually, I've been getting a bunch of uh, feedback on Parlor. I like that. So that, that's been good. It's not as toxic as Twitter. It lets you have a thousand characters instead of 280. Um, I mean, look, let's be fair. Just like Minds was, it's a free speech platform. So you do have a lot of hardcore right wingers on there. And as somebody who is right wing, it doesn't bother me too much. At the same time, I stay out away from the political stuff. I'm there for games. You know, I'm basically I'm there for anime, comics and games. That's what I'll comment on. That's what I'll deal with. Uh, the other stuff, you know, it is what it is, right? I prefer to think of you as my streaming monkeys. You yeah, know? we're going to put that up there. There you go. Sheris has it on board. I, I will bang my symbols for money. That's what I do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't care. I don't care. Pride? No, no, no. Pride has a dollar amount. All right. <laughs> Mine was really cheap back in the day. <laughs> I do anything for a dollar as long as I'm drinking. Um, Anywho, got our merchant swag. I really need to update that. I just don't have time. Uh, yeah, you can tweet. I still have to use Twitter, so I go there very minimally just to say we're doing stuff and, uh, you know, automated. YouTube, you know, we've been actually doing fairly well on YouTube uh, as far as growth goes. I, I hate to say this, and it actually depresses me, but, um, I mean, I like it because I'm here, but uh, it's doing so much better than the live stream segments did, and that, that bothers me because I love the live stream. Yeah. Anyway, and then the website, which I went in recently and kind of made it look a little shinier. Not too much, just a little bit shinier. So in case you want to catch things there. I'm All still right. working on stuff. Oh, that's later. Oh, that's later. You can come in segment three. There you go. Join us on stream. 
And here is our schedule. I'll let Heath and Doug go through this. All right. Uh, almost every day, except for Saturday, at 11 a.m. Central Time, 12 Eastern, we are playing a game. Or we are doing this, which you're looking at right now, the RPG Digest. Uh, Monday and Wednesday, Seven Days to Die. Tuesday and Thursday is Remnant from the Ashes. But they're almost done, so we don't know what's going to happen then. And Friday is Divinity Original Sin 2. I, I, I got to talk about that in a minute. but uh, Okay, that sounds good. Uh, and at night, we got uh, Sunday night is Garthon playing retro games. He is currently in the end game of Fantasy Star 1. Mondays and Thursdays, Dead by Daylight, where we either play uh, competitively or cooperatively custom games if we have five people. And then uh, Saturday night is Talisman. And you can watch that because it's fun watching Garthon get completely owned by a game that doesn't care about his life. Is is he having he's having better luck on on uh, Fantasy Star, right? He's having much better luck okay, on good. Fantasy Star. Yeah, every single die roll on Talisman Digital Edition is ruining him. It's I, crazy. I only got through a half hour of yesterday's uh I know. Stream. I know. Y and, yesterday and, had had a lot of of background noise going on. Uh well, no, what I was going to say is like and and already at that point <laughs> Garthon was like, whatever, man. Yeah, whatever. He, he, got, he, he was getting raped pretty early in that game. It's pretty bad. But uh, yeah, he was uh, he was getting owned by the game. Every single die roll was coming up. Not Garthon. So Sheris is wondering if anyone else is getting sound cut out. Um, nobody else is uh, saying anything. So we're yeah, going to assume not, right now the answer is no. Yeah, I'm not getting any cut out from him. So. Yeah, uh, Bal okay. Baldahar is not, and if anybody's going to complain or at least lie about it, it'd be him. So, uh, yep. before, actually, uh, go ahead and start with your divinity too before I go into what I have okay. to say. So, now, uh, I I came into divinity two with with a little bit of a mindset problem. All right, I I came in there thinking it would be one way, and it wasn't. Now, Max ex tried to explain to me that it is a Western RPG, and uh. You have to find everything, search for everything. It's very, very tedious. I disagree completely. I'm in the different mindset now that it has so much in every scene to increase its replayability. Mm -hmm. You go in there, you pick a path, you stick with it. You move on. The next time you play, maybe you play a different character. Maybe you play a different kind of character. You choose a different path. It's all new. Now that came to me when you told me that the last time you played, you had a completely different fight. Well, had, I, went, I went back and talked to those people, and then I ended up having that exact same one. And I'm in the well, exactly. But the thing is, uh, you I went all went, the way around. Went, yeah, I okay. went left instead of straight. Yeah, you went, but but you ended up getting everything. But doesn't that dilute the story? I mean, it 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 adds uh, uh, so this, much at one time that how can how can you focus on one one train of uh plot you, you can't and and that so that's that's I'm, where i'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go differently that's where i'm, I'm gonna, gonna go tell you that philosophically i actually agree with you unfortunately yes. in a western rpg nowadays it's about completionism i if you if you no, do not do that i, I promise you that you will not be able to defeat the end game you will start getting owned because you're not getting uh, the the, the onesies and twosies ever uh, uh experience points for example something i hate doing but i realize it's just part and parcel with a western rp uh i'm talking crpg now so a classic rpg mm -hmm. like divinity is you go through every chat option every single one until you run out of chat options you don't role play because it's not they're not built for that 
They're built for going through every single chat option, getting your journal filled up with whatever the hell is supposed to be in there, and then moving on. Then you reference back to your journal to find out what you're supposed to do for your quest and so on and so forth. I don't like it, but that right. is the way they are all played. The only reason we are going to have a, a, the potentiality of success is because you put it on the absolute easiest mode possible. Well, then you challenge on, accepted. If you are on normal mode, there is no way in hell... Um, my character is level three, and I'm struggling on some stuff uh, in still in that village in uh, normal mode. So now I, I only have two companions instead of three because I'm doing AI companions, but I still play them. Um, but yeah, that's just an unfortunate thing that a CRPG is is about completionism, for lack of a better word. Uh, there is no, you know, unless the game cuts you out of it, where if you pick A or you pick B, you can it, no longer go the yeah, other it's way from going C, right? Kind of like an old Bioware game. I used to yeah. love the old Bioware games because they really did have replayability. But if you play, um, God damn it, what the hell is that? Pillars of Eternity. Or what's that one that I was playing? Tyranny. Or uh, if you remember me playing that one a couple years ago. Or uh, if you're playing Divinity, uh, uh, Original Sin, or Divinity, Original Sin 2, et cetera, et cetera. Those games, you just go through, I don't like it, but you just go through all the chat options. You pick everything. You, you kill everybody you're supposed to. You don't kill some people, whatever. But you complete you have to be a completionist in order to succeed at those games, at least on the normal mode. All right. Well, good thing I chose story mode because I think that's why it's there. It's not called easy mode. It's called story mode. Now we can actually have a story instead of a giant mishmash nonsense of every single plot mixed into one pot. You got to just eat it. No, we are going to we're going to stick. We're going to stick through one plot. You should have probably, probably told us what we were doing beforehand because well, uh, I didn't. You're, I you're, never played the in, game before. No, no, but I'm saying your antagonism towards the game was was. Uh, well, I'll just say I'm not going to mention any other names, but wasn't just upsetting to me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know what? But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back to find that red prince and kill him. Well, now that I know that, now that I know what we're doing, I, I mean. Usually you play through the game the first time kind of heroic, and then the second time you do all the weird stuff. Selfish. Yeah. Well. I'm a, I'm a noble. I'm a dick. I'm a medieval noble. Yeah, well, uh, we're going to get about halfway through the game and then not be able to go any further. But when that happens... <laughs> That'll happen. There you go. I'm you'll the devil. All, Come on. You'll turn on all the cheat codes. It'll become even less fun. And then... <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that, that's just... a. I prefer the old Bioware type games, to be completely honest with you. So just to be upfront. Uh, anything else about Divinity Original Sin 2? No, it's about it. Oh, uh, I actually saw a video about uh, an infinite money cheat. Well, no, it's not really cheat. It's an exploit. By uh, a growing T. It's further in the game than I've gone. No, no. <laughs> you can do it right at Fort Joy, right when oh, you get really? there. Yeah, what you do is uh, you, you collect all of the uh, buckets on the ship before you leave, and you collect all the buckets you can on Fort Joy, and uh, you spend whatever money you found to buy uh, seedlings, and you you put them in the buckets and you grow them, and then you you uh, you harvest them because it only takes five seconds to grow, right? So then you harvest them. There is there's a glitch to where every once in a while you will get two seedlings instead of one. But it also gives you an extra bucket. You magically get another bucket for that seedling. So you keep doing that and you grow and grow and grow. And then your whole inventory gets filled with seedlings and you sell them. And now you're Scrooge McDuck. You're, you're just swimming in money. That's not how I play games. So I know. I, I, like, I, them, I didn't I, plan on doing that. I just thought it was funny. I play them the way the developer intended. 
until I get killed over and over and over again, and then I go to easy mode. <laughs> um, so Ravens there says, uh, Max, you can mention my name. It's okay, but it wasn't you, so that only leaves one other. Uh oh. So that pretty much means it's all of us. <laughs> um, all right. So I want to talk about something a little on the side before we get started here. And okay. that's uh, that I had one hell of a conversation. Apparently somebody took, uh, actually a bunch of people recently have taken interest in our show, which, thank you. Gotten a lot of suggestions, a lot of comments, a lot of stuff, and absolutely we can't thank you enough for that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I've been spending a lot of my days actually responding to people because, you know, yeah, I have been. Uh, if Heathen Dog wants to find them, we got about 30 videos I put out in the last week because I broke the I broke the Asians thing up into 10 separate videos. You did. Yeah, it was that so, long. Yeah. So, and I'd say a lot of them have comments. So anyway, um, but uh, anywho, uh, there's one guy. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not going to mention his name simply for the, uh, for the fact that I don't know if he'd be okay with that. Probably would be, but just in case, I, I wrote it down. But uh, had a long conversation with him. He types like me. So it was books back and forth. <laughs> so, so I was reading material, but had a lot of really, really, really good suggestions. So uh, between him and, and uh, you know, some other, you know, we'll just say quicker suggestions, I'm looking at ways that we can improve the show. So the reason I'm saying this is I want to let you know, if you find ways that we can improve the show, let, you know, let us know. I'll tell you what's off the table, though. What's off the table are just a couple of things. Number one, no, I'm not going to stop ranting. As I said, I think it was last stream or the stream before, it's why this show was developed. By at least my portion of it was developed is this is what I want to do. I want to rant. So no, that is not off the table. I will let people come and encounter me, but I'm going to rant. Number two, the format of the first segment being uh, overview, fundamentals, so forth. And then the second one being it's completely separated. Like, I don't want to call it lecture, because in fact, that's one of the things I'm trying to get us away from is a lecture and have it more of a conversation. We still have some work to do on that, but, you know, uh, that's what it's supposed to be. But with that in mind, the first one is more informational. The second one is more opinionated. That's off the, cha that change is off the table. Other than that, let us know. And we got, we've got a bunch of good, uh, like I said, I had a lot of reading material, but it was all good stuff. So I want to thank everybody who has, uh, who's, uh, you know, put suggestions out there. And a lot of good commentary on the Asians video. Like, I thought, I didn't think anybody's going to watch them. And to be fair, compared to a real channel, yeah, I said that. I mean, there are no views on them. But for us, they beat every, all 10 of them beat what the old Legion Myth Weekly livestream would get. That's insane. Plus, if you look at the numbers for just the actual segment and so on and so forth. So thank you to everybody who, uh, yeah, who's, who's watching and commenting. Please share. Please share. Oh, oh, got, got this. Bam! Subscribe! <laughs> uh, with that, I don't have anything else to talk about uh, going forward other than I didn't do uh, two weeks of vacation and I didn't write a single word in my RPG. Shameful. Yeah, it pretty much was. So that's all I want to say about that. I'm a failure. Okay, so what are we talking about in segment one today? Let me get everything up and running. Got to put this over here. You know what? It is kind of your fault, Cherish. It is kind of your fault making me play satisfactory all the time. You're, it's also your fault as to why I screwed up so badly in uh, Remnant from the Ashes. Just saying. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> to be fair, you screw up really badly on your own with that game. Not, not that time. I was hitting Q all the time because he's making me play satisfactory. Oh. oh, no, no, no. Actually, there are a couple things I, I want to show first. Oh, okay. Then I'll take off the... 
Oh, there we go. Back up here. Uh, no, I can't do it that way. Uh, I want to do this. I just want to give quick shout outs again to, okay, so here we go. First things first, Unscripted Unchained, he, uh, it's Unchained RPG mm -hmm. review. He sub-subbed last week. I can't remember, was he gifted the sub or did he sub on his own? Either way, you know what? He's a subscriber, so uh, check out. As you can see, I've actually on this account, I've watched a couple of videos. On my other account, I've watched a couple other ones. Yep. He's a subscriber, so guess what? I care more, about him. You care about him. He's important. Uh, I have not watched the second one yet, but uh, he did a Palladium review here. I commented on that today. Uh, but uh, I still need to read this or watch this Star Adventure one. But go ahead and check out Unscripted and Unchained RPG review here. Let me copy this and put it into Yield Chats. Boom. Okay. And also, by the way, man behind the screen, we talked about him last week. Well, guess what? He shouted out. He shouted us out again. So let's shout him out again. He's got right. his three-part series on Wizards of the Coast are cowards. Uh, we have a we have a little disagreement. It's just it's a very minor one. I believe that uh, Wizards of the Coast are fully inculcated as SJWs. I don't believe there's anybody over there that's not an SJW because by now somebody had had to have stood up and say "f you." He still believes that there's hope, and you know what? He's a better person for it. But, <laughs> um, but ultimately, we have the same. Uh, the same outlook. Uh, yeah out outlook and what what is the uh, what's what's the answer the answer is screw them stop buying their stuff now he is right when he says that uh you know if you already own it there's no reason for you to stop playing it you already yeah. have the stuff why, why would you do that and, and no that's fair that's like the people used to burn was it the dixie chick cds or whatever the hell it was you know right like, of come war. On. Come on. i'm not i'm not gonna burn anything that i own no so i might not use it I, I definitely like with Earth Dawn, I don't buy any more. Right. But I'm not going to burn what I have. That's money I put into it. Yeah. The the actual answer for uh, I, I want to play this game, but I don't want to give the game maker money is find a uh, someone who's selling on eBay and who's not a reseller, who's just a person just get, getting rid of the game to make sure that uh, that the actual company doesn't get a dime of that. Right. Yeah. That's the way to go. Yep, exactly. Um, so, uh, anywho, the man behind the screen and Unscript Unchained RPG Review suggests that you follow them. And we'll do more. I was considering doing like RPG Pundit or whatever, but he's such a big channel compared to us. He's got his own people, his own website. He doesn't need me. <laughs> Get that off the screen. All right. And uh, now, now you can go ahead and put up the, ah, all right. the number one. I will astonishing swords and sorcerers hyperborea. Whew. I hope you're ready for this because I tell you what, I read it like, and it's like the third time I've read through this chapter and I can't say I'm hundred percent confident. <laughs> it is, it, uh, it is a lot. Now I it's not see, hard. no, it's not hard. I, I, I see where it's going, but it is, it is highly structured. Once you get the structure down, it should go quickly. But until that yeah. happens, you're, you're going to be slowed down in, uh, uh, what do you call it? How am I going to put it? I don't want to say minutiae, but in uh, form. Well, the, the the, the, yeah, the faces. So when I first read this book, when I first did a review on it, was it like a year or so ago, whenever mm -hmm. I, I got it uh, on the old live stream? I struggled with this chapter the first time I read it until I put a couple pieces down and made my wife sit in front of me. And, and we did a couple of rounds of example combat. And then all of a sudden it just went, bam. Okay, got it done. 
good, easy, makes perfect sense. I think it's just like like the the phase chart when we get there. The way it's mm -hmm. set up had me thrown off a little bit. But uh, ultimately, I liked it. My thing is, is where it gets a little complicated is as you get deeper into it, it starts talking about the siege warfare and so forth. I'm like, the, 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 the airship warfare. And I'm like, eh. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, probably won't be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go get a Raven Slayer. Run. Run. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, so go ahead and get us started. All right. So uh, first thing, combat. I like how it says combat, exclamation point. That's good. When swords flash, missiles fly, and spells fire. In this game, combat is a dynamic abstraction that seeks to evoke the brutal, fast-paced action of pulp fiction, sword, and sorcery tales. Typically, players declare their character's actions, referee resolves events in accordance with the character capability, the action slash reactions, the opposition, and dice. The rules provide a structure by which these elements are resolved. Now, now, now I'm going to foreshadow for a second here. There's something structure. I love about this. I love about this. What? Same thing that I loved about Earth Dawn. Oh, you have to say what you're going to do. Yes. Yes. You declare your action, and the, and that slows the game down. No, it doesn't if you do it right. I don't know. I never ran into that problem. Anyway, I love the declaration of action. Yep. All right, so combat involves several actors, player characters, not player characters, and monsters. This is kind of a... Everyone knows that. This is kind of a... Eh, okay, great. And we're going to move on. Combat typically entails melee, missile, magic, and or movement. Now, uh, we're going to get to that in a second. My my problem, my initial problem with movement when I first read this page. But we're going to get to that. So melee, this is hand-to-hand -hand combat, close-range combat. Okay, missile, this is long-range combat. Magic, close and long-range combat, but all of it with a magic bent. Yeah, pretty much anything that is any sort of special ability or, or yes. magic or, uh, or ma Magic-like or... effect. Yep. Uh, um, like a, a dragon breath or a basilisk gaze or or a fireball or whatever. If, it, if it's magical in nature. I saw somebody complain about this. This is a few months ago. Uh, I don't know if it was a blog or if it was on a uh, a video. But anyway, and, and I it blew my mind because why would magic be slower than melee weapon or missiles if it's just a command word? Well, first of all, it's not just a command word fire necessarily. Okay, mm. that's number one. Number two, imagine, uh, let's use what the examples you just gave. The dragon, fire breath. It's cinematic. It isn't just fire comes out. No. no, the head comes back, the eyes light up, mouth opens, the giant roar comes out, and the flames follow. You know, it's something like that. Think of it in, in, in a cinematic context. A turning isn't just like, I, I hold my holy symbol out and turn. It's like, no, the power of the Lord Cthulhu compels you. You will turn, beast of hell, you know. You know, well, the person with the sword is like, yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. The, he doesn't take a whole lot of pomp and circumstance to swing a sword. Right. Yeah. And then movement. Here is where I found my problem. In my initial, uh -oh. I initially went, uh-oh. To advance, run, or charge before using melee, missile, or casting spells, each combatant has a specified movement rate. This tells me that you can only move before your main action. That's what that says. In English, you can only move yeah, before I, I your main wonder, action. I wonder if that's just referencing the charge. I, I don't know because I know what the rules are. So I. I but in in English, but, it's yeah, all yeah. three. Oh, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> advance, run, or charge before using melee, missile, 
or casting spells. So it, when I when I first read this page, I was like, uh-oh, you can only move before your main action? Well, that's oh. going to take a lot of tactics out of the game. You can't attack, then move. You have to move before you attack, or you sacrifice your attack, or you sacrifice your movement. That's what that, that's what this says to me. But in one case, that is actually true. <laughs> well, I'm sure the charge case is going to be it, because you can't you know, no, move no, and then magic. charge. Magic. Oh, you have to do magic before your movement? Yes. See, you I have a problem with that too. But you, you, yeah, yeah, you cannot move after casting a spell. That I don't know why. It'd be better better explain it. Anyway, uh, other potential actions. These are all things you can do in a round that will that will take an action. Your main action. Uh, bind an ally's wounds. Force open a door. Hide. Jump over an obstacle. Light a torch. She the weapon or draw another weapon. That one I have a problem with. But uh, toss a rope. Which one you have a problem with? The sheath weapon, draw weapon, that that should not be considered an action. It should be like a free action. As long as it's not on the ground. If it's on your person. Draw maybe, but sheath? Only weird ninjas in, in only in movies can sheath their weapons instantly. Like everybody else has to, I mean. Yeah, has to guide it in with the other yeah. hand at least now, a little now bit. Draw. Draw weapon. It's 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 yeah. literally made to be drawn quickly. That That's what a sheath is for. It's not just to protect your weapon against the elements. And to protect well, yourself from getting nicked by it, it's it's also fair, this is just an action. This doesn't take up the entire round necessarily. I know, I know. But does it take your main action? Can you also attack if you draw a weapon that round? Let's find out. We're going to find out. Yeah. All right. Uh, further actions are less clear and often require referee adjudication. For instance, a character who attempts to retrieve his ring of fire resistance from a pouch full of silver and gold coins might fish for one to four rounds before he finds the ring. But a potion of visibility stored in a lightly packed backpack may require a single round to retrieve before it can be quaffed. Lastly, some actions may be considered negligible. Dropping a backpack or torch, shouting a warning or instruction of a brief kind, and so what, forth. What I like about this is he doesn't say exactly what you're supposed exactly. to do. Exactly. So he just says, hey, use your best judgment. I know. Ex that, that's why I, I felt a little happy about this. Because now I could say, well, drawing a weapon is an inconsequential is it, or a negligible action. Mm -hmm. And, and so, let's be fair, throughout this book, he's pretty much been like this anyway. It's your game now. You know, here are the yeah. rules as set in place. Right. You run it how you want. So. Yeah. All right. So the attack roll. This this is uh, this is fun. I really like this because uh, this this whole this whole game mechanic harkens back to uh, uh, the 1980s. Uh, the, the the original Combat Matrix, and then followed by Thacko. Yes. Well, no, no the uh, the, the the 1980s game for uh, Marvel superheroes. It had a it yeah, had a the, table the just like this. Class yeah. X and so yeah. forth. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Anyway, here we go. But this uh, is what first edition had too. Yes. Uh, a D20 roll that determines whether an attack hits or misses. Almost every combatant has a chance to strike his opponent. Many attack rolls are modified by attributes such as strength and dexterity, uh, special ability, sorcery, other factors. If the referee deems it appropriate, all natural 20s roll automatically hit, and all natural ones roll automatically miss. That is not a hard and fast rule. That's up to the dungeon master. Uh, my my thing is, I would say be consistent. Yeah now, yeah. now I can actually see a case where a game master would say, look, for 90% of the fights, 99% of the fights, a one is going to be an automatic miss and a 20 is going to be an automatic hit. However, there may be the occasion where I'm not going to let you hit on a 20, even if it's a miss, simply because the creature is just that much more powerful and it's a hint to you to get the F out of there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I can't see myself doing that. I'm just trying to rationalize something right, right now. Right. Now, let's take a look at the combat matrix because I, I love it. It's super fun. 
Now, there is no thinking involved. I mean, after a while of playing this game, you're just going to get it. Just like after a while, you're just going to get Thaco. You're just going to get it. Now, this, this will get you through the day until you get it. So you have a fighting ability between 0 and 12. Everyone and everything in this game has a fighting ability between 0 and 12. And starting off, it's just 0 or 1. Yeah, exactly. In your first level, you're the 0 or 1. You're mostly 0, sometimes 1. There you go. And the thing is, you don't need to know your opponent's armor class. Let's say you have a fighting ability of 5. You're a 5th level fighter. Just, just, I'll just say that'd fighter. be a fourth level fighter, but yeah. Okay, fourth level, fine, whatever. Fourth level fighter, and uh, you have a you have a fighting ability of five, and you roll on your d twenty a sixteen. You hit armor class negative two and better. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I was wrong. It would be like yeah, okay, thank fine. you. You hit armor class uh, negative one and better. Then no negative two. Yeah, whatever. You rolled a sixteen. It's it's if, negative if you, one. If got, yeah, if you've got a if you got a, a, yeah. a fighting ability of five. You roll a 16, you hit negative one and better. Now, the game master will tell you if you hit or missed. That's all. That's all you need to know. That's it. There's no funny calculations in your head. None of that. None of that nonsense. This game is very light on modifiers. They do have them. They do have them. They have the modifiers. If you're super strong, super dexterous, you'll get modifiers to your armor class or your fighting ability, whatever. But if you adjust your fighting ability before you roll or you add to your roll all these adjustments, you're fine. Your fighting ability is five. You roll a 14, but you get a plus two because of strength. Okay, then you roll the 16. Now you hit armor class one, negative one or better. Good on you. And always remember, that go minus die roll equals armor class hit. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That's from my video. (laughs) Yes, it is from your video. So... The the whole uh, well I, I roll this number I don't know I don't know what it means yes you do you got a chart tells you exactly what it means and and you, I honestly I know some people look at this and get confused I prefer this chart because it looks like a lot of numbers before you know how to use it well it, if you I don't know how to use a chart up. like this you're something wrong with your brain uh, yeah, or if, or you're five so, somebody who just opens a book and look like oh god what the hell is all this uh, again once it fits in with the rules somebody shows you one time it gets yeah. I, I, but if but you I have always, two fingers, you can read this chart. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, I actually prefer this overall to Thaco. Yeah. Because Thaco is actual math. This is just a chart lookup. Yep. He said uh, your fighting levels five or fighting ability is five. Uh, you rolled a sixteen. So here's my sixteen. Let's go up. Oh, look at that. Negative one or worse. Which of course higher numbers are worse when it comes yep. to armor class. So negative one up to 10. Fine. Okay. That's what you hit. And if you say, and if the game master says, oh, you miss, that means uh, your your opponent is armor class negative two or greater. Which is why some people use the excuse, just tell me the armor class. No. Because I'll figure it out in three rounds anyway. Well, guess what? Figure it out. That's fine. I mean, that that's what a fighter would do in combat, sizing up their opponent. The more you fight them, the the more you can peg them down. The, the more you can you can gauge them as 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 their their fighting skill or level. So, after 3 rounds, let's say a 16 misses, a 20 hits, a 19 hits and a 17 misses. You know that 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 person's armor class is between -3 and -4. Great. In those three rounds, you've you've narrowed down his his skill or ability. Good and job. Now you're watching the wizard go. Oh, why am I even here? I can't do anything. I already used my two spells today. 
Well, no, if, if you're if, if you're with a fighter who's got a fighter fighting ability of five, you probably have a wizard with a casting ability of five, which means he's got more than two spells. Right. But uh, how many times have you seen that happen, though, where it's like it's a, it's a challenge for the fighter and then the wizard's like, I can't hit with my staff. So they don't even try. Well, you can do other things. I like mean, uh, no. Well, yeah, you could do that. But what, what I would do is uh, pick up a handful of dirt, throw it in the face of the enemy. Uh, it's an area effect tack. You you can probably hit him with it, and you might be able to blind him to, to give your to give your buddy the fighter an extra bonus. We'll get to that in in a little bit too. Oh, we will, like, will we? <laughs> fight, uh, fighting ability uh, up here, and I'm not trying to rush him along. I just want to show that it tells you how to use the chart up here. Mm -hmm. Fighting ability tells you there you go. Fa fighting ability. Just go down there. So if you don't want to take our word for it, it's right there in English. Armor class spelled with a U because I don't know. Because of British nonsense. Because he's from New Hampshire. All right, whatever. Now, the, the attack modifiers, what we were talking about earlier, this is a, this is a attribute modifiers or a situational modifiers, something that will that will change the result of your role because, excuse me, because of uh, mitigating factors like uh, like really, really strong, really weak, really dexterous, clumsy as shit, you know, stuff like that. Uh, are you fighting on ice? Are you fighting in oil? Whatever. That is going to change everything. You're blind. You're invisible. You're on the high ground. Well, that. That doesn't matter if you're Obi-Wan, but whatever, whatever, uh, medium range, long range. These will all, uh, adjust your die roll, but it won't change your fighting ability. It won't change your armor class. It's just going to adjust your die roll on the chart. That's it. The, the chart is still sound. Cat. Where is. I just moved to the next page. You did. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, you see all the modifiers here. Uh, defender is encumbered. Defender's flank. Defender's fleeing. These are all armor class modifiers. Now, there's, on there's the one thing on the I left really side, like, I, I gotta show. Why did get off my screen, PDF? As soon as I go, you know, screw it. I'll just do it this way. I love this. This is for you, Bob. If you ever watch our stuff, in most cases, conditional modifiers do not stack. You just take the best one, and I like that. One, it makes it simpler. And two, I can't stand people who are only trying. This is what I don't like about third edition and beyond D&D uh, &D, uh, is they try to find the best. It's like they're playing a miniatures game again. They're just trying to find the best little tiny position they could do to get every little plus one, plus two, plus three, whatever. At some point, if uh, you're invisible, you don't need to worry about anything else. There you you're go. invisible. Raven's Lair, thank you very much for the for the bits. Appreciate Ooh. it. And, and Shadzar, you found a thing. Yes, you did. We are a thing. Now, uh, I, I do like that as well, because uh, it also really, really helps the game master uh, get through combat more quickly because he doesn't have to add or subtract all these damn bonuses or minuses and uh, uh, you end up getting a plus 10 total. No, man, you get the best one or the worst one and you run with it. Like, uh, for example, long range missile fire is a minus five to your attack roll. Well, which is the uh, same, by the way, as first, second edition AD&D. Right. And if if you are blind, you're minus four. By that rule, you're no you're not minus nine. You're just minus five. Well, except for four for however missile modifiers can be cumulative. For oh, example, <laughs> you tricked me there, didn't you? That's what you did. You set me up. I, I did not try to. I thought I thought you were gonna keep rereading. No, 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 no. I, I saw it. I just yeah. wanted to I just wanted to say it like that. So just so you can go, aha.
<laughs> so that was good. By the way, uh, I have YouTube chat up, but I don't see it. So you that's annoying. I, 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 I see it in, uh, in StreamYard, but I don't see it in YouTube. Oh, anyway, I personally would not uh, uh, make exceptions like that. Singular exceptions for just missile attacks. No, F you. All right. The, the, the worst and the best. That's what you take. And that's it. I that's would, what I would depending do. Depending on circumstance. No. For example, if you're at long range and the target is, uh, well, it'd be over here. Defender is uh, invisible or mostly concealed. I would, I would add both of those. Because well, no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Or do you, you just take, mean from one chart? Exactly. You, okay, you okay. take the best yeah. or worst from each chart. You don't add them up. Like, like what I said, if you're blind That's and fair. you're firing at someone from long range, I would just take the worst of the rolls. And then over an armor class modifier, uh that, that's fair i i, I agree with you on that yeah missile target mostly concealed well guess what the guy who's firing on you is blind you are mostly concealed to a person that's blind you get a plus five so okay. in 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 essence the guy is minus 10 to hit you but in his role he's minus five and your armor class is plus five that way you don't have to add and subtract things on a single person's role you add or subtract on one role and you and then you modify on somebody else's stuff. It keeps it a lot simpler. You know what I like about this chart? Both these charts? What's that? Is they're short. Yes. But meaningful. Yeah. Because everything else that somebody could come up with. What if I'm doing this and I decide to do a tuck and roll and blah blah blah? We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh and and I and I don't want to be hitting them zigzagging. Was it serpentine? Serpentine. Yeah, serpentine. Uh, you know, uh, and so forth. Why can't I get a plus blah 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 blah? Well, actually, those will come in a little bit. These are just, I can't think of anything else that you would need to have to actually have a legit modifier for in the game. And the, again, the defender ones, same, they just kind of escalate up. Heavily encumbered, hindered, prone, stunned, higher ground, you know, they just, you know, defenseless, et cetera, et cetera. So you can just see how it kind of just aggregates itself up. All right, we don't need to really go to armor class modifiers to find. We 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 understand what stunned means, by what prone book. means. <laughs> this we, is a great understand game by the book. By the book, there you go. Now, combat steps. Now, this is where I'm going to seed over to uh, to Max Liao because uh, th this is where he's done actual. You know, I haven't I haven't done test uh, test combat with this, so uh, well, you'd I did be it so long ago. <laughs> well, okay. you we know, you, you'd be able to explain this better. So determined surprise. You remember last uh, last stream, last episode, uh, if you're not sure, go ahead and watch episode five, part five on adventuring. Uh, we talked about surprise. Mm -hmm. So depending on your class, it could be a, a two and six, it could be a three and six, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we also talked about the ranges, 1D10 yards outdoors, 1D uh, three times oh, 10 wait, feet indoors. Wait, wait, wait. We, have a, we have a comment here. Why, sh why should it be simpler? It's made for college age people, not middle schoolers. Wrong. <laughs> Ro tabletop role-playing games should be able to be played by middle schoolers. Well, so, but, but but there, but that is a good comment in terms of let's go up here. Uh, there's a, there's a weird balance that you that you need to have in a game, and everybody plays differently. Some people like Fate Core. I don't understand those people, but no. they like Fate Core. Sure. Other people like Third Edition AD and D because really they just want to play Warhammer or Fantasy or Warhammer 40k and pretend that they're role playing. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of in the middle. I want something that has enough rules, enough consistency. To say, okay, uh, you're on higher ground, have your plus one bonus. Um, the defender, you're flanking the defender, uh, minus one to the defender's armor class because, you know, you don't protect your flanks as well as you do your front. So 
I, I, you know, I want something that will allow some tactics, but not that I have to, like, Battlelords of the 23rd century, where you have to have, like, seven manuals to figure out exactly yeah. what the modifiers are. I don't like that, because it slows down gameplay too much. Sure, you can memorize them, but, like, some of those modifiers, like, plus 3% for this, plus 5% if it's a little more, plus 7% if it's big. It's like, okay, stop. Yeah, I, it, gets, I think, it gets weird real quick. Right. So I look at this, and I say, these are enough, but we're going to get to more later. So to yeah. be fair... For you college people, <laughs> we're going to get to more. In, There's in a math bit. for you too. Yes, there, there absolutely <laughs> is. So, uh, you know, again, also, I'm an old school player. So when I see these rules, I see first and second edition AD&D, and, and I got a nostalgia uh, kick because of that. So, uh, but yeah, that, that is true. You can pick and choose the ones yeah. uh, you want to get the game you're looking to play. Um, that's why, you know, not all rules are one size fit all. And even like this book will say, hey, you want optional to do this, optional yeah. see right there check morale optional it's yeah. an optional rule if, if if you want that aspect in your game you can have it here are the rules for it but it may not be for everyone's game so you may not even want to use it i don't traditionally do check morale because i have my own internalized usually written down morale point when the creature will break or when the people will break or you know so i write down like if this happens just little notes on the side if leader is killed they run if uh if, you know, 50% of the party dies, uh, they run or go berserk or, you know, mm. what, whatever. You know, I, I'll do things like that, but I don't do a check morale. It's just not the way I do things. However, it's based on the check morale. So anyway, the determined surprise, which, again, we talked about last week. If, uh, if one, side uh, one side is surprised, they effectively get one round of combat. Do what they want. For free. For free. If both sides are surprised, just roll initiative. If neither side is surprised, just roll initiative. Okay. Action declaration, my favorite part. I, again, I know a lot of people harp on this. Like, I don't like it. Well, I do. I like going around the table and say, what are you doing? 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 Yep. Because, because here's why. First of all, combat is a scrum. Now, the game that I'm writing does initiative totally different than this. There's no die rolling for the initiative in the game that I'm writing because I look at it as a scrum. But in a game with die rolling, you're going to make a decision based on what is going on at that mark. So just say, call it the 10 second mark. So at the 10 second mark, click, you know, you've got the narrative of what's going on. And now you're reacting to that. If that narrative changes, let's say two characters attack the same guy and or same orc or whatever. And that orc dies. Well, the first player got to kill it. The second player is like, ah, I have no actions left or whatever. This game isn't quite that punishing. To be fair. It can be. There's an optional to, but that's when like a game like earth done, you get, um, Minus two, I'm sorry, plus two to your target number for your next action because you're swinging down this like, ah, crap, let me go over here. <laughs> you see? So the, the change action penalty. Uh, you have to recognize that it's a scrum and sometimes two people kill each other at the same time. Sometimes your action is no longer necessary because the wizard went down and you thought the wizard was going to cast something to, to buff you up, whatever. And you have to change. It shows that the chaotic nature of battle. And you can do it quickly. All right, what are you doing this round? I'm attacking him? Great. What are you doing? It's, it's when the people are like, well... You know, uh, Baldahar takes out his sword and with a mighty charge. No, do that when it's ready to roll yeah, your dice. Right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that on your initiative. I just want to know what's going to happen generally. Exactly. <laughs> right. And and then you go around. Then it's like, okay, roll initiative. All right. Uh, all the ones. We're the ones. Go. Uh, all the twos. Go. I guess in this game, be sixes first. But you know. Right. Uh, right. You know, and yes, I would play this game. It says you can use decks and so forth. Uh, I would just say ties are ties because I love the ability of two people to actually knock themselves out at the same time. No, that's me. Uh, so anyway, you declare your actions and you roll your initiative. Um, 
side, the side with the highest score, X uh, first E faith. Now, it's debatable if you want to do uh, team initiative, group initiative, by monster initiative, and so forth. I personally, I do it by monster type for me, and I let each player roll his or her own initiative because I I don't really, I want the players to have how do I say this? the possibility of going first or last every round. Um, I, 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 just all players going at the exact same time. Just, I don't know. It feels weird to me. Some people like it. If that's what you do, that's what you do. But for me, uh, all the players would roll initiative. I would roll for each monster type. So if I've got, I don't know, some zombies and a, and a manticore and a dragon, that'd be three, three initiatives for me, no matter how many zombies, manticores or dragons are. Uh, you can hold your action. So just because you win initiative doesn't mean you have to go right away. You can hold your action. And he gives an example here. If a minotaur is charging to engage the party, an archer may delay shooting until the monster enters his weapon's short range. Well, that makes sense. You would declare that during your action. Like, I'm shooting the manticore when it gets into short range. Or, actually, I would even allow, I'm shooting the manticore. Okay, uh, you rolled a six on an issue. What are you doing? I am waiting for that manticore to get into short range. All right, uh, moving on. <laughs> and then you just move on. When a, I love this, when a player dithers too long and the referee requires immediate reactions, the referee is at liberty to impose a hold action on the part of the player. Now, most experienced game masters already know that. Yeah. But I love that it is put in there for the inexperienced ones because I've had players go, I don't know, but I could do this. This is giving me that, look, come on. I just hold on, hold on. No, I'm not holding on. You're holding on. Next. And then they get all, but I needed to have, and I'm supposed to, and then, no. You're in combat. It is chaotic. There's what no timeout. Doing? Yeah, There's right. no timeout in combat. GM calls timeout. That's for loud. <laughs> um, so young or experienced players may be pardoned, of course. And, and I, I, can I understand that co that concept in there? What we used to do when we played BattleTech is we used to say you have ten. It's like chess. A. Once you take your hand off the piece, you don't get to move it again. Like, oh crap! I should have moved him one more, and I still have a moving point. Too late. You took your hand off it. Number one. Also. To equate the time, you had one, you know, 10 seconds per mech. But, but you guys are so good and blah, blah, blah. You got 10 seconds per mech. That's just, there you go. Combat, you, know, you still have dice rolls after it. Combat is, it's not about, like, let me go for it. Let me, let me back up. Let me go for it. No, you're going for it. Ow, shoot, stop shooting me. Boom, boom. So um, back to this game. Uh, the point that I was just trying to make there is that uh, combat is chaotic and this is how you represent the chaotic combat sometimes the action you wanted to do isn't going to happen when you wanted to or may not happen at all it's time to change up now first strike when two melee wielding weapons uh two weapon wielding melee combatants first clash you want the longer reach weapon strikes first there's a caveat to that i wish this would have been worded a little differently because if you stop right there you're gonna be like ah my weapon's a three yours is a four you go first ah eh, no if the weapon is two or greater, the combatant with the higher WC attacks first. And uh, if you remember, was it episode three when we went through weapons? There was a chart in there for uh, mm -hmm. weapon class. Yep. There you go. Um, so it's two or more. So and that's only for the first round. So Heathen Dog may have rolled a six for initiative with his dagger, but I got myself here a longsword, and I rolled a two. Who cares? I go first that first round because as he's trying to get in dagger range of me, I'm like, eh, or, eh. so, uh, but again, only first round. And it also does not apply to missile spells, devices, and the like. I mean, I don't even think they give weapon class for those. I could be. So you've declared initiative. You've rolled your dice. 
you've determined when you can go, well, or whether you're holding your action or if you've got a first strike bonus, right? Mm -hmm. Now let's resolve the actions. And let me tell you, this is with a first read through, I got confused. Probably for no good reason that I just didn't read it properly until I actually ran this with my wife. Excuse me, I was uh, confused by this. And it's the phase one, phase two, because this is probably the biggest departure from Dungeons and Dragons, or from AD&D. If, let's make it easy, your first level character, you have one attack per round. Not, we're not using your specializations and so forth, you just have one attack per round, or mastery, sorry, uh, per round. It's real simple. And we'll get to the real chart here in a moment. Actually, we could do it now, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. You can choose to move, or you can choose to attack. So you rolled your initiative. Heathen Dog's got a six. So Heathen Dog goes first. Heathen Dog can choose to move, or he can choose to attack. We go around the table. Everybody's done their move or attack or their spells or whatever they're doing. And then it goes to phase two. Heathen Dog, what did you do first? Did you move or did you attack that first phase? I moved. You moved, great. Now, the second phase, you can choose to move again, or you can choose to attack. You move. Attack. I, I, I'm guessing you moved into, you know, into range of whatever yes. you wanted to attack. Boom. So that that's how so he didn't get to attack in phase one because he only has one attack, although he could have. So uh, a lot of this will be determined by, um, you know, the scenario that's happening around you. He needed to move, uh, you know, per what we were talking about. He needed to move. He couldn't just attack. He had to move first. Well, there you go. There goes your attack unless you're going to shoot a bow. Uh, if he did have the ability to attack, he could have done that and then been like, see ya. You know, kind of a hit and run kind of thing, which they do have rules for. So let's go down here. I am not going to look at this right here. Let's just forget about this because I found it to actually confuse the situation okay. more for me. So wait, wait. Uh, the, the basics of this is each round has two phases. And yeah. I'm going to show the chart in a moment. There's a better okay. chart. There's a better chart. Okay. Yeah. So look at this. You get two attacks. So if you have five attacks every two rounds, you're a higher level character. You get two attacks the first round, three attacks the next round. The way it was always supposed to be in D&D, but everybody plays it backward. Everybody I know, when it's three attacks every two round, they do two, one, two, one, two, one. It's supposed to be one, two, one, two, one, two. Not that it matters that much, but still. Yeah. Um, so let's go to the chart here. Here we go. It tells you, and this is the part I didn't see or I didn't, I glossed over and didn't pay much attention to that, uh, why I was confused. Phase one here phase two there also the layout of this got me i'm a pretty exacting person I'm, I'm, a, I'm kind of a perfectionist in the negative way so everything you've seen so far is phase one on top phase two on bottom right mm -hmm. even this chart here phase one on top phase two on bottom sure now I, I get it this is in english however it confused me for whatever reason to have phase one on the left and phase two on the right hmm. until i actually sat back and said wait a second so I was like, wait a minute, so I can, I can attack and then I can move? What, what the, what's going on here? I'm confused. Uh, again, it was, a, it was a literacy problem on my part. But the point being, um, if you have one melee attack, which includes charge attacks, because uh, always 1-1 one, one if you're a cataphract, you can on phase one choose to attack. And if you do that, you can choose to either move half your movement rate or hold your action. For phase two. For phase two, yep. Right. If you choose to move half and attack, yes, you can do both. But that you only have one attack, so you're done attacking. You can choose to move your other half or hold action. You can choose to move half, because like Heathen Dog did, he had to move into range, mm -hmm. and then attack, move again, and attack. 
So see the, again, you got to read these commas here. Right. So you can move half and attack, or you can move half and move a half again and attack. You can hold action. Attack. Okay. You you see how this is working. Yes. Let's go to something a little more complex, like uh, uh, to do. Missile fire is uh, a little more complex, but yeah. Well, I'll do the three to one. I was going to say that the you could do the three, the the five every two, but that would just be alternating between the uh, melee two one and melee three one. So let's just do melee three one. You can take all three of your attacks in phase one. Sometimes you're going to sit there like, duh, why wouldn't I do that? Well, in phase two, or hold action. You can move one half and take all of your attacks in phase one. Maybe the presumption is there's no chance in hell I'm going to defeat this thing in one round, so let me just whip it all out right now and do as much as I can. And then in phase two, move a half or hold action. Or, obviously, you can choose to move half and attack one and then take two attacks or move half and half and attack. You see how this is going here? Mm -hmm. It's a I'm sorry. You have to watch the commas. Yes. Gotta watch a move half and attack once, followed by attack twice. Move a half and attack once, followed by move half. Move half and attack once, followed by move half and attack two times. You, yeah, I no no I, I I see where this is getting pretty complicated for for someone who's just reading it. I I get yes. it. Yes. yes, but it I mean is it very does simple. make sense. But you really got to work it. You have to do you, it. You have before to pay you attention to the damn commas. Yes, the commas <laughs> are important. But it, to to really understand this, to really I mean intellectually you can get it but oh, yeah. until until you actually do it you're not going to know it what once once you put it i'm telling you it clicked one once i did the and remember my wife doesn't play these games at all she was just sitting no. there to be somebody on the other side and roll a die she didn't care what she was doing she wasn't happy about being there you know whatever um but once it was there and we just kind of ran through a, a round or two i think we did two rounds total bam it was there it was like, okay makes perfect sense now i get it you can do everything in phase one, except for you can't do a double move. Caveat to that later. Um, you, you, you can move half and do all or any number of attacks that you have available to you until you're out. Same with phase two. You can move half and do any number of attacks you still have available to you. If you remember it that way, you're, you're golden. Right. Now, this is where it gets a little weird. Missiles are basically the same thing. You can fire, move... Uh, however, firing takes up your movement action. You can't move half twice and fire. You have to stop to pull the bow back or to take aim with the crossbow and fire. So you, it's you, it's more it's more like bracing yourself because if you're going to use a bow or crossbow, whatever, you have to take a stance. You have to plant yourself yes. down on the ground so that negates your half of your movement. I get it. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not going to speak too much on this. It's actually easier the missile combat than it is the the melee combat because you can see they have less options here. Yeah. Here's where. Ethan dog doesn't like combat your choices are to cast a spell and hold your action in phase two or to move or hold and cast a spell you cannot cast a spell followed by a move this you know is what the only one that does that yeah well no no it isn't uh sc scroll back up to uh to the uh to the missile fire you can fire and you can fire and move. Yes, but if you use all of your fire actions, you can't move. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. If you have more than one. Yeah. If you take them, you're right. right. So they kind of did it to missile fire as well, but they fully fucked over 
uh, spellcasters. Where they're like, hey, the the moment you're you're going to cast a spell is the moment you're done moving. That's it. Yes, yes. And for, for, I for could th that round. I can understand it because you know you also have to have to plant yourself to do the gestures and the and the the chanting and stuff like that. So I get it. I understand it. I hate it. <laughs> well, you play casters. I actually so do I. Yeah. Uh, so, it, but it doesn't bother me. You know, the only thing I didn't like when I first read the rules, but I, again, like you said, I get it. I don't have to like it. Is I didn't understand why I can't cast a spell, or if I cast a spell, I have to hold action. But if I'm using a wand, I can. I move. mean, yeah, yeah. I, I can move. Uh, well, I, I, I get it. A I wand get that is too. a quick. Is a is yeah. a quicker like you know zebra blue box. You know whatever. I I get that, but I just. I don't know. It just seems weird to me. Um, yeah, I, I personally, I would not use this the way the way it's written. I, I I would allow someone to cast and then do their half movement. I, I would. I, I, I would. I'm, I'm looking real quickly to see if there's a reason on here. It it uh, didn't. I I couldn't find a written reason why. I can only make assumptions because of the way they also treated missile fire. I thought that, I read uh, a quick blurb about it, but maybe not. Oh, melee actions. Here we go. Uh, this is in the, actually in the next chapter. Well, how about this? You you can go back to talking about the actual actions now, and then when we get to spell casting. But did it? Well, first of all, did everybody understand the round? I, we haven't really been uh, paying attention to chat nearly as much as we're supposed to be. I have. Okay. Um, they're not talking to us. They're talking to each other. Okay. Which is great. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yep. I just want to make sure we're not missing anything here. But uh, um, does anybody have any questions about how the round works? So, again, if we go back up to here. There it is right here. Determine surprise only for round one. Obviously, we talked about that last week. Declare your actions. Some people may just mash these two together. I don't, but, you know, some people will. Resolve them with your dice rolls and then check morale, which is optional. And I, the PDF I'm showing here is not the full book. It's just the uh, player book. So I don't have a morale. I don't have a creature I can show you, but creatures do have morale and it's yes. rolling 2d6. Uh, and so uh, a morale of seven, or I'm sorry, morale well, of eight. We're going to get is... to morale right now. It has its own section. Morale measures the confidence, discipline, and courage of monsters and NPCs. It is tested with the morale check. What page? It's the, where the, where the casting sequence is page uh, 247. Right there. Oh, okay, there it is. Right there. Yeah. Yep. Two d six. That the one or more monsters and or NPCs might break ranks and flee. Now, monster NPCs are represented by a morale score range from two to twelve. That's where the that's where the two d six comes in. Creatures of the lowest morale two will probably not fight at all. But if they do fight, they're gonna be scared off real quick because you roll that two d six. If it was if it is greater than the morale score, they they failed their morale check. That's easy. So, so an average is eight. Yeah. Well, because se seven, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, average of uh, seven. Average of seven. Make a morale check uh, is equal to, no, it'd be eight because uh, equal to or less than the subject morale score, score it continues. To oh, fight. oh, it's a threshold. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Equal to or less. Okay. Got it. All right. Uh, da -da -da. Because yeah. So if you have a morale 12, you, you can't, you can't exceed that on a morale check, which means they'll, they're never going to break. But uh, when, when do you roll this stuff? When do you roll to see if, if the, if the creature NPC or monster, whatever will, will break or has a possibility of breaking? Well, when the leader's killed, half of them are killed. 
uh, they they see some awful sorcery. Like I'm I'm talking like like Cthulhu esque nightmare shit. Like uh, um, the uh, person next to them uh, gets a spell cast on them, and you see it, and it causes their bones to tear out of their body in a horrible grotesque fashion, and you get blood all over the side of your body where your friend formerly was. Now he's just a pile of chunky salsa. Guess who's making a morale check? You. You're making that morale check. I'd give you some minuses too because that was really cool. But uh, if you're outnumbered, uh, uh, the you uh, the the enemy has flyers and you don't. Uh, you you attack the enemy and the arrows bounce off of him. Morale check time, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, so if 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 you take a significant hit point loss, like uh like like uh you're at half hit points after round one, you're like whoa. Okay. Um, Which in the old days, that was actually a system chakra. Yeah, I would I would say that I left all the ovens on and I got to go home and check that. So I'm leaving. <laughs> so how to make the morale check. Like I said, it's easy. You roll 2d6 uh, equal to or greater than uh, the morale score. They fail. If you have a morale of 12, you can't fail because it's always going to be equal to or greater. It's always going to be equal at least. So they're going to win. That is so weird. My chat shows up but I'm not seeing Shadzar's chat and I have it set to live. Oh shit. Shadzar. He put a, he put up a, uh, uh, upkeep on tap, draw main phase. Yeah, he's I, he's I equating. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's magic. equating to magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, hey, you know what? He's, it's the same. It's the same mindset. What they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to make combat to be in specific steps. So nothing will be skipped. Nothing will be missed. Everything will be gotten to and in the right order. Like I, I remember playing magic before the stack and you're like, oh, that stack's pretty easy. Yeah, I don't know why it even had it. it. It's obvious. No, it wasn't obvious. It was not obvious bef before the stack. Anyway, after so, that comes, comes combat action. Before, beforehand. So uh Heathen dog and Max, uh, this is uh Raven Slayer's uh, okay. paragraph. Here. Oh, Jesus. Oh, at the bottom it says, and look, we we know what it says. I I I think he's trying to say that you can play it how you want. We know that already. Yeah. It's just I am reading it off of the way the rules as written because that's what we're going before us. So yes, some referees. I understand why Heathen Dog said we could do differently. I'm reading it as like this is the way you're supposed to do it because this is the way the game was intended. Would I be mad if somebody else did it differently? No. Yeah, we have the PDF right here. It's right here. It's right there. I know. So it's, it's talking about, you know, unless you're just trying to equate with me where uh, I was saying that, you know, some, some will mash those two together and so forth. Yes. Yes. Uh, hopefully we're not reading every line here, but no. yeah. So every, everybody's going to, you know, run the game the way they want to. Right. The first time I, r I run through this game, I'm going to run it rules as written raw. <laughs> and then I'm going to figure out through the course of the game, what works. And then, so on so forth. The only thing I'm going to do differently is it's going to be a D and D type game, not this game. And I'm going to add in. Oh no, I I, I love having no demi humans. That's just like, that's awesome. I love it. Dem demi humans are the bane of any game. Oof, they're awful. Okay. Human master race. Anyway. Well, I, uh, I, no, I play humans. I'm yeah. just saying, like, I, I I like them in the games as I like the stereotype tropes that they represent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People really love variety, but. If, if, if all the variety is just, is just lesser than you, there's no reason to have it. <laughs> Demi-humans are just lesser things. Anyway, 
Uh, here follows a selection of actions in typical combat. These are the actions you can take in combat. We don't have to read them all, no. but uh, for melee, of course, unarmed combat. Now, now uh, I read through these rules. I know, I know, but so so that that means you can tell us the the difference between unarmed combat and armed combat because in armed combat you have weapon size, which which will determine your fighting order. But I we also said earlier that natural weapons. Now they only said this for for monsters or NPCs. Natural weapons are exempt from that. Is that also true for hand to hand combat? No. For a pe oh, see, why 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 do the monsters get special treatment? Unarmed attacks are considered weapon class zero because because uh, monsters those are natural weapons. Well, you could say, well, my fists are natural. Yeah, we're, if you're a trained not, pugilist, it's a natural we're weapon. Not, we're not no, we're not animals. We're not trained instinctually like that. So uh, that, that's the way I would uh, describe it anyway. Uh, that's pretty but, thin to look, me. Well, you know what? I could still, if I have a six-inch dagger, I'm still going to reach you before your punch reaches me. <laughs> now, it is still... Uh, armed combats will attack first uh, unless they wield WC1 weapons. So what, what the point is, it's still a two-reach difference. So if you're just wielding a dagger, WC1, you actually don't get to fight uh, uh, to attack first. No. You yeah, have to have true. at least a short sword. Right. So, and now, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I read through these rules. I did not test them. What I said was like, oh, crap. At least this is better than the chart they gave you in second edition because it's more meaningful. It's kind of like what Forbidden Lands did with, uh, uh, with grappling. However, until I run into the situation where I actually need to use this and slow down the game because of it, I'm <laughs> like, dude, there's... It's, they're not bad rules. It's just I don't have the experience with them. So, all right. See, for for me, I would not have an unarmed combat uh, centered character because the first round, if he's facing anyone with a short sword or higher, he just he gets beat on, and he can't do anything about it. He just no, he just, just gets beat on. Doesn't necessarily get beat on. It's just that person gets to attack first for yeah. one round. For, yeah, that's, but that's that, that, that's the way it was in AD and D also. The, we the weapon speed thing, yeah. No, no, not even weapon speed. Any armed person automatically in the first round went. And I know this because my last character was absolutely based on punching and wrestling. Uh, so I had all those charts and rules. Anybody with a weapon went before uh, uh, somebody who was grappling. Now, on the flip side, once you were in that, especially with wrestling, once you were in rest that wrestling mode, the person with the weapon couldn't hit you well unless it was a dagger because uh, you were inside the weapon's reach. But right. that first round, you were absolutely vulnerable. Mm. It's, yeah. It makes sense to me. Okay. What I don't know, and, and this is what I'd have to spend time on stuff like this, is how much does this slow the game down? Is it just yeah. that it, because I don't know it? Is that why it's slow? Yeah. Grapple or is it actually problematic? Pummeling, overbearing knocking down stuff like that all of the hand-to-hand -hand, you know wrestling type combat we're not gonna we're not gonna really go go deep into it because to be it, fair it, it has a lot of stuff that is just special just yes. just itself where it, Forbidden it, it Lands had a lot of this and it was out. easy yeah it's just just to be very clear about this uh this might be easy forbidden lands looked just like this until i went through it and actually ran it and then i was like oh that's actually easy it just makes sense you just have to get used to it. So this may be the same way. Now, the, the very first attack we come up that is that I consider special is the charge attack. Because this this in, this includes a double move. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, a running attack, which is a double move, made by a man or humanoid armed with a melee weapon. This action is a single attack that supersedes standard attack rates. Thus, a 3-2 melee attack rate fighter can perform a charge attack and then go into his normal attack rate of one attack the next round and two attacks the following round. If you do a charge attack, you are you are giving up the rest of your attacks for the for the phases of that sing of that first round of that round you're in. You're giving up the rest of your attacks because you are fully committing to this single attack. After this single attack's done and you've stopped your charge, you can go back to your normal attack rate two, two, three, 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 one, whatever it is. I don't know. But it, the whole the point charge is to get you is, into uh, combat. So what do you get in return for that? How special is this charge attack? It has to occur in phase one, apparently. Uh, the only thing I know is there's a well, there's a penalty. Uh, where oh, it, uh, no! If if you are a half, plus two damage bonus, oh. there you go. But if if you are a half move away from your opponent, your charge attack happens in phase one. If you are more than a half move away, up to a full movement away, your attack is held effectively until phase two because you cannot reach the person until the end of your run sense. yeah which does make sense perfectly now uh getting a plus two was a uh, charges get a plus two damage bonus though they lose any dexterity bonus to armor class if no dexterity bonus applies a minus one penalty is suffered that sounds like it's not worth it to me it really it, sounds like it's not worth it to me. It is. It's all situational. It depends on if. Uh, I mean, I I don't do math when I play. In fact, I despise that shit. So, um, I don't look at this as, as like, oh god, I would never do that. I look at it as situational. Like, is it? I need to get there. That person is coming down with a sword to lop the head off the virgin that we just saved from the tower. I mm -hmm. have to run in there, and I'm gonna do it. That that's how I look at it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hail Mary type thing. Basically, right. is what I don't. Is, but, I don't look at it like as a as a tactic. Like, hmm, no. what is the best for me right now? And it's like I said, I, I I hate that min maxing type stuff. That's why I hate third edition. I understand. I understand too. But I do believe that that a charge should have a significant bonus and a significant minus. Now, right there are now, weapons that give you that. If you have yeah. the right weapon, you will. Yeah, but you know, if 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 I if I charge with a spear on a horse, I expect a very significant bonus. To, well, that's to, different. To that's that that's yeah. mounted. That's a exactly. Yeah, which which is later. Which is right there. Yeah, which is right there. But uh, uh, even even uh, charging with a handheld weapon on foot should give me more than a, a plus two damage bonus. But it really should get give me give me a a minus. The the minus the the, the the no dexterity modifier I get. But if no dexterity bonus applies, if I can't lose dexterity, I get penalized even more. Fuck you. No. You lose your dex bonus because you are not you are not actively dodging and weaving because you are charging. So you lose any 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 bonus that you have to dex. I get it. That makes sense. But also, if you don't have a have a have a dex bonus to lose, you lose something else. That's just being mean. I would have to see it in action first uh, before I can I can judge it fully. Especially you know with some of the side rules when we get to them later. Yeah, that's just being mean in my in my opinion. So I, mean, I, don't, off, I don't like that off the cuff. I, I get what you're saying. And I do think that plus two might not be enough, but, it, but again, not knowing fully how this, especially at higher levels, how this game plays out. Right. Now, if you, if you really want a useful charge, then, then you'll go up to the mountain, <laughs> the mounted charge horse make, make a mounted charge. So long as his target is at least 60 feet away and the path is relatively straight. 
A ground must be level and free of obstruction. A mounted charge cannot be performed in the same terrain types such as force. Okay, seriously. Uh, this is a very, very specialized attack. It can be done in a certain circumstance and no other. The reason being is because you get a whole lot of bonus for it. Okay, it, it is a killer attack. So it can't be done all the time. I get it. I get it. So what happens when you actually charge someone on a horse so you with get a, a plus, weapon? Get a plus one bonus versus footman, plus two damage bonus. And a plus two damage bonus. Uh, the mounted if the mounted charge electric... or oh, couches with a great spear, weapon damage dice are doubled instead. In lieu See, of the plus two damage bonus, you get a double. I knew I read somewhere that there that certain type of weapons were meant for this. So. Yes. Uh, lances and great spears, the, the, the big long ones, uh, they do double damage instead of plus two. There, there is <laughs> where at, is where you do it. Look at the cataphract. Uh, is damage, did it make any amount of charges? Oh. A cataphract fighter subclass trebles, triples, his damage dice. But wow. that's 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 like the cavalryman from Earth on it. Yeah, exactly. Trick. Yeah, that that's that's his big deal. That that's his that's his claim to fame. If he if he charges you on a mount with a lance, you die. Okay. What uh what what what's what's the damage for a lance? Is it like two d six, two d eight, something like that? I I don't know off the top of my head. Like double that. Well, tr okay. Triple it. <laughs> triple it. Triple it. If if you're a cataphract, sure. But, and and uh, this game yeah. is very clear about that. Doubling and tripling is not math. It is number of dice. Number of dice, yeah, not not the not the end result, just the number of dice you roll. So in, instead of two d six, you're rolling forty six. Instead of two d six, you're rolling sixty six. And other damage bonuses are added after the afterward. Damage. Yeah, if you have a strength bonus, that's added after the dice are rolled, added to the result, and and not not uh, before doubling or something. So yes, so uh, charging on foot with a non spear, stupid. Charging on a horse with a spear, awesome. If the situation is correct, if this if the situation is good, usually it's not going to be. I mean, you really have to you really have to be you know uh, level level planes type type combat for a for a spear or lance charge to be truly effective. But and, and but that's the way. I mean, yeah, historically, that, that's, that's yeah, that's the way it works. I mean, you you, you can't be dancing around trees and charging people. It doesn't work. You're 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 not going to get the full weight of the horse behind you. Imagine if it. your party had three cataphracts in it. Not saying that that's a good party, but imagine no. you had three cataphracts and and you're in the open plains. You're fucked. You're running. Well, no, well, if, if if you're the, against them, you're yeah, you're running you away. You are yeah. them as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you are them, then then you're gonna win that fight. Like, oh no, he's he's facing a, a level twelve troll. I don't know, man. After and, and round one, that troll's gonna be tough. No. In the dungeon, either. I mean, no, no, they're they're not the peak, but they're not slouches in dungeons. No. No, they're not. But uh, what what you got is uh, three attacks of sixty six apiece. <laughs> and then and then they, they just jump off their jump off their horse at the end of that charge and uh, draw the their sword to finish the job, which is not going to be much of a job at this point. It's just going to be a mop up because you're probably chunky salsa. Uh, typical games have, you know, set versus charge. Do you really want to read all this here? No, no, we don't need to do that. Most most games have. Yeah, mo know, most, most games. Yeah. If, if someone is charging you, you, you set your spear. You angle it toward them and you attack the horse or you attack them. That's how it works. Missiles. Uh, firing into melee is, 
yeah, is is dangerous because uh, if you miss the one you're going for, you're going to hit the one you're not uh, trying to attack, and that happens. Fine. If if you if you don't want that to happen, you get a you get a, the attack penalty. Firing at a minus two attack penalty. Thread well, that, that's, threading that's, the needle. That's only at short range. Yeah. However, if this attack roll is a natural one to three and this results qualifies as a miss, then the ally is targeted instead. The shooter must make a new attack roll, also at a minus two attack penalty, to see if he hits the ally. So yes, firing into a melee where you have friends, probably not a, not the best Only idea. Only short range. That's that's the yes. one thing that when I first read that rule, I was like, oh damn! Only so it's not an option if the target's at medium or long range. Nope. Instead, each combat friend or foe stands equal chance to be hit. Which yep. again. I don't yeah, want to say it, makes it makes sense, but you shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you have if you have if you have no friends in that fight, who cares? I don't even know what you're talking about, Mar Hawkman, so I'm not answering that. <laughs> All right. So uh yeah, flask hurling. This is uh this is your this is your your basic uh grenade type uh situation <laughs> where where there's splash damage and there's so there's a little bit of randomness, I imagine, in uh in where it hits. Did you want to talk? Because you were mentioning the the whole throw dirt in somebody's eye earlier. Did you want to? Uh, so, yeah. Go ahead and hit that. So, so to make it easy, if you're throwing a holy water at something or throwing a Greek fire at something or whatever they call it in this game, um, depending on where you're trying to throw it, it's, it's a straight up D twenty roll. Yep. I'll be back uh, in a sec. So if the if the target is stationary, like an unaware man, you only need a seven or higher, and you hit. If it's large over eight feet, nine. Medium, 11, small, 13. So depending on what you're throwing it at, it's just a roll and you hit the area. Um, and then from there, you do get to add your dexterity modifier. I thought so. I've, I would have mentioned that before, but I couldn't remember. And uh, they have the typical dagger ranges. So a lot of this is going to be referee interpretation. But yeah, it's actually kind of easy to throw ranged weapons this might be what you have your wizard do you know uh you know just because he's got that you know he won't have a dexterity bonus won't need it because you know hopefully you're throwing at something large you're throwing it at something that's not moving you know get it on there uh you can throw lamp oil incendiary oil holy water this is the important one to me it's uh holy holy oil holy water 1d8 damage per round for two rounds so it does finally steam off but uh if the target is missed by a score of two or less so one or two uh a splash delivers 1d4 hit points damage for a round i like the splash damage rule somebody didn't somebody just ask for splash damage a moment ago uh anyway so there are splash damage rules it's only one or two and i thought that was pretty ticky tack uh, i guess what i mean by that is uh i don't know when when i picture it throwing and breaking i picture it, picture it splattering i think i don't know me personally i think it should be more than two or less like maybe four or less but you know, I mean, that is also 20%. So who knows? On a D20. Uh, missiles of movement. I'm not, I'm not going to go through the rest of the stuff. I mean, you can set stuff on fire. It, it tells you about uh, damage and so forth. But, uh, missiles of movement. A missile shooter normally is entitled to more than one shot per round. This is what we were talking about before. May move half and forfeit one attack. So, yes. Uh, it says here. It doesn't say why, but it does say here. And I'll let... Magic, so again, it's not saying why, oh, here we go. Maybe it does say it down here. Um, so casting a spell puts a sorcerer in a vulnerable, vulnerable position. 
Spacing and distance from enemies is of grave importance. If a sorcerer is engaged in melee with an enemy and attempts to cast a spell, he is effectively hindered. Minus two armor class penalty. Furthermore, if a spellcaster is struck whilst casting, he will lose his spell unless the optional concentration check is utilized. I tend to allow the concentration check yeah, because I'm kind of pro wizard. Well, I'm 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 pro uh, get, getting screwed because of a bad die roll. No, I'm not. I'm anti getting screwed because of a bad die roll. If uh, if, if, if you roll that. bad, no, no. If if you roll roll badly on your on your initiative and that's the only reason he was able to close it on you and stab you for one point of damage and, and you lose your fifth level spell that is disheartening well see so and this is where i agree with you i i, I don't agree with that premise because i think that's just part of the nature of combat you thought you were going to get it off first you didn't you moved slower he reacted faster you suck but i've never even going back to my high school ad and d days I never liked the concept of losing a spell that I couldn't cast. So being hit, even with the rules back then, which basically said, you can't move, but you're done. By the way, second edition did say that if you're casting a spell, you can't move the entire round. Uh, I never saw anybody play with that, but that is a rule in the book. Um, but, you know, you're clubbed in the head. You took damage. You already have like six hit points <laughs> at third level. So, uh, uh, you know, if you're not dead already, oh, and you lost your spell. I, I, I didn't mind the not casting part. I always hated the whole you couldn't memor you lost the memorization yeah. of it part. Um, so with this, this is why I agree with you. Like, yeah, let's do the concentration check. If you didn't lose the spell, then I'd say no concentration check. You just have to wait till next round to cast it. Okay. But, uh, so touch spells. That's yeah, so whatever. Mm. This is a little different. Really? Uh, if I remember correctly, I got. I, I, it's been a while since I read this, but I, but something. Uh, unless otherwise noted, armor and shield protect uh, against touch attacks. If touch attack misses, sorcerer. Uh, never mind. This isn't. Nope, I was wrong. Never mind. Let's move on. Okay. I, for some reason, I thought they used their uh, casting ability to use. Uh, Touch spells. I thought I read that somewhere. Oh, that, no, that, it isn't, uh, that isn't fighting ability, it's casting that, ability. That is a problem I have with this game. Uh, casting ability and fighting ability, ability look the same, but they act completely differently. Yes. Uh, fight, fighting ability is integral in, in melee and missile combat. It is, it is the stat that is most important. Casting ability only affects the strength of your spells, not the actual using of your spells and gotcha. i don't i don't think they should look so so similarly and 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 uh you know uh the, the, the point the point during, of the casting ability during, uh, god i forgot what i was gonna say Blah. well it was it was to avoid confusion though because so many people in first and second D edition dd you and i may look at this as like how is that confusing because we've played for years but what do you mean spell level? I'm ninth level. Well, yeah, but you're only spell level, you know, only fourth spell level or third spell level, whatever that was then. No, no, no. But I, I'm ninth level, and no, you only cast at third level. So what the uh, the uh, what do you call this? Um, the casting ability was supposed to do is just forgo all that. Nobody cares about your casting level versus your character level versus your whatever level. You are you know are the fact that you only have fourth level spells when you're actually a tenth level character. No. You have just casting ability. And I think that was the point of it, was just to alleviate 
the entire conversation. Yeah. I just I, I, I just wish it didn't look so goddamn similar to fighting ability and be completely divorced from function. I could have sworn though. I actually want to uh no, we'll do it later. I could have sworn that this game said maybe I'm I read so many games so maybe I do have it actually confused, but I could have sworn that this game actually treated touch spells as casting uh casting ability for the target well, uh but it doesn't seem so. Yeah, it doesn't seem so, and I don't want to confuse people who are watching. You know, I could just be wrong about that. Yeah. Okay. Again, I'm seeing Shadzar's chat in Streamyard, but not in YouTube, and I don't understand why. Okay. Removing the loss of the spiel is how you get three uh, E and an overpowered wizards and useless fighters. Well, so removing there was, there loss was... of spell. Okay, spellelelel. <laughs> yeah. So, so third third edition tried to balance more and in a way they succeeded in in terms of if first and second edition everybody hated being a first level wizard but wanted to be the 20th level wizard yeah. everybody loved being the first level fighter but felt useless unless you're just given all types of magic items felt useless as the 20th level fighter uh it's just how how the game changed but to me that always kind of felt like well if you can survive as the wizard you deserve the reward at the end yeah. As the warrior, you were never worthless because you always had the Thacko or, you know, the, the fighting ability in this one, the combat matrix. And, uh, and the ability to get up to someone taking the damage. Yes. Get up there to be able to hit them, which you're going to do probably because you have the best Thacko in the game. So, right. yeah, I mean, you have third, utility throughout all your levels. But third edition, I did feel made um, casters too powerful at low level, especially clerics at low level. And kind of, I don't want to say downgraded them, just kind of made the flare, since they, maybe it's because the flare was already there, made the flare at high level just kind of like, eh, I'm just doing my job. There you go. There's my rote fireball. Oh, there's my rote lightning bolt. Oh, I guess those are mid-level. But you know you know what I'm saying? It's like, it just kind of took the fun out of it when it, when in first and second edition, all of a sudden you're throwing a time stop and geese and, you know, disintegration, roll or die. It was Or power word kill, roll or die. And what, or, or was that 60 points or death? Which one was 60 points? Was that uh, disintegration? Finger of death. Finger, oh, finger of, of death. death. Okay. Uh, you had these things. It's like, even if you save, good luck, pal. You know, you know yeah. I, uh, third edition took a lot of that away. And fifth edition, I mean, they're all just born superheroes now. So it sucks anyway. Yep. But, uh, fighter goes up, slaps the enemy wizard. You get lightning bolted because you've got the spell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we, we don't get that. Like, oh, oh the the I he smacked and the, the started crying and he forgot his whole spell. No, I don't think so. No, no, so. but he is right. You know, having the wizard's downfall is what keeps. I just didn't like. Um, I just didn't like the 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 loss of memorization. I did not have a problem at all with the inability to cast a spell. Yep, you took one point of damage and you have thirty hit points as a high level mage. You took one point of damage. You can't cast that spell this round. So whatever you're trying to do isn't happening. Okay, next round you try again. You took one point of damage. You can't cast that spell. I don't have a problem with that. I had a problem with losing the memorization of it. I'm not saying it's wrong or bad or horrible. I just, it just felt like... Mean. It's, it's mean. It's mean because yeah. game masters don't always play creatures like creatures that just attack the closest thing to them or attack mm -hmm. the thing that hurt them. They're like, oh, that's the one wearing the shiny arm or the, the robes. Let me attack that first, which sure, maybe, you know, an experienced orc or something would do that or an experienced party or definitely a dragon. But it's weird how 
the displacer beast was always attacking the cleric and the wizard first. Hmm, you know, which doesn't necessarily make sense. So that's right. why I, I ran into the problem with the whole losing spell memorization. It's like, should I even bother? Should I even bother casting a spell? Well, that's what you have magic items for. <laughs> like, you know, so I, I agree with Heathen Dog in the premise. I just think that, you know, a, a good game master, I don't want to say won't target the wizard because that's not right. A good game master is going to look at the creature that he or she is using and, and use it appropriately. The, the monkey is not just going to go after the dude in the robe. No. Okay. Or send the rust monster after the paladin in his magic armor. Well, the armor would get a save, first of all. But yeah, I mean, it's like Mr. Well, but then again, the rust monster does feed on that. Feed on so, metal, sure. So I could see it. But going just after the paladin and not, say, the warrior or the cleric, then I agree with you. Yeah. Because it isn't going to know the difference. But yeah. Right. Okay, now, so. <laughs> that's okay. And now now we, we get to turning undead. And we'll, we'll just skip down to the chart because that's yep. really all you have to see. This is a this is a D12 roll. Plus charisma. Right. Plus charisma. Charisma is a modifier, modified to the number of your roll. So you, you roll uh you roll the uh, uh 2d6, right? 2d6? D12. It is a D12. Okay, good. Yep, yeah, yeah, there it is. There it, it is. It, it one of 12. Yep. There it is, one of 12. So uh you you roll you roll the D12, you add your charisma modifier, and you look just like just like a just like fighting a billion armor class. This is turning ability and undead type. All right. Now, what is undead type? Well, we look at, we look down here in the list and da, 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 where is it? Where's that listed? Well, it's, it's listed undead with the type. creature. Each undead creature has a type number noted in volume yes. four, which is, uh, which is under the description of all of the monsters and creatures and stuff. Yes. Which I don't have in this PDF. I'm using the players, oh, okay. not, not well, the full book. That, that doesn't matter. The, the, the stronger the creature, the higher their undead type. Okay, that's pretty much all you got to know. Which, right. you know what? I, I prefer this to the way we're used to, which is like skeleton and then zombie right. and then exactly. whatever. Because yeah, yeah. now you can make whatever undead you want, call it whatever you want, and just give it a type. Give it a type. Boom. Type seven. Look at that. So if you're, if, if you're, a, if you're a newbie and you, you come up on, say, a lich lord, probably going to be type 10 or higher, uh, you cannot turn this. NT. Sorry. I don't care what your role. It's not going to work. You suck. You're not cool enough for this. There you go. But let's just say, you know, you're, you have a turning ability five. That means you're, you're a fifth level cleric or priest or whatever. And, uh, you are, you're, you are facing some un, some, some skeleton remains of kobolds. I'm going to say they're undead type zero. Zero. Okay. Yeah. You just destroy them. D is destroyed. You didn't turn them automatically. They blew up. They turned to dust. Now, where is the, uh, the, uh, key for this? I so don't see. We can see. I don't see a key either. Oh, here we go. Destroyed. Indicates 2D6. It's the same thing. Again, the same thing as same thing first. Is, yeah. As first and second ultimate edition. destruction. This is different. This is different. Indicates 1D6 plus 6 undead are completely exercised or destroyed, crumbling and rapidly decaying. Whereas regular destroyed is indicates 1D, uh, 2D6 undead are completely exercised, destroyed, crumbling, and rapidly decaying. Now, now why, why is this different? Yeah. Well, first why is of it all, to, to, uh, to enhance the chart. But notice the difference. This is 2d6. You could roll a 2. Here, yeah. even if you roll a 1, you're getting a minimum of 7. Exactly. The, what, what it's doing is in, instead of the 2d6 roll, which you could flub and get 2, you're only going to get a 1d6 roll, and basically it's giving you a maximum of the second d6. Krantz made a very good point there. What's that? 
And actually, I wanted to comment on something that Shadzar said also. Um, Demons I, can't are I can't remember if it was like it in second edition, but in first edition, Demons of Opposite Alignment were, uh, at least of Opposite Alignment, if not all of them, mm -hmm. were also considered turnable. Now, not the named gods and demi, you know, and, and demigods and so right. forth, but demons were turnable uh, in first edition as well. I can't remember if they were in second edition. And quickly on Shadzar, I can tell you that my cats and, and my neighbor's dogs cannot differentiate between steel-toed boots and slippers. So I'm not saying that, that, a, that a lion isn't going to see something going clunk, 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 clunk in, in all metal armor and go... I don't think I can chew through that versus somebody wearing a dress. I, 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 I get that point. But generally speaking, I'm, I'm talking more about the game master side, uh, a pride Alliance or, 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 or jackals, whatever the hell their group is called. Uh, they're going to go for either the closest or the one that looks the weakest. If one's, you know, tagging behind. Yes. But if the paladin's the one that's lagging behind the one that's kind of singled out, an animal would naturally go for that one instead. And the ranger should be the one to tell the paladin that, like, hey, man, need you to kind of limp, limp along back there, buddy, because uh, otherwise we're about to get attacked. And, you know, Mr. Dresswear here isn't going to make it, <laughs> you know. But it, for me, it's more about the game masters always attacking the wizard and cleric, no matter no matter what the creature is. Mysteriously, everybody knows that's the wizard and that's clear. And the fighter's like, what's my job? Which is why I like that MMOs have a taunt. I don't want that in a real game. But that's why I like that MMOs have a taunt. All right. So, and th there are there are other rules for commanding undead if you're evil, but you're not supposed to be evil, man. You're supposed to be a good guy. All right. Not in this game. No. Shut up. Shut up. Not we're in this game. To be heroes. So <laughs> we're so we're not even we're not even go, we're not even talking about it. Not it shouldn't exist. All right. And then of course there's stuff like other special abilities, magic items, magic and movement, uh, magic magic devices. As we spoke earlier, they. Uh, they they have they have a a different uh, initiative modifier type thing than say regular weapons. You know they have the weapon class stuff like that and and spells well, obviously they, they just go when spells go. Yeah yeah the, and 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 spells obviously you 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 can't move after you do a spell, but you can move after you do a, a magic item, a, a spell like ability from a magic item. You can still move or or a Jude shape change. Oh, apparently a shape change as well. Even though I would think that a shape change would take a lot of time. And uh, well, I, I'm I'm thinking of uh, uh, American Werewolf in London, where it took like five minutes for him to change. You know, and it was really really painful looking because <laughs> it's bad. I, I don't see any excuse. I was I was trying to reread this to see if there's any excuse that says why. I don't see any magic movement. I don't see it either. Yeah, yeah. if the spellcaster elects to move before casting and is struck <laughs> while advancing, his spell will not be disrupted. For example, Mitch takes his half move before casting a fireball spell. He gets snaps yet. He gets stabbed in phase one. He he's not in the middle. He's not started casting yet, so he can't lose it. That's that's nice, I guess. That's good. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm I've got nothing to add to that. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And then we get to regular movement. Movement. The combat can advance. The combatant can advance the standard movement rate in feet per round, or make a double move, run, or charge. Note that any running movement causes a loss of dexterity bonus to armor class, or a minus one AC penalty if no dex bonus applies. Again, I hate that. I hate that rule. Regardless of whether the movement culminates in a charge attack or not. So whether you make a charge attack at the end of your double movement is is just inconsequential to to your minuses because of your running it's 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 the same idea as making normal movement in a dungeon 
Sure, you'll go twice as fast, but you're going to hit every trap. You're going to hit. You're, you're going to. You're going to. Uh, you're going to miss every secret door. You're going to be surprised by everything around a corner because you are throwing caution to the wind. Now there there will be caveats to this in the advanced combat, which I think we'll have to tackle that next week. Yeah, because yeah, it's getting it's getting pretty long. But uh, your movement movement rate uh, sixty is usually for flyers and horses and shit like that. But uh, your standard move is 60 feet. Double move is 120 feet. Sounds right, right? You have movement of 60. You move 60 feet for a half move. Uh, I mean, sorry, you have 30 feet in phase one and 30 feet in phase two or your full movement. You can go all 60 feet in, in phase one. Now, the double move is the running or charging. This is where you can you can cover a lot of ground, but you lose that you lose your dex bonus or you get your minus one to AC throughout the entirety of the entire round, phase one and two. You for are affected, for, you are affected by this by this negative armor class adjustment mm-hmm. because you are actively running the entire time. And target of opportunity, wow, do they even have that here? Like attack of opportunity. Uh, sort of not sort not, of not in not in the manner that you're used to it's okay, more like the first kinda, and second kinda. edition manner okay. which is you, you need to break combat and so forth but okay got it all right uh oh, encum- right here i i thought it was gonna be in advance but it's right here it's right there there it is now uh encumbrance <laughs> and, and combat movement now encumbrance slows all movement and it slows combat movement as well uh, an encumbered combatant suffers minus 10 to the movement and minus one AC penalties. A heavily encumbered is minus 20 movement and minus two to AC penalties. We saw that earlier in the chart. Thank you. I I was going to say what I liked about this, unlike movement when trying to make a character, is that this is in multiple locations. You saw this both in the the, uh, armor section and you saw this last week when we were talking about uh, just... uh, uh, Oh, no, you saw it this week. Yeah, this week in the armor section and now in the movement section and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah, it's it's in the multiple modifiers. places. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 easily seen in multiple places. Whereas uh, the base movement of forty is is mentioned uh, in under movement in one sentence, the very it's last mentioned. sentence, right, and it's basically hidden. I mean, it's, it's really in hard. An to envelope that's yeah. sealed. It, it basically, and unseal yeah. it. The genie comes out. <laughs> now backpedaling. If you're fighting while withdrawing, a melee combat combatant can backpedal at one half movement and continue to fight and defend or backpedal at full movement and simply defend. Enemies may pursue a withdrawer even if they have already attacked. Withdrawing potentially allows a combatant to lure an enemy. If, however, a combatant attempts to run away or flee from a hostile situation, he suffers a minus two AC penalty, and each adjacent enemy gains a free and immediate attack. This is the only only attack of opportunity right here. I knew about this. I missed this part when I read through it. Yes. If, If you turn tail and run... The moment you turn your your back on an active opponent, that opponent gets an automatic attack on you with a my with, with you getting a minus two AC penalty. Basically, them getting a plus two to hit. Now, now fair, to be fair, that was in second edition. Also, a lot of yes. people don't know that, but attack of opportunity was in second yeah. edition AD and D. But it it wasn't as prevalent in all kinds of attacking. Uh, no, it was it was very it was very simply written. Yes. If you are give, basically giving ground, if you're doing a strategic withdrawal, you're fine. If you just turn tail and run. It's everybody got a free attack on everybody yeah. within melee within range. Yeah, you. yeah, right, yes. right, right. Gets gets a free one-off attack on you, a free normal attack, not a power attack or right, a, right. or or a glaive attack or a spinning back kick magical front face, <laughs> whatever call. No, a basic melee attack on you as you turn tail and run like the coward that you are. 
So I just want to say before we end this that uh, one of the reasons why uh, we may have been hemming and hawing a little bit more in this chapter than the other ones isn't because we hadn't read through it. It's because the fact that we want to be right and precise about the rules when we talk yes. about them. And we don't have years of experience with this game. So uh, like with me, I, I knew that this was in here. I actually thought it was in the next section. I knew this was here, but it happened to be right here. But... Um, Advanced combat is going to be really fun when we get to that next week. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that because I like some of the things. My favorite thing are like the the arrow positioning. Arrow positioning, or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, oh, there it is, right there. Arrow setting. There you go. I, 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 something's awesome. But we'll get to that next week. There's a little hint. This is some of the things we'll be talking about next week. Look at that. Oh, dodge. Remember when I said we'll get to that later, where there are some things that are a little different. Indirect fire. Here we go. We'll talk about that next week. Now, all of these combat actions are optional. Listen. Yes. And all advanced combat is optional. And I will tell you that right now, that as Great. a new game master to the game, I would probably start the game off with very few of these exactly. and add them in slowly. If any. I mean, it's especially if you're a new game master and you got new players, yeah. I wouldn't use them at all. Not in the beginning. I wouldn't I, use them at all. I can understand. Yeah. 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 Not in the beginning. Like even I wouldn't in the beginning. And I, I yeah. mean, I'd like to consider myself an experienced game master, but I, I want to get the base game down first and then we'll start adding in some of this stuff. But just to give you an idea, this is what we'll be talking about next week. This and more. It's a lot more <laughs> than just this. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you like this. I'm going to take this off the screen. You can talk us out while I get some other things ready. Boom. Oh. Look at that. So, oh, well, I've got, I ask this every time or something similar to this. A, what do you think of the game? B, what do you think of the general combat feel? Well, uh, the general combat is good. Uh, one, once you get the phases thing down in your head, that, that's really the only hurdle for this combat system is the idea of phases. Once you can wrap your brain around that framework, you can see it. I mean, yes, you, you yeah. see it happening and each event leads oh, to crap. another, leads to another, Stop. and it works out. What were you doing? That's... I hit the wrong link and ended up playing something. Hopefully you guys didn't hear that, but it was okay. playing loudly uh, in my ear. I didn't hear anything. Okay, so uh, uh, I, I do have some, some qualms about the whole magic thing. Like I don't think concentration should be optional, but it, it is there. It is there. So you can, the game master can use it if he wants. Well, traditionally like it didn't exist. And is this game's based on first I edition. I know. So I know. It didn't I know. exist. I understand. I understand. And uh, the whole being able to move before casting a spell, but not, I mean, I it, and the game did not explain that to me. I would really like for the game to explain that to me, to really give me rationale that I can go, eh, all right, I can see that. But as it stands right now, it's just it's just baseless bullshit. Okay, you guys, in when you watch this, comment, let us know. Yes. What what do you you know what? And I forgot to do this. Got to do it. I got to do it. What? Bam! Oh, Subscribe! there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um. But to, no, let us know. I mean, do you have a good rationale as to why uh, a caster, once he casts, he's kind of like stuck there twiddling yeah. his thumbs? Yeah, a whole a whole, a whole phase. He can't do anything just because he casts a spell. Come on. Come on. It's over. It's done. I mean, I would play with the rule because, again, I would at least start the game raw. But if it didn't work for me or if I felt that it was too punishing, I'd change it. Hmm. So um, subscribe. Okay, Garth, I mean... <laughs> I'm not Mac, I'm Max. <laughs> That's why. Well, he's uh, typing on a phone. I know, I always mess with him. And I'm not going to stop. Uh, see, I can't see the YouTube stuff. So, okay, here we go. Seems like someone did try to organize 1E better without modernizing. Yeah, that, no, I think that's a really good... I consider this 
what third edition should have been. Now, again, it's Dungeons and Dragons, so you would have demi humans and some other stuff, but uh, mm. I, I consider this what third edition should have been. I really do. Oh, did you take that off the screen? Yeah, just done. Oh. All right. So that that's it. Yeah, leave your leave your comments below. Uh, throw it up in chat right now, and uh, tell us what you think. I mean, what what do you think about the the, the phasing system in in combat? Uh, what what do you think about uh, you know the the way it handles movement, missile attacks, movement, magic, the way it handles the the quote unquote initiative modifier for your size of your weapon? It only it only does it from round one, but still, how do you feel about that? Let us know. I don't know if that existed in second edition. But I don't I think, think it, it did. I think it did exist in first, though. Maybe, but I don't remember that in second edition at all. It's been so long. I, I got to go back. I, I, some of the chat I've missed here. Uh, Max did start after the pizza. Here we go. So Shadzar said, uh, pretty long. It's, it's been two hours and we're only on page 10. Uh, that is that uh, is from, from the no, Oriental Adventures. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, if you're showing about hey, to be fair, it. to be fair, we're on page 254. So suck. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's been two hours. We're on page 254. Well, really, it wasn't two hours because we had kind of a longer intro today, which is that's true. Totally fine. That's true. Hour and a half. Hour and a half, and we're on page 254. Yeah. I feel I feel good about that. And we're not critiquing. We're trying to express to yes, you. Yes. 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 We're we're <laughs> we're we're imparting knowledge and learning instead of bullshit and feelings. Oh no, we're we're about to do that. Uh, yeah, ah, uh, 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 but that's not what we're doing now. <laughs> oh, your your um your banner wasn't up. No, no, it was. I just took it down. I thought when oh. when you when you took away the thing, I took down the fundamentals banner. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I all right. Um, I still don't know why I can't see YouTube chat. It's really annoying me, except for through Streamyard. But you know, oh, at least what does it matter if you can see it one place? It's good enough. Because I have to stay clicked on it when I'm trying to click on other things. No, it's too bad. Yeah, I know. I am going to get another drink because I got a feeling that this is going to be. Uh, I work going tomorrow. To get I hope this isn't too long. This is going to get weird. So I'll be back in a sec. All right. Before we go into this one more time, I'm going to uh, let's see. Share this. That. Let's share. A, I said let's share. Yeah, share it. Do it now. There we go. Unscripted, unchanged RPG review. I'll put his uh, thingy to chat here this is a oh my god blood uh god i can't think a blood wolf there we go Gapers, creepers but uh, he's got reviews of various games he plays pillar of eternity as you can see on this account i watch tune uh i really need to watch the star adventures one but uh, i like this tune i think it was spot on i can't i can't do the game it's not a game for me got to watch some of the other ones uh, i'm going to do the second palladium one uh, yeah, Call of Cthulhu, that's for Heathen Dog. And uh, can I swap? I can't swap because I selected individual. So let's take that off. That, do that, and let's show Man Behind the Screen. Boom. His channel. Let's get that into there. Like I said, he gave us a shout out again uh, last time on, so on, we're, we're on parts two and part three. It, uh, talks about, which is the coaster cowards. And, uh, I, I don't All think right. they're cowards. I think they're evil. So, Well, stupid. I'm going to go with stupid. I'm going to go with dumb. Tomorrow. You know, okay, you, uh, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, and <laughs> that's what happens. So, now, I have a bunch to open up here. I'm not going to go through them all. 
Okay, I good. just have them open up in case I need to reference something. Uh, one of the things I just want to start off with is, uh, you know what I'm going to do this time? I'm going to share this a little different. I'm just going to do it. Can I do it that way without... I have to that. There we go. Got the F11 thing going on, except for then I can't. So Wizards of Coast should remove uh, the disclaimer statement of all its legacy products. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not. Disclaimer statement? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, is it, oh, can we put up the tier two or the level two banner? Whatever the hell it's called. I got it. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not going to go through this whole thing. I don't normally sign stuff like this. I get change.org stuff from people all the time about, you know, this guy should be in prison. That guy should be free. This, this person should not have a weapon. This person should have what, you know, I don't, whatever. Yeah. I, I almost never do these things because I don't think that they matter. I don't think anybody cares. If I saw somebody say, Max should stop ranting and it had 10,000 signatures on it, I'd give you like, 10,000 wow. in the middle. Yeah. 10,000 10, people uh, thought you were annoying enough to, uh, yeah, to sign know, a petition. Right? That's awesome. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but I did sign this one. You don't see it here because I did it off my tablet, but uh, I, I did sign this one. One, it was came from Bloodworth. So why not? Why not support him? He supported our channel. I'll support him, right? Plus, I mean, he only asked for 100. And, uh, oh, this is all in German now. Yeah, it's all Germany. It's yeah, all, whatever. It's all German I, nonsense. I had it changed to English at one point, whatever. But uh, what matters is this. This this is because this is the easiest place for me to see this. This is actually why I put this up. So if you want to, you can go to the change.org thing. Here, can I let me see if I can I have to F How about in English? Yeah, no, it automatically changes. Oh. So boom. I don't know. Just Wow, that's huge. Yeah, whatever. That's a huge link right there. I'm sure that uh, some of that's because it's been copied from 14 different locations, like Probably from parlor so. to <laughs> everything else. But anyway. Uh, I'm at that link, so if if you get a virus, I get a virus. Uh, <laughs> but here's the, God damn it! Hold on. We don't hear anything. If you're thinking we do. Uh, no, you, no, I just hit F11 on the wrong screen. There. So we wizards recognize that some of the legacy content you are you do hear me right? Yeah. Okay. Good. Keep, keep going. Uh, we wizards recognize that some of the legacy content available on this website does not reflect the values of the Dungeons and Dragons franchise today. Some older content may reflect ethnic, racial, and gender prejudice no, it that were commonplace in American society at that time. These depictions were wrong then, and they are wrong today. This content is presented as it was originally created, because to do otherwise would be the same as claiming these prejudices never existed. Dungeons & Dragons teaches that diversity is a strength, and we strive to make our D&D products as welcoming and inclusive as possible. This part of our work will never end. So first of all, wait, 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 wait. fuck you. Okay, go, okay. Wait, I, 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 I would go. Hurry. Stop. I would like someone to point out. I would like someone to point out what content was ethnic, racial, or gender, or or, or gender prejudice in their in their legacy products. I really would because uh, uh, a, a female only being able to attain a 17 strength that's not gender prejudice that's biology but uh, we also prove that with facts i mean uh, yeah. I, I, in or, episode number one orcs yeah orcs aren't people orcs are not people too sorry Correct. orc lives don't matter because they don't exist right so there you, you you cannot be prejudicial against a race that doesn't exist so so here's here's the thing <sighs> come on keep calm calm is what they say is is that it hurts the player playing that race. 
Because somehow, which is this weird full circle thing. Do you remember in the late 80s, early 90s? So after the satanic panic, then it started mm. turning into everybody was committing suicide by playing Dungeons and Dragons. So you had these disclaimers say, your character is not you. If your character dies, don't kill yourself. You, you remember that? Like, I think the Palladium books were notorious for that. Um, mm. But it was in a lot of the books. And it feels like we've come full circle where it's like, oh, you know, my character, I play this because in real life, I'm actually like this and I want to do something different. All right, cool. Now it's like, no, when you persecute my orc that's in this party, even though it's a party of elves, when you pers I feel bad. I feel really bad. I don't feel like I'm included in this group because I'm playing an orc. Play a fucking orc in a group of elves. Um, you should Probably. be a fucking pincushion. Yeah, you should be dead. And you know, if you're playing, now to be clear, if you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, yes, other games have changed yeah. the trope. But Dungeons if you're and Dragons playing Earth Dawn, well, it's different. You're okay, right? Yeah, because you're all name givers, baby. You're all name so. Uh, so so uh, Shadzar says Monster Manual for two E Alcadim Alcadim. You know, I didn't hear that until very recently, until after the Oriental Adventures. I liked Alcadim, four E core rule books, Oriental Adventures, all of disclaimers. Like Gone with the Wind. Yeah, that's right. Gone with the Wind. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, or uh, the first one I remember it happening to is Tom and Jerry. But then if you actually remember a bunch of years ago, they pulled Speedy Gonzalez off the air. Yeah. And then the Hispanic community got mad. Yeah, because they they, they love him. They yeah. love Speedy Gonzalez. Anywho, if you click on that link and want to sign this petition, go for it. You know, I, obviously I'm not requiring it to. I'm kind of showing it off because, you know, Bloodworth, uh, I felt that, you know, he did that. I signed it. It's one of those things where... Uh, yeah why not you know this is stupid they're not it's not going to stop them from doing it they're going to do it anyways no, remember and this is why this is why i disagree with um with uh dm uh dm dave and i fully believe that wizards of the coast are evil because i you gotta you can't tell me that by now with as much of the sjw shenanigans as they do you can't tell me that somebody with some fucking common sense and there hasn't got a timeout timeout time the fuck out these aren't real things and anybody affected by them in reality probably should stop playing these games. Yeah, they need to be on meds. <sighs> is this the long shit? This is oh, this isn't the long. Okay. Uh, let me zoom in. I don't like this site because it's hard for me to zoom in on it because it's got this stupid bar, and I don't want to go through and do all the crap I'd have to do, inspect it, and so forth. So. I Dungeons Dragons has added a disclaimer on the selling pages of several older titles in response to criticism over selling content with outdated racial stereotypes. Again, no I, you see all these books behind me? Technically, over there. But these books behind me, I don't remember reading a racial stereotype. In now, any and, and I'm going to define this the way Heathen Dog and I like to do that. An orc is a species. An elf is a species. Just to separate it from real-world racism. Those species, as we've said in like a damn near every episode, are based on stereotype tropes, not ethnic, real-world yeah. ethnic tropes, stereotype tropes. Elves are, are, are dexterous and beautiful. Dwarves are dour and strong. Yeah. Yeah. And so orcs are expansionist, uh, what was it what they like to do? Uh, uh, expansionist uh, barbarians, we'll just say. Yeah, no matter what, for, for example, Star Trek Discovery wants us to understand that Klingons <laughs> are evil black people. I don't know why they're racist like that, but that's what they want us to understand. That's not true. They've, they're, they're, they're pushing that idea, but it's not true. 
because there's no race. It's a species. Like I hate cats. I'm not racially biased towards cats. Cat are a different species. It's a completely different thing. You know, orcs and elves hate each other. They're not racist. They're not. And now if, uh, if, if a high elf, uh, was, was acting badly toward an Alabama elf, <laughs> maybe that's racist i don't know i, well, I, I don't, I don't know. know how it works let's look at dragonlands the qualanesti uh, uh and sylvanesti they didn't necessarily get along especially the kaganesti which were the wild elves yeah um you uh, was it forgotten realms had the high elves the gold elves and the sylvan elves if i remember correctly they didn't always see eye to eye but they would still protect each other against say you know the the dwarves you know the dwarf incursion or, or uh, you know the dwarves are chopping this down in order to build more mines Whatever happens, especially orcs. Orcs were always like the, the big gremlin. Ha! See what I did there? Um, but they still would stand by each other. And humans were always the ones that were like interceding. The dwarves and elves were about at war. We need the humans to come in to see both sides because the dwarves are too stubborn and the elves are too haughty. You know, that's just the nature of the way it is because they are stuck in these stereotypes. That doesn't mean one elf can't be more belligerent than another. That doesn't mean that every elf is a fucking archer. No, it just means that they have these stereotype tropes that they follow. Um, I, I posted on here what uh, Shadzar posted. It, it is pretty, so I read that in the second edition book as well, where it talked about the pronoun use. It says the male pronoun he, him is used exclusively throughout the second edition AD&D game rules. We hope this won't be construed to anyone as an attempt to, be, to exclude females. I don't mind a statement like that. I, I really don't. Uh, you know, because you know, people are so touchy. I don't think it's necessary. But especially nowadays, you know, it's funny. I've got mostly uh, good comments on my pronoun use video, but I got a couple of bad ones where it's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Language changes. I explained that in that goddamn video. I'm not going through that again. I, I, my wife has a book on grammar I didn't even know about. I read it today. It says the same thing. They and them is not appropriate for academia. Pronoun, uh, uh, pronoun antecedent agreement. Look that up. Now, going back on the topic here, genetic fallacy. Again, I say it every, you know, I'm just going to type it in here. Genetic fallacy. Wikipedia. Notice the fallacy of origins or fallacy of virtue, a fallacy of irrelevance that is based solely on someone or something's history, origin, or source rather than its current meaning or context. Now, the opposite is also true. This overlooks any different to be found in the present situation. Now, the example they give down here is great. You're not going to wear a wedding ring, are you? Don't you know that the wedding ring originally symbolized ankle chains worn by women to prevent them from running away from their husbands? I'd never heard that before, but whatever. I would not have <laughs> thought you made it up. Yeah, I would not have thought you would be a party to a, such a sexist practice. We don't treat it like that now. Now, somebody's going to say, see, that's why you have to do they, them, because we don't use he, she the same way now. Yes, we do. It's all over all literature except for the most modern of Nobel Prize uh, winning asshats or these new any award winning game designers because they all fill in their little fucking circle of five goddamn people, maybe a hundred at most people. And they are, they're all, they're not in an echo chamber. They're in an amplifying chamber and they all think the same way. And if one person say, I think that's sexist. Yeah, me too. And I'm going to tell you right now. Any feminist guy is a fucking pedophile or a, or a sexual deviant. They all are. Any, any guy that comes to you, I'm a feminist. Oh, you're covering up something. Any guy that's like, oh my God, how could you treat children that way? 
Look at his computer. He's got child porn on it. Go, go, go look at the facts and figures on that. These Star, Star Wars people stand up like, I support women and I support this and I, this is exploitation, blah, 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 blah. And then they get found out. <laughs> oh, look at you. So, uh, and, and I said that because they, they have these weird agendas because they're the ones they're projecting. That's what the term is. They're projecting. So Wizards of the Coast, I guess the, I guess the entire organization is uh, filled with, uh, with, with pedophiles or something. I, I mean, a racist. Because I don't see this shit. I don't see the racism. And you know what? That's a good thing. That doesn't mean I'm fucking ignorant. It means you're reading into shit, just like those Asian asshats were. Were reading in, they weren't Asian. Those, those Americans who looked Asian asshats were. They were reading in, they're like, hmm, what can, what can this say? It's, uh, this disclaimer condemns, pre pre uh, condemns those prejudices. Well, that right there, that's a dog whistle? To, to meaning that they actually are prejudiced? About, no. Fucking language is there. They're making shit up. And the, the, you know, I don't know how Heathen Dog feels about this, but in my life, it's almost always single white female. Hence the name of the movie with the fucking crazy chick. Yeah? Bridget Fonda? Okay, wait. Keep going with that thought. I don't know where you're going. No, it's, it's always single white female doing always, what? Oh, it's always single white female going, that's so mean. That, that's, that's this. And then the person who wants, the, the guy who wants to get with her is like, yeah, me too. Oh, I right. Agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. White knights never, ever, ever get what they want. The, yeah. That's, um, they don't learn though. It's your grammar book I stole it from you. <laughs> Nora said, yeah, that's true. But the fact is, is I have so many grammar books. Anybody who goes like, you're wrong. You're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh I have God. the fucking facts. Wait, 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 okay. wait, wait. Daniel Kwan of Asians that's Represents. I, I know, I know. Yeah. But they're, they're actually reprinting his name for some reason. Why? Why? Mm. Why? Why give him type? Why give know. him space? Oh, because uh, because he just won some award or something. Uh, for what? Being a douchebag? Yes, because oh. douchebaggery sells now. Okay. Uh, the disclaimer condemns those prejudice knows that they were wrong then and are wrong today. There's well, no again, prejudice there. The one, there's no prejudice. You're right. Secondly, so. yes, and we're going to get into this when we talk about Lovecraft, you know, kind of foreshadowing here a little bit. Yes, was it wrong then? Sure. But you have to be a product of your times. That's like saying that in the Roman times, they, were, they treated young boys so horribly because they turned them into quote-unquote adults at age 12, 13, 14. Would we do that now? No. No, we would not. But it was a product of their times. Sure, we can look at that. It's like saying, well, uh, Thomas Jefferson owned a slave. Product of his times. How do you think he made money? How do you think he got to the point where he could be a signer of the Declaration of Independence? Product of your times. You cannot ignore that. If you do, if you just simply choose to say, well, something's evil because you did something 30 years ago that everybody was fucking doing, then you are the problem. You cannot hold people of yesterday to today's standards. At the same time, I don't believe in change for the sake of change. So you don't change yesterday's standards just to try to fucking... I, I, I need something... To, 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 to complain about. I need something. What, what's sexist? You know what, heathen dog? You're sexist because, I don't know. Come up with, oh, because what would you say a moment ago? You hate cats. Yep. You, you, bestiality. What? <laughs> You're, I don't know. I'm just screaming. I'm screaming like I hear them screaming, which is, okay. uh, Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. 
<sighs> All right. So Oriental Adventures. Yeah, yeah. We, we covered that. We don't need to talk about that anymore. Uh, so Wizards of the Coast acknowledged the disclaimer was early step. Ah, oh, shit. And the company is hiring external consultants to review their those content are those practices. sensitivity readers. Yep. The, the, the sensitivity readers. That Swear to God, that's a real job now. Get in on the ground floor, people. Hey, guess what? Your philosophy degree is now useful. <laughs> Can I be an insensitivity reader? No. Oh. No. Nobody likes you. Um... This is what I want to pay a little bit more attention to. I thought I had this one first. This oh, is yeah, the, oh, I remember no, this. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 That's the one this, I gave you. Yeah, this is one you gave me. Uh, yeah. Oh, there was another one. Where the hell is it? Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, that is. As a disclaimer, Netflix. I want to talk about this one first. Because. Oh, God, no, no, no. Stop it. Stop it. They did not pull the Dark Elf. Stop it. They didn't? This is from an SJW site, just so you know. No, so no, no. I, I saw I saw community, I saw Advanced Dungeons Dragons, and okay. if they pull it be, because of the dark elf scene, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach in this computer and punch you because you're the only person I'm looking at. Oh, fair enough. Um, I don't know. I haven't looked on Netflix yet to see if it's there or not. It's season two episode of Advanced Dungeons Dragons. According to this, last week Netflix and Hulu made the decision to remove. Now maybe it isn't gone yet. Maybe it'll be gone at a certain date. Uh, one long week. Hulu followed suit. Uh, the episode in question is a loving uh, homage to D and D and things that it brings to its community. It tells the story. It tells the story of a side character, Neil, depressed to the point of contemplating suicide after being bullied and called Fat Neil, which prompts one of the main characters, Jeff, who started the hurtful nickname, to feign an interest in playing D and D and sets that ball rolling for a D and D themed episode. Okay, I don't know if you people watch this. I have I've watched seen it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to see if they show a date in here when they're going to get it. As the rather blackface twist. Okay, so as the rap reports, this removal comes alongside episodes of many other shows that feature the character wearing blackface. It's I not guess blackface. This is, this is the elf most, face. It's the most literal blackface you could have because it's no, no. jet black. Yeah. The only problem is it's not blackface. It's elf face. That is true. Just, just say what it is. Say what it is. Drow face. Drow face. There you go. Drow face. <laughs> That's exactly your no no no. They they are pulling an episode for 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 racism when the the person isn't try isn't a white or Asian person being trying to be a black person. It's a white or Asian person trying to be another species that doesn't actually exist. Right, and you're offended. Yep. Fuck you. And I'm going to tell you right now. I said it. We used to have the angry show show for a, a short time until. I saw that that could affect my email. Um, but uh, we had the Halloween episode where we talked about people dressing up. Dress up in blackface for Halloween. If anybody fucking cares, they're the ones with the problem. I'm not saying doing it to be a dick. I'm saying do it. If what you're doing is is representing a character that you like out of a game or out of a, out of a story or whatever, there is nothing wrong with it. Nothing. And, any, and just like if I see a black guy dressed in whiteface, you know, representing a character out of a book or out of a game or something like that. There's nothing wrong with it. Oh, oh, wait, no, I get even even better. If you want to fuck with people's heads, you okay. you, you want you want to see all of the all of them just like churn in their brain to see if they should be offended or not. Dress up in blackface as Mickey Mouse, the old style Mickey Mouse. 
<laughs> okay. where he had more more black on his face do that get the ears get everything put as much black face on as you can and still pull off mickey mouse like white around the eyes make your eyes bigger maybe i don't know something try try anything but do it do it as a or or, or bendy from uh from uh, uh bendy in the ink machine yep actually Just i like that. bendy yeah as much black face as you can but you're not representing a black person. You're, re you're representing a cartoon character and see who gets offended. You'll be able to easily tell who is stupid and who is not <laughs> by who is offended. That. I heard about that. They pulled the golden girls episode for a mud mask scene. Not, not, not blackface mud face. I got nothing. I got nothing on that. Yeah. Uh, See, uh, this may be a question of Gonchuro or whatever, the orange painting Asian people being called blackface when they look more like Trump. Trump face? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, like, anyway, um, what I wanted to show here are the tweets, which is the Coast put disclaimer on all their legacy. By the way, look who this is. Yeah. Which is the Coast put disclaimers on all their legacy content, like Oriental Ventures. After two weeks of me receiving abuse for calling out the fact they continue to profit from harmful Asian stereotypes, they quietly added this. Look. You didn't receive any fucking abuse. I mean, I, I mean, did somebody throw a bag of burning shit in your yard? Probably not. If you think that a, a channel like mine or other channel coming at you, the, all the Asians on your own fucking YouTube channel telling you you're a goddamn moron is abuse, then I'm abusing the shit out of you. You need to be slapped. Have you seen that, that old World War II picture, Slap a Jap? I, fuck you, abuse. You haven't received any abuse. People disagree with you. People disagree with me all the time. I encourage them to come in. So I can yell at them to their fucking faces. <laughs> anyway, um, so older D&D content now comes with disclaimers that the content does not reflect the values of Dungeons & Dragons franchise today. For example, Oriental Adventures now is a disclaimer. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Disclaimer has been added to our titles. Yeah, again, there, there, I thought there were more tweets than that. There, uh, such statements are being made of many aspects of the tabletop role-playing industry right now. The recent Ennies controversy, the allegations of abuse and harassment welling in the streaming and creator communities, the list goes on. So, uh, yeah, just so you know, I, I'm probably going to be considered by Twitch at some point to be an abuser and kicked off like Dr. Disrespect at some point. Because I'm not going to give in to this bullshit. If you feel abused, click the off button on the channel. That that, see that that's that's the uh, that's the really great thing about about someone who is not not in your room not in the room with you, who is yelling who is yelling obscenities at you. You can just stop listening. Yeah, and literally everything is now different. Everything oh, is it, now fine. Apparently, I can't find it. Oops, that's wrong. If 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 you are so angry that that someone else who has an opinion other than yours exists, something is wrong with you. But feelings. The, the the thing that I've seen, maybe it was in this one, one of these came pretty far out and said, we don't want you playing our games if you have these beliefs. Don't worry, I won't. And the thing is, is as we pronounce this stuff, and I'm looking at channels like DM Dave, I'm looking at channels like Bloodworth's channels, uh, or, or sorry, the, the, the man behind the screen and uh, Unchained... Um, I forget the full name of his channel, the other reviews. I'm looking at channels like the uh, smaller channels to stand up against the shenanigans. You know, you got these asshats from Nerdarchy who I can't stand. But, you know, one of them was apparently in the Navy. Yeah, he sure acts like a fucking Navy fag. Yeah, I said it. Um, the, the other guy is a little more reasonable, I guess. 
but uh, they sure act like these weird little hip, hippie hipsters and so forth. I don't want you at my gaming table. I, you're insufferable. I, Heathen Dog, you've seen Nerdarchy one time, and you told me never to show them to you again. That was it? Okay. That, that was the guy with the, the, the old, the two old guys? Yeah. One, yeah. Um, and, and uh, yeah, the thing is, is because you people are insufferable. Taking 20, insufferable. How to be a great game master is actually pretty good on most of his stuff. However, he's one of those people that takes these things. They're like, why can't orcs be people too? Because they're not people. They're orcs. And, you know, then, of course, you have the Will Wheatons and so forth out there that, that hate us. Uh, and, and by the way, this comes from stuff from long ago. You were either blocked or banned or have been chastised by them. I don't want to be part of your community. I want our community to grow. I want to see RPG Pundit. Go look him up. I, I didn't show his channel. Go look up RPG Pundit. Uh, Kevin Urbanski, I think his name is. Or, or, I got that wrong. Sorry. Uh, uh, go look up DM Dave. Go look up Bloodwolf. Bloodworth. Uh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, get these smaller channels. We've got to conglomerate together. Look what Comicsgate did for comics. We need RPG Gate. Or RP Gate, because that sounds better. To stand up against these asshats. Yeah, they're shills. That's the best way to put it. They're shills. I hope you're reading chat and posting some of that. The good okay. ones. Um, Zweihander is uh, is an uh, Zweihander is a they them game. I read it and I wanted to buy it, but it's written in the they them format, so I will not pick it up. So, uh, commends those. Uh, yeah. So that was. I thought I was gonna like that game until I saw. You're inclusive and welcoming, but you disagree with it. Right. I'll be honest with you, we've talked about this before. I hate going over the same stuff over and over and over again, but I, just in case people didn't see previous episodes, I've been gatekept from a game. I've never gatekept anybody that just wasn't flat, flat out disruptive or an asshole. And I'm not talking in personal life. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care what your proclivities are. But I mean, I'm talking at the table, being a dick to, to other people. So, so I've never gatekept anybody, but I've been gatekept because I voted for Bush back in 2000. And 2000. I, I, I can, you see where I'm going with that. Yeah. Let me, let me get back on. How tabletop RPGs are being reclaimed from bigots and jerks. Um, first of all, if I'm a jerk, I don't give a fuck. And if I'm a bigot, you're ignorant. It's just that simple. And this is from Vice. I don't know why Heathen Dog gave me a Vice article, but. I want to spin you up. I don't even, I don't even have Vice in my, look at this long list of stuff. I don't even have Vice in there. We, we can't see that. Oh, yeah, that's, okay. oh that's right. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, so new rule books and designers notes are making for are making horror RPGs a more inclusive and healthy hobby. First of all, horror RPG and healthy hobby. Little weird. Little weird. Hold on a second. What is all that noise going on outside my? We can't hear it. We're fine. I don't, no, I can. I think I got some kids playing outside my door here. Um. Anyway. When tabletop role-playing game developer Evil Hat Productions announced that it included a content warning, and I heard about this a couple of months ago, on page six of its recently related Fate of Cthulhu game, didn't remember I told you about this, Ethan? Mm -hmm. I'm glad you found an article on it. Many folks praised Evil Hat. There's also now predictable tide of hateful bullshit. Please be me. Please be me. Please be me. Please be me. Oh, damn it. It's a Twitter page. Yeah, you yeah, have to so really, really cull through the, through the Twitter things to find what they call hateful bullshit. I haven't. I don't, I don't even care. I, 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 I did a cursory look of about 50 tweets. I didn't find any hateful bullshit, but all right. Nora says, I think these people are offended by people actually doing something important to the world or history. They're so offended. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's neo-Marxism, but I, that's a whole different... I don't want to get into that side of sociopolitics. We're a gaming channel, but uh, yeah. 
Uh, just watch watch anything by Dr. Jordan Peterson after a while, and you start, quickly start to understand who these people are. But uh, when tabletop roleplay, uh, we already did that. Fate of Cthulhu is an RPG where players take on the role of time travelers trying to stop a Cthulhu-style apocalypse. It's inspired by the works of H.P. Lovecraft, who is a racist and anti-Semitic. Okay. Only partially I, true, at best. Yeah, at best. I mean, I can understand by some of the stuff that he said why people felt that way, but there was a lot more going on in that poor guy's head than that. Vehemently racist and anti-Semitic. Okay, okay that's, that's, that's categorically wrong. Well, this is vice. That's actually like saying he was a normal person. Oh, okay. Because of that, Evil Hat Productions is publishing a content warning on page six that calls out the author. You know, if you really hate it that much, don't fucking do anything with yeah. it. Just leave it alone. While developing Theta Cthulhu, we are obligated to reflect on the problematic roots of the source material. We tackle that on page six. Oh, there it is right there. Theta Cthulhu is a game that deals with many hard topics, including mental health, systemic abuses of power, and the yeah. deaths of huge portions of the human species. That's what yeah. evil alien monsters yeah. do. Yeah, that, okay. <laughs> I'm with them so far. Yeah. Make yeah. sure all players are aware of these things and give enthusiastic consent before they begin uh, playing. Uh, 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 anyone who says enthusiastic consent is a rapist trying to not get caught. Yeah, exactly. Not only that, you already know you're playing Call of Cthulhu, or sorry, yeah. Fate of Cthulhu. Yeah, it's, <laughs> if it has Cthulhu in it. If yeah. the game master hasn't told you what that's about, something wrong. I, like I just told Heathen Dog before we started the stream here, I've never read a single H.P. Lovecraft book. I haven't seen the movies or anything. I'm not. I just I don't get into. But the he genre. knows what it's about. <laughs> I knew what Call of Cthulhu was the first time I looked at the cover and went, oh. And that All was right. like second or third I did. That was way back in there. I was like, yeah, yep. you know. So uh, you kind of know what you're getting into with that stuff. If you don't, well, then the game master tells you pretty quickly, okay, this is a horror game. Your characters are going to go insane. Insane! Uh, insane! I, 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 that's, that's too far for me. Oh, we're going right, to get a doozy here bye. in a moment. Bye. Actually, it's toward the end. So I got to say something toward the end. If we skip some of this, there's something at the end I have to go over. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, my God. Okay, also, H.P. Lovecraft was a racist and anti-Semite. Again, I can understand the context of why people say that, so I won't go out there and be like, that's not true, but it is absolutely not the full truth. In, in the little bit of history that I read on the guy, he was a complicated person based on the way his life was lived. Complicated? He had a lot of mental problems. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah. And a, a lot of it was caused by his father. Well, no, exacerbated by, by well, his father, his who father definitely got, was. Who died of syphilis. Yeah. Um, after five years in insane asylum. Then his mom dies in the same insane asylum a few years later. Uh, then what's his name? That, that Wiggle guy, uh, I forget his Whipple, uh, died. And that just blew him and his, his mom like all types of crazy where they pretty became shut-ins for years. Look, mm -hmm. we'll, get into that in a, we'll get into that in a bit. Yeah. Um, Look, to say that what he said was awesome and wonderful in his private life, maybe not. Uh, like, I, I haven't read everything. I don't want to go out on a limb and be like, oh, I'm who's a racist. But I also don't want to say he definitely wasn't. There, there's just a lot there. What I will say is the way it affected his books, I have yet to see a video or read an article that legitimately says right there, right there that shows he's racist. Sure, they took anecdotal things. Well, these people are considered savages and they blah, oh, blah, blah. And, and the name of his cat. Well, that was actually named by his mom. His by his mom, or his mom or dad, something like that. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Didn't yeah. Name the cat. Yeah, right. Uh, so it's funny you brought that up. I saw that in a comment. Um, yep. So yeah. So anyway, 
you have to take, you have to look deeper. Just because he wrote a couple things that in his personal life, life could be considered racist. His books from everything that I could tell from the legitimate people that commented like, hi, I'm a black lady and I love HP Lovecraft. I don't see anything that he said was racist in there. Sure, it could be problematic in today's parlance, blah, 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 blah. Like, it, I, it was such a wonderful post or comment. I, I was going to capture it and I didn't. But there's things like that. You, you have to look at everything. Just like these Asian jackasses. They're not Asian. So we brought a real Asian on to talk. And what did she say? You know, we got so many comments saying thank you for bringing Noro on. Ton of them. Anyhow, let's... let's uh, there, we said it. We could give a litany of examples, but they're easy to find with a simple internet search. And, and I will say that's partially and yet they, true. And, no, it's and, true. And yet they... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't find, you know, the other stuff. It was difficult. And I, and I think I blame Google for that. And here's why. When a narrative needs to be done, Google will absolutely shadow ban stuff. So will YouTube. Oh, I found it, and I didn't have to try hard to find it. But I will say that the first few, even when I typed in, in quotes, H.P. Lovecraft, quote, not, quote, a racist. It still came up, like the racist, how to handle his racist identity, how to blah, blah, blah. It took a while uh, for you to actually get into it. And I, I read one article and watched one video that was specifically like, time out, time out. Yeah, he said some weird things that might be considered awful today, but but let's be honest about this. This dude had a fucked up life. One of it from the Biographics channel, uh, Simon Whistler. Check that out. Okay, so, um, who I consider a pretty hardcore British lefty. Uh, we can give a Okay, so now that we've gotten the issue out in the open, let's turn our attention to why we still find the Cthulhu mythos, of which he planted the seed, a fruitful garden to which to find source. Okay, we don't need to... Go through the rest of this, do we? I don't think so. Oh, the, there's a there's a hang on. Uh, recent years, many writers, including writers of color, have flipped the, pers the perspective on some of Lovecraft's most famous stories and made brilliant new works. No, they mm -hmm. didn't. They, they 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 built on the back of someone that came before them, which is completely legitimate. Just don't call it new work. Well, well, yeah, fair enough. But H.P. Lovecraft, he actually uh, he was gave part of permission. A team. Yes, he gave he gave permission for other writers to use his world and run with it. He said, "No, no, no, I'm not going to copyright shit. You just well, take it." From what I from what I read, it was, a, it was close. That was a little different than that. It's, it was like an internal game between like these four authors. Yeah, they were all uh, trying to one up the, each including other's the stuff. Conan author. Um, yeah. I forget his name. Um, guy who wrote Conan. Uh, anyway, uh, it's like so they all yeah they all kind of utilized each other's uh, uh, landscape without yeah. directly breaking copyright. And a they collaborative effort. Right. Yeah. Robert E. Howard, thank you. So, um, I mean, this quote's all over the place. The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. The oldest and strongest kind of fear is the fear of the unknown. That was in, like, every article I read, every every mm. uh, video I saw. So, um, anywho, I, I, I get what you're saying about this. I don't worry about this here, because whether they built on his back or they came up with their new and excellent, you know, some of that is... Uh, is opinionated in terms of like, did that really come from Lovecraft? Did it not? Hell, I saw in the comment section of the Lovecraft videos in terms of like, Lovecraft didn't, it was a reanimator. Lovecraft didn't do the reanimator really. I mean, it was just part of a weird magazine, blah, blah, blah. That wasn't, you know, I don't care. Personally, I don't care. Because I, but, but I'm also not tied to Lovecraft. I know Heathen Dog has a lot more interest in this than yeah. I do. But uh, racism and fear of the unknown powered Lovecraft's work. I, again, uh, from the, from the no, legitimate sources that I saw. Sorry. False. racism fear definitely oh yeah that's part of it yeah and fear, race, fear is the big thing but racism it was, and it was more about organization than racism 
from what I could tell. It wasn't, you know, like the cults, how cults are bad. Yes. How maybe even organized religion, if you want to take it to that extreme, although he didn't say that directly, was bad. I didn't see it as race. And the, the, the problem is most of the cults in his, in his books and, and, and by extension movies and other, other derivative works were either monsters or white. <laughs> just that's the way it turned out well, the, the bad guys were monsters or they were fellow white people that was the, basically the it thing that i saw from the sjw comments was that uh that cthulhu well, first of all cthulhu apparently isn't a god or some crap he's just a really immo powerful immortal there are things more powerful than him fine but also that it was representative of the white patriarchy yes i saw that a lot that cthulhu was actually representative of the white patriarchy and uh and lovecraft just wouldn't admit that that is 100% in the one square foot inside their ears. That, that, that's where that idea is true. Yes. That's it. Um, the weirder it gets more popular is where it comes. We can acknowledge the fear behind his imagination while also re-examining what came out of it. Okay, so responses were predictable. Thousands of people replied to the tweet. Some praised Evil Hat's decision, while others logged off to defend Lovecraft from uh, criticism. Logged on, sorry, to defend Lovecraft from criticism and heaped scorn on Evil Hat for daring to point out that a racist was a racist. Okay, that's not what they were pointing out. They they were they were pointing out inconsistencies in the in the in the story, but uh, you obviously are pushing an agenda, so you're writing it in this fashion. That's great. Good job. Remember, everything today is grievance. Everything today is agenda oriented. Remember yep. when I did that genetic fallacy thing again? Somebody could easily twist that around. And be like, there you go. You can't. You have to. Uh, you have to change the future. We use it differently now in this future. No, no. The meanings don't have to change. You're trying to force the change is the problem. Fuck you and your force and change. I'm not going to stop saying Oriental. I am not going to stop saying he is a neutered pronoun because not only did I grow up learning that in school, in academia, it is still written in grammar books like that today. It's only you don't want that or agenda driven. Like I put a comment to somebody, you, either your English teacher taught you this or that English teacher was teaching agenda, not the English language. And that's the same thing with this here. If somebody's teaching you that Lovecraft was just a racist, end of story, uh, we can all go home now, that is somebody who is not looking deeper into the man. We're not even trying to look for stuff. In fact, we're not trying to mask stuff either. He said some things that when I read it, I would say, wow, that was, that's pretty uncomfortable. Do I say it's racist? I would have to know more about him. Yes, he absolutely went off on the uh, mongoloid Jews and then married a Jewish lady, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, since the predictable edgelords and apologists have now shown up, Evil Hat said in response, oh fuck, it's on Twitter, screw that. Give me this Twitter crap. A quick reminder, if you don't like the politics in our games, don't buy them. Okay. Now, right. I'm looking to everybody who watches this right now, take them literally. Because they say, we literally do not want your money. Good. Good. You're not going to get it. Yeah, uh, and I really love it when a business asks people not to give them money. I really, really find that interestingly stupid. Mm -hmm. If you're a business, you want to get as much money as possible. That's why you're a business instead of a charity. So I don't, I, I don't understand that. Thought I missed a comment here. Actually, I don't know if you already did this. But I want to put that up there, at least the first part of this. That's why so many people turn to D&D &D and play in their basements, because they were shunned by everyone. In the 80s, when I played, we used to have people come after school and kick our dice out of our hands. Uh, we used to have people 
Uh, you love Evil Hat for that? What do you mean? I hope that's sarcastic. Or I'm, I'm missing... You're probably missing something else. Like I said, they're talking to each other. But uh, yeah, I didn't have any of that. I really didn't. I mean, I, I started oh, I, I started playing in 80, 84, 85, maybe at the outside, 86. And uh, I started playing for real in the late 80s, but I played a few times. 83 was the first time. I played. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, the, I don't really the, count that. Like, like real, real playing 86, 87 when I was a, a, a full-fledged character. And, uh, yeah, uh, I never had, uh, going through elementary school, middle school, high school. I middle, never had any middle of that. school. I didn't play at school, but so like, especially once I had a car, when I turned 16, I'd play at high school and people would, uh, you know, some random people. So, you know, usually it was just some asshole being an asshole, you know, walking down the hallway. Oh, look at the nerds. Oh, look at me. Roll my dice. Huh? Oh, did I kill the wizard guys? Uh, you know, you know, things like that, whatever. Um, Every now and again, we'd get somebody come over. Hey, guys, what you doing? And of course, you know, me being gullible, I'd be like, oh, yeah, we're playing this game. Blah, blah, blah. Really? Can I roll some dice? Yeah. And they take them. They chuck them down the hallway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I never I never had that. No. Yeah. Uh, then then we'd have the occasional person actually act like they're joining us. And, you know, oh, OK, somebody's joining us. And then just act the complete fool. Yeah, I, I'm not going to get everything, but it didn't happen a lot, but it did happen. My point being is we were the bullied ones, if you want to call it that. I don't necessarily call it bullying because what I went through in junior high was bullying. What I went through in senior high with these fools is just kids, you know, assholes being assholes. I don't consider that bullying. Um, it was, you know, these these people right now who read words in a book and go, oh, he said something naughty. I wish that's all that fucking happened in my day uh but but we were the ones that were that were treated like shit so on and so forth now everybody has, feels like this has to be some sort of fucking safe space and here's the thing it is a safe space you're the one making it not safe in your own little noodle you're finding shit that doesn't exist so if you don't like the politics in our games don't buy them great i won't well first of all i wasn't going to anyway i gotta be fair yeah. but heathen dog on the other hand who is yeah. a cthulhu lover yeah i i may have i may have bought this i may now i'm not too too hype on the on the terminator-esque traveling through time to stop cthulhu from destroying it i don't know how i feel about the premise so i may not have bought it just because i'll read more into the premise so i may not have liked it but uh, i definitely won't now that's great good job you succeeded you succeeded in not taking my money what a successful business you are tabletop rpgs are intimate experiences whoa dude i mean uh... we sounds Not, that that's a different type of role-playing just in case yeah. you weren't sure yeah. you know that's... yeah if, yeah your, your role-playing sounds like it includes a safe word i don't you know <laughs> banana, no, banana. i'm okay uh players and game masters collaborate to tell a story some of those stories can include themes of violence sex and any number of horrors both supernatural and banal Increasingly, okay. game designers are including guides and content warnings to help players navigate these themes responsibly why it's supposed to scare you. It's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. It would not be the horror genre if it didn't. But but they're doing it even in other games like D&D &D and so far. They, remember, Pathfinder, everybody at the table should feel included. Well, that person, I'm not excluding anybody. What, because I said that orcs aren't people too? They're not. If that somehow excludes you as a real person. Bye. Are you an, are you an orc? You, go, go get the noodle checked. Go get the noodle check. Um, uh, increasing game design, including... Blah, 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 blah. 
when they do a vocal contingent online pushes against it. We're not vocal enough because these companies aren't stop aren't stopping this. In fact, mm. they're doubling down. Fuck them. They say they already said we literally do not want your money. Don't give it to them. Don't give it to them. I don't want to give them money. There are games out there that I'm playing. Now, somebody's probably going to get all mad that I said this because, you know, I'm a ranter. I'm the type of person that says, fuck everybody, because fuck you and fuck you and fuck you more. But games like Forbidden, like Astonishing Swordsman Sorcerers, written perfectly. <laughs> really old school at times, like treble and betwixt. You know, whatever. But hey, it fits the theme of the book. Forbidden Lands, which I don't have down here, uh, they write in the you format. So instead of doing they, them, they stay gender neutral by doing you. And when they don't do that, they have the game masters female and the players as male. Perfect sense. Easy to understand. Let's move on with our life. They continue to maintain pronoun antecedent agreement. Um, a, a vocal contingent online pushes against it. Yeah. We're going to push against it because... You're, you know, to be honest with you, I don't even care that the uh, disclaimer is in a new book. If 5th edition wants to make 5th edition Oriental Adventures and make a new book and say, hey, well, you know, here we believe these tropes could be considered misconstrued or considered, I don't know, unsafe or whatever the fuck words they're using, I don't care. What I don't like is they're going back to old shit that already exists and adding that stuff. That's where I have the absolute problem. It's just like when you change my TV shows, you change my comic books, you change my movies. Look at all the movies and comics. Those are the ones I know the most that got changed. Star Wars, it still made money. Not really. Not when you consider all the advertising and everything that went into it. Not really. Well, it's especially Solo. Solo actually so, yep. lost money. I think it finally did creep out, I, I, if I remember correctly. But yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it took it how many years to, to get out of the red? Jesus. Look at the comic book industry. It's destroyed. Yeah, it's dead. Ethan Van Skyver's made was a 1.2 million or some crap like that on his most recent book. And the comic book industry can't even match that. I, I, again, if you put and now they're starting to fudge the numbers by including manga <laughs> and and YA novels. How's a YA novel a comic book? I don't know. I don't know. It has I mean, it has the, lots of pictures, maybe. The manga part I kind of get, but yeah. they're they're adding that stuff in there to inflate their numbers. The comic book industry is dead. Comicsgate is doing wonderfully. And it's because Comicsgate isn't doing shit like this. They're telling books and they're saying, we want to sell to everybody. However, we're going to write big tittied women and we're going to write big Atlas looking men. And our superheroes are going to be superheroes and our villains are going to be villains. And we're going to stick with the tropes because that's what people want. And it's generically, although a lot of women are buying them, it is generically a boys club industry. Now, I'm not saying gaming should necessarily be a boys club thing. But what I'm saying is they're staying true to the audience and making money. Well, the comic book industry is fucking dying, no matter what they might stop it, uh, what they try to tell you. So, anywho, so yes, I need you. I know I'm the hyperbolic one, and I'm the one that people like to ignore because I, I rant and rave, and, I, and I'm well aware of that, and I do it intentionally because I like to do it. So listen to Heathen Dog when he Heathen Dog tells you not to buy their products. Yeah, seriously. Uh, here after this, but players and designers say the content warnings and mature playing guidelines are working as intended. Gatekeeping, they admit it. Bad elements of the community and providing a framework for sensitive players to deal with mature narratives in a safe environment. Now wait, stop. Don't say anything. I'm going to break this down. <laughs> I can't help it, Gloria. Don't say anything. I'm going to break it down. Players and designers say the content warnings and mature playing guidelines are working as intended. Um, I Ow. have 
hang on. I have never had a player come up to me and say, Brett, um, this, 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 this content you're doing, uh, it, it's, it's offensive and I need you to stop. And I have, I have done some blatantly offensive shit. Like the whole, the whole, uh, uh, torture thing. I've done that, uh, acts of, uh, pedophilia, not on the players, but you know, as part of the storyline, I've done it. Um, uh, sacrificing to, 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 uh, a, a rapey demon. Yep. Done that too. All of it. The only time someone's come up to come up to me and said, Brett, this is making me uncomfortable is when either one, a player was rolling bad all the time and they were pissed off hmm. or two, because they, they thought they weren't winning and they, they should be winning. That's the only time a player comes up and, and says, I'm doing something wrong. That's that. And, and you know what, as a dungeon master, that's the way it goes. Now, uh, designers, designers should not have anything, uh, social justice to say about anything. They, right. they, they, they should make their game and step back. And, and that's then it's on both sides of the fence. Yes, yeah, really. They should make their game, step back and let it stand or fall on its merits. That's it. And uh, gatekeeping bad elements of the community and providing a framework for sensitive players to do. Okay, first off, gatekeeping bad elements of the community. Now, the problem with with gatekeeping is is uh, it's it's the viewpoint of the gatekeeper on who gets in and who's not. The problem don't is these that people say that they don't want gatekeeping. Yeah, that yeah. their that their entire intention exactly. is to stop gatekeeping. Yeah, that they, they think we gatekeep. Stop! Stop! They 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 use the they use the term gatekeeping as a positive. And and in inclusivity as a positive, but in the same sentence almost, and it can't. They are mutually exclusive. Either everyone is included, or or no one is. You know, like like th this is it. I mean, it, you 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 can't gatekeep and say you're inclusive. You just can't. That's facts. I'm sorry. You just can't. And uh, you have to trust the gatekeeper to let to let the people you want to play in if, and I don't, and these, these nameless Twitter folk, blue, blue check mark idiots. I don't trust them to gatekeep. So, so my Grant game. said it right. It's wrong. Think yes. it's just like 1984. It, yes. It's, it's wrong. Think. And it's, and it's an echo chamber, or I'm starting to use the phrase that I heard recently, uh, amplifying chamber. It's, Go, go finish, finish up. Okay. Now, uh, the, the providing a framework for sensitive players to deal with mature narratives in a safe environment. Uh, this is done on a, on a gamer level, not on a, not on a designer level, because you as the, as a game designer cannot control if someone who is not mature enough or mentally stable enough gets a hold of your product and and uses it as justification to do bad things. That's not on you. That is not on you as a designer. You are not responsible for that. You should feel no guilt or culpability in that. That person was not mature enough. They shouldn't have had it, or they are not mentally well enough. They, they should not have been exposed to it. And it's not your fault. Putting, uh, putting safeguards to, to protect against, against uh, people who should not have had the works to begin with only hurts people who can deal with it. So that's what I was going to say is like, should sensitive players actually be playing this kind of game? Exactly. Now it, I, I equate it to this. 
uh, a five-year-old gets a hold of a weapon and shoots himself by accident. Now, do you make laws to protect guns, to, to protect five-year-olds from being able to get to guns? Do you, do you do it in such a way that it also hampers adults getting guns? That's the problem. By, by, by gatekeeping this, people who shouldn't have it to begin with, you're trying to protect them so much that, that you are, you're gatekeeping against people who should be able to get it, but, but now feel they can't. Chicago. Chicago. String, stringent gun. Uh, it's either New York or Chicago, but I think it's Chicago. It's the most stringent gun laws in the state. Or in the and, and they, they lead gun murders in how many categories? All of them. All of them. Yeah. So that doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. Gatekeeping does not work. And, uh, saying, saying you're, you're protecting someone by infringing on everyone else is not protecting. It's just infringing. Uh, Shadzar says, uh, that is exactly it, Max. These people want their positive safe spaces so they can get attention and feel special. And any criticism or disagreement is hate speech on some level to them. Yes. Yep. Yes. I mean, I, I can, the, the thing is I can understand where they're coming from. I get it. I will never agree with it. They, they will, they will shout it to the rooftops that they're right. And I will, I will respect their ability to do that, but they will also have to respect my ability to shout them down whenever I can. Well, I'm going to push them off the rooftop while you're doing okay, that. Okay. No, no. They have a right to speak. <laughs> yes, they do. They, ha they have, but, but they do not have the right to be heard. No one has the right to be heard. You have the right to talk. I have the right to not listen. But remember, it's a very small group. Truthfully, it is a very small group. If you, I don't have exact percentages in front of me, but based on the accounts that I've read and so forth, it's like 8% of people are SJWs. Eight, that's it. Most other people are not. So if you use like the typical hardcore right, hardcore left, it's like 20% is hardcore right, 20% is hardcore left. What you got to do is get the people in the middle, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's still 80% of your people. The people in the middle, unfortunately, and I think I said this last week, most of them have this mentality. Like this is really true when it comes to like D&D 5th edition. Uh, you know, I don't really worry about their politics and so forth. You know, it doesn't matter. And, and, and honestly, I accept that. Like, I didn't care. I've known for many years that Josh Harrison was a complete left-wing nuttard. I've known it. And I don't mean left-wing like as in liberal. I'm talking like straight-up SJW crazy. Okay? But he didn't write a book that way. It was once he started writing the book that way that I said, fuck this, I'm not buying this stuff, and I don't want anybody else to buy it either. It's the same thing with this. I don't care where Evil Hat Production stands politically until they put it in their books. That's not yeah. how it's supposed to be done. Like, like Heathen Dog said at the beginning... Keep all that crap out of the books. But what's going to happen are the people in the middle, like, eh, you know, it's just not that big of a deal. You know, it's funny because I, I've been talking with people both in life and at work and so forth. It's just, you know, and I remember like a couple of years ago, especially when I first started listening to like Comics Gate, and I'm saying this stuff and people are like, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that big of a big deal. And maybe to a smaller degree, I think even Garthon fit into this as well. When we were talking about comics, but, ah, I think people are just reading into stuff that, uh, you know, just isn't there. Now, now Garthon has told me that comics are dead and this is why. Yes. And, and, and I'm not going to speak for him because he can speak for himself, but other people have absolutely been like, I can't believe this happened to my kid in school. Oh my God. Shlo, did you see that this stuff happened over here? Blah, blah, blah. 
I'm like, I've been telling you this for a couple of years, but I was the crazy one just because I happen to be saying this is going on and it's affecting me before it affected you. This isn't going to change until you stand up and stop them. Yes, everybody has the right to be heard. No, I do not want physical violence upon anybody. I want their ideology killed. Ideology, not people. Absolutely wiped off the planet because it's absolutely asinine. And the people who purport it are asinine. They're stupid. They're absolutely ignorant. They just don't get it. They, they think they're woke. No, they're not. They're the sheeple because they're in their little echo chamber or amplifying chamber saying the same crap over and over again. Heathen Nog and I could play this game and have two completely different experiences and that's, but yet a still a shared experience. We don't have to worry about a safe space. There's nothing Heathen Dog could do to me in this game other than physically throw a die at me or stab but me at the But then that wouldn't be in the game. Well, right, right, right. That wouldn't be uh, in. That, that would be in reality. Yeah, well, I mean, I, uh, and anything, saying, anything, me as a game master that I that I do to you as a character is not real. If right. you are offended by it, if you are hurt by it, if you are traumatized by it, that is not my responsibility. It's your responsibility to seek help because you you need you need someone to help guide you to and from uh, what is real and what is not, and and help you see the boundaries. That's not my job. I am not a trained healthcare professional. <laughs> but we, we forgot to do the disclaimer, so I'm putting it up right now. Oh, goody. We'll keep talking about this. They can read it. They're literate. There and, if they're, and if they're listening to it on a podcast later, well, it's our disclaimer. Go watch another episode. There you go. There you go. But uh, yeah, that's that's about it. I mean, they're, they're, we really don't need to read any more into this because that, no, there's, that's... So there's, basically... there's a part I, I, I need to read, but I'll scroll All right, down for it. Go for it. Go for it. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Uh, not all tabletops carry the same emotional weight. Nope, that's not it. Oh God, they, that's right. They went to the, the white. The wolf white wolf. Too. They went to the white. Yeah, what? White wolf. They they made errors in judgment, just like just like every other fantasy uh, uh, game or or comic or book or whatever. You. They, they tried to bring real life political events into a game and it always gets screwed. It always does. Hey, past political stuff. Like, like if, if you have your shit set in medieval, medieval times, and this is, uh, uh, King Richard, uh, socio-political based nonsense about that. That's fine. But you, you, you start doing like, like, like Serbia and shit like that and, and have it be now. People are going to get weird about it because it's because it's current. It's now you're you're inserting current politics into games that never goes well, but they tried it anyway and they got burned for it. It's just dumb. I, I always go back to to Shadow and Native American Nations book of the controversy with that. The but it didn't didn't happen right away. It happened later. Yeah, and uh, I mean, let's. I, I, so we're in the midst of combat, and the GM described someone's jaw getting broken, the company said. And the vet stopped the game and said, hey, you know, I'm cool with most things, but I just I have a thing about teeth. Clearly have an anxiety about it. Now, that's need- not on the list of most people's triggers. But if, we had, but if we'd had a better content discussion or had safety tools available, which apparently I have to look up because is that just like consent in gaming, just a different name? Uh, it, it, yeah, it could be little X cards or something. Okay. Then it would have been a much smoother experience for him as well as everyone else in the game. All right. I have a problem 
because there is one huge assumption that would not happen in real life. I want you to highlight, uh, but if we'd had a better content discussion. Now, uh, there it is. You had it. There it is. The problem is that is such a specific trigger. There is no way that this vet would say, oh yeah, by the way, teeth. Don't, don't fuck with anybody's teeth. That, that triggers me. There's no way that would have happened. I'm sorry. I don't see it. I don't see that happening in reality. I, I have never been triggered by content in a game. Anything well, that, that well, has come. The example here, th this, this is a vet that obviously has, has PTSD and should, if they are not being, being treated by, by a, a mental health provider, definitely should be because they are being triggered by things that aren't actually happening. Ah, you said they. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's a man or a woman. It just says the vet. Mm -hmm. So antecedent agreement is okay. It <laughs> is, <laughs> it could, could be, uh, 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 could, 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 uh, what's that? You just broke my train of thought. You dickhead <laughs> triggered cock knocker. All right. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. So, so th this person needs help because, because it is being triggered by, by something that doesn't exist. Now PTSD is is more uh, more traditionally understood that uh, things that happen, your your brain treats them like things that could happen or things that have have happened before, like a car backfiring, being a gunshot. There, stuff there's like such that. a large area yes. of PTSD. Like there is. My there condition is. is considered PTSD. Believe yeah. it or not. Well, you're just an asshole. So whatever. <laughs> but uh, uh, this this person is being described a situation that has not will not and cannot happen in real life and is feeling uncomfortable. That's a mental disorder. I would, I would, I would kick them out of my game because they are going to be trouble. They, they are, they are the people who, who will in the future become physically violent because of things that aren't really happening. This vet has mental problems. I kick them out of my game. That's what happens when I, when, when, if someone said that to me, that's what I would do. You can leave. You can leave. You have trouble distinguishing reality from fantasy. You are going to be disruptive in the future. Leave. So basically treating people's real life issues carelessly can fuck them up more. Treating them with care and full informed consent is like, well, like if you're going to, to top someone and you don't know their limits, right? You need to ask and make it clear. Why do they have to go to... sexual? Why do they have to go sexual in this? I don't understand that. That's what I don't get. I, when, when, I, when I was reading this before I gave it to you, I was like, why did they fucking go to sex? And 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 when you're going to top someone, that is that from what I understand is generically transsexual or homosexual sex. Why'd you go there? I don't understand. I don't get it. When when did this turn sexual? Consent isn't just for sex. Yeah, it pretty much is. And in a game, I will never be told what I can do. In, in a game so like you, if i were to go to gen con for example and run a game and say here's the list of the of do's and don'ts i'll take i'll take the sheet i might even sign it if they make me i won't listen to it i'm going to run the game i'm going to run now i don't we've talked about this i think on the first or second episode i don't do a lot of absolute way out crazy at least not for a convention thing because i don't have the time to build into that i like to build into it over multiple adventures but if I want to do something really weird, like uh, 
Ha remember that scene in Braveheart where the you know where the people were hanging from the 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 shed at the beginning mm -hmm. and make that all kids? I'll do it. And there isn't shit you're gonna say about it. It's my fucking game. And if somebody's triggered by that, you oh, leave. It's a game. Yeah, you can leave. Can leave. You can leave. Or I can ask you to leave if you continue to be disruptive. Burke said she'll keep fighting fascists online as she sees them. You're the fascist, you dumb bitch. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Nobody's shutting you up. Nobody's burning your books. Nobody's. I'm calling you names because you deserve it. You need to be called a name, you dumb broad. God damn. Look, toots. Shut your fucking pie hole. Get back in the kitchen. Wow. And she'll keep writing content warnings and guides for players. I got a content warning for her. Hey, hey, hey. Come on. You're getting a little personal here. Don't fuck. She's getting personal right here. No, no, she's not. You're, you're, you're going, you're going after her sex. No. You're, you're, you're using all sexist thing now because you're not, now care. you know she's a girl. I, I care. Shut the fuck up. I'll go after Shut her up. for being a guy. I don't give a fuck. Well, because that would then be weird. A, then that would be a cuck. And I'd be saying the same fucking thing. I no, she is not. You do not have the right to not be offended. It's that simple. I have the right to say what the fuck I want. You do not have the right to not be offended. And I'm talking to her, not to you. I understand. So I will say what the fuck I want. If she's hurt by it, stop listening. She's not going to listen to shit anyway. Evil Hat wants to see content warnings become the norm. I don't. What content? You know, that again goes back to the 80s when they're like, this game isn't real. Don't kill yourself, people. Don't go into the woods because your girlfriend broke up with you so that they blame it on a role-playing game and the Christian community comes after us again. Because look that up. That's basically what happened um, for the satanic panic stuff. Some asshole killed himself over breaking up with his girlfriend, but they said because he played D&D, &D, um, hopefully it's less of a trend and more of a standard practice that's beginning to emerge. I, got, I actually do have um, disclaimers in my game that I'm writing. They basically said, here are the pronouns they use. Don't fucking like it. Go fuck yourself. So RPGs are enjoying an unprecedented, unprecedented renaissance and that's bringing in new and diverse audience, which nobody's ever had a problem with. No. Name one person. I have never had a problem, uh, again, other than being just absolutely disrespectful of the table. And I'm not talking like making comments. I'm just saying not playing the game is really what it was. I've never had a problem. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care what you had for lunch. Don't breathe it on me if it's nasty. Like, well, I no. To be fair, to be fair, I have had a group that didn't want girls in it. Why? I don't know. I mean, I, I I have, although this has changed, but mostly because of the girl that's in our current group. If we ever get to get back together and have the group again, but uh, I uh, before her, I would say there are three types of women role players, and maybe this is just because they were high school and college age when I was playing with them. But uh, there was the the there was the basically the whore was hitting on everybody uh there was the i am woman hear me roar who uh basically you know is trying to do her little women's lib stuff all the time or the librarian who is sitting there all the time uh you know just quoting off shakespeare quotes and being the i am the thespian drama queen and i will tell you you know you know that stuff um so those were the three that i ran into constantly and you know and of course the horror would always get mad when the guys would start hitting on her, but she was the one flirting with anyway. Yeah, it um, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm 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 just saying. I'm just saying. Like I have run into that. I have I've run into. That. I don't want one out. Never uh, kicked. I that that to me is weird. Not wanting a female or male or whatever. I I I don't okay. get that. But hey, I I ran. I'm just saying. I ran into it. So uh, is incorrect. It's both incorrect and irresponsible to assume that everyone playing is a 20 year old white guy from Wisconsin. 
That's good because I'm a 46-year-old white guy from Minnesota living in Germany. So I wouldn't want to be from Wisconsin either. Fuck this cheese eaters. Hey. Um, what? The cheese is actually good. Eh, whatever. <laughs> from our point of view, from our point of view, uh, to be truly committed to welcoming new players to the hobby, including content notices like this and encouraging the use of safety tools. No, no, this doesn't. This actually, if anything, should scare them. Like, why do you need to tell me? Exactly. I mean, if you need a safe word, you should question you, you being there. You, do I really want to do this? If it can get so dangerous, I need safety equipment. <laughs> this is right. safety equipment playing a game at a table. Come on now. Think this through. Is this where you really want to be? I want to know where the fascism is because I see the tag down here. Yeah, fascism. I see. I saw the tag fascism too. I was thinking about that earlier. Like, where is the fascism besides in the writer? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe the 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 website's algorithm put fascism in there because it it uh, analyzed the writing critique. You know, it analyzed the writing style. Oh, that's fascism. All right. Let's do this really quickly because we there's one thing we didn't really talk about, unless you don't want to. And that's Lovecraft. No, I don't really want to. Okay, and, okay. And get, getting into it is just stupid. It's just a, 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 a lot of it is is critiquing a guy who's been long dead, can't can't defend himself. You know, he he lived his life the 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 best way he knew how. He had he had both mental troubles. He had he had uh, parents that who were who were dips who were dipshits and crazy. And uh, obviously, you know, his his dad died of syphilis, so he was fucking everything. <laughs> that 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 wasn't his mom. You know, and, you know, he he actually got, got got a wife and straightened himself out somewhat toward the end. Right. So until good he on had him. to until he had to leave her because of his aunts. Exactly. Because it comes back to his family again. You know, so you know what? That's fine. Uh, that That's enough. Hey, if, if you if you really want to know, like the the nuance of H.P. Lovecraft, look it up. Go go ahead and, and throw throw this link okay. into into chat. So the, 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 the two things that I found that were really good about him that were, I would say, fair, they basically said, look, he, he, was, he was a man that we, you can struggle with. You absolutely can. Was this article from uh, something Rhode Island? Motif Rhode Island. Because that's where he's from, Providence, Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. And then Biographics. Biographics is a channel, like Top Tens, whatever. It's that Simon Whistler guy who, I don't know if you know, he's got like four or five channels. Uh, anyway, uh, he, I thought he had a pretty fair review of him was like yep he said some pretty pretty not so nice things but let's let's get to the construct of who he is so, um anywho and yeah just just to backtrack i was intentionally saying what i was uh, saying about what's or nuts because i want to get a rise out of people i'm actually for egalitarianism i'm actually for everybody has the right to do whatever they want to do to pursue happiness in their own way as long as it doesn't negatively affect somebody else. I don't care about your gender, your sex, who you sleep with, so on and so forth. I mean, I have certain opinions about some of that stuff, but in terms of egalitarianism, if she wants to write a book, that's her business. If she wants to put disclaimers in there, truthfully, it's her company, that's her business. But you, are, you do not get to escape criticism, and you don't get to escape harsh words. And as long as you're calling anybody who thinks like me a fascist, I'm going to tell you to get back in the kitchen. It's that simple. Clip it's, that. What's that? Clip that. Yeah, that's actually, that's actually a good clip. That's a good because, clip. Clip that. Because that's where it's coming from. It's not coming from me disparaging you as a woman. It is not coming from me being a misogynist. Ask my wife how misogynist I am. Of course, you know, I did marry a, J a Japanese person, so the entire yeah. uh, 
point was and, for her to agree and, with me all the uh, time. But <laughs> I, I still believe she was a mail order bride. So I told you. I did a rush because Yagavriupa Ruski. Uh, I was trying to order a rush and mail order bride, so she'd come here with her nice tall legs and you know, her blue eyes. Yeah. And you, and you had to settle for the for the cheaper website, which was the the no, Japanese and Filipino women. Shipment. But since I didn't get the insurance, I didn't get the insurance. I couldn't <laughs> do the return. <laughs> there you go. Uh, always get the insurance. <laughs> I know, right? So uh, any, anyway, th th that's and, and that's what uh, I didn't clarify that then. I'm clarifying it now because when Heathen Dog said what he said, I got a little defensive over the fact like, why is he pissed off at me? Because I knew what was going on in my head. Because yeah, you 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 weren't uh, you weren't insulting her on the merits or lack of of her argument, but her gender, and I thought that was just going off. It was like well, off track. Uh, but but just understand that that to me, it's it's the same. You call me a fascist because I have these beliefs. I'll t you know if if you're willing to go back in the kitchen, if you're a guy, I'll call you cuck or whatever. You know, comes out of my uh, <laughs> face at that time. So Japanese mail order bride. Oh, that's Max Cartman says, make me some pie. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> make me some pie. All right. Um, look, we've got everybody's ire up. Let's get, let's get you in. Uh, let's get you in to talk to me about this, to yell at me for, for being a misogynist or something like that. So let's move on to segment three uh, as fast as we can here. Yeah. I'm going to have to step away for a little bit. Okay. So right. boom, subscribe. Does anybody want to come in? Oh, let me put, I'll just put the link in chat. I don't give a shit. And then you'll come here. And then if you're a dick, I'll just remove you. It's that simple. Uh, do, 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 do. I'll put it in this chat here so anybody can come in. And if you don't want to, you don't have to. It's not a big deal. But uh, you know what? Uh, the, the same people who were arguing before about, ah, you don't have balance and uh, you shouldn't do this. But they haven't been arguing with me for the last week. So, uh, you know, I don't feel the necessity to be like, you better come here and talk to me like I did before, because that's actually what was going on before. Was uh, people are saying, I don't like what you said. Well, then come in and tell me. So uh, Max can only handle one asshole on stream, and that's himself. I know, right? <laughs> so, you know, I actually thought I was going to rant more on this one. Uh, like, I really thought that I was going to, like, throw my headset across the room or something. Um, I didn't. I think it's because I steeled myself by reading it prior. If I had read that just, you know, reactionarily on the stream, I'd be like, what? I'd been throwing stuff around. And, yeah. So, anywho. Wow, break a good headset. Why break a good headset? I know, right? Hey. Oh, I don't have my slippers here. Oh. Um. I don't know why I break a good headset because uh, Legion of Myth doesn't pay me enough money to get a new one. Then I can't hear this uh, these shenanigans. So uh, does anybody have, I mean, go ahead. I, I Hopefully we read most of the chat anyway. Uh, they want that reaction. There you go. Yeah, I know, right? That is true. That is true. I mean, to be fair. Uh, so again, last week has been pretty calm for me, which is on uh, awesome. Normally it's not. But uh, people have asked me, like, why do you do this? You're feeding what they want. Look, first of all, in my real life, <laughs> am I like that? Yeah, I say things, yeah. But I'm usually more, more a deadpan when I say it. On stream, I'm absolutely hyperbolic, which is why we're supposed to say things like, uh, where is it? Uh, uh, nope, that's it. That's our segment that we're in now. Um, which one is it? Can't read these things. Boop, 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 boop. I'm going to find it. There we go. Hyperbole, satire, stereotypes, generalizations are often used for simplicity. Oh, and for Heathen Dog, when he's saying before, like, I don't know the person's gender, that's because he and him are neutered pronouns. Should have just said he, but, you know, he didn't. So, 
All right, I, did, I put the link out there if anybody wants to jump in. If not, I will start saying the thank yous. I do appreciate everybody being here. I absolutely appreciated the way chat's been going today. I don't know how many were on YouTube versus, I think it was just one on YouTube, uh, versus uh, how many were on uh, Twitch, but hey. I know my wife is here. She probably got tired of it. <laughs> she doesn't like listening to these things for that long. Uh, but we'll add, so what's going to happen on the YouTube side is this uh, video is going to go private. And then once it gets clipped up, it will be reposted in uh, in the same format as we always do. So thank you for going. Well, that's just one part of combat. That's just one part of combat. So, uh, I mean, the rest of combat, the advanced combat maneuvers and so forth, that'll be coming next week. And then siege warfare and, and so forth. That is true. She was on with me for eight and a half hours. Well, she, for about seven and a half, because the first hour was Astonishing Swordsman, Sorcerer's Hyperborea. But uh, after that, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, see if I can uh, wait for Heathen Dog to come back here. I don't have too much else to rant about. I mean, uh, again, I I hate I do it a lot, but I actually hate repeating myself. And and the main thing, the main construct for me in this is nobody did any gatekeeping. I, if you've ever felt gatekept, I, I wanted to join that group, but I saw that they had uh, they talked about brains being splattered do you know what the trophy is when heathen dog comes back ask him what the trophy is for winning the the call of cthulhu masters tournament if you go to gen con <laughs> like you have to have a certain mindset to play that game if you ever felt i mean like i rail against third fourth and fifth edition especially starting with third edition because they started gnome paladins and dwarf wizards that doesn't it's not right but you're okay with it in Earthdawn? Earthdawn never complained to be um, uh, uh, Tolkien tropes. Earthdawn didn't have its own history. If, for the sake of argument, they flipped it around and started saying, because you know, they do have disciplines in the game that are stereotypes uh, of, a, of a degree, if they were to come out and say, oh, we're getting rid of that completely, just anybody can do anything and get the magic for it, well, then I would absolutely rail against the game because that's not how the game's supposed to be. If uh, if they were to come out and say, you know what, Scrang no longer have bravado, they're now sheepish, and uh, they just stay to the rivers. I'd say no, that's uh, that's just not how. That's not how it's supposed to be. Uh, what's that? I'm trying to think if there's any reason to jump in the so far. <laughs> That's good. I mean, you're allowed to have your own opinions on the other part, too. I mean, it might be a little late for that. I mean, if anybody wants to uh, talk about the, con uh, the, the disclaimers uh, and so forth, um, races where your natural ability to wield magic is weak, you need magic charms just for basic spells. Um, well, let's look at how they're changing Dungeons & Dragons going forward, where elves don't have to have a dexterity bonus. Now, if you want to, you can have an elf with a strength bonus. Makes no goddamn sense. Makes no sense at all. They're not humans with pointed ears. They are lithe, dexterous beings that tend to be a little wiser on average just because, now they don't get a bonus to it, but just because they're long life. Uh, boo -boo. Uh, Wizards of the Coast, the biggest gatekeeper when they ended BD&D and AD&D, so basic and advanced, when they came out third and started the biggest edition wars, yeah? I, so, I can't remember, and I used to tell people as a playtester for 3rd edition, I can't remember if I was a playtester or early adopter. I, I honestly forget, because I was playtesting a couple of games at that time, like Earth on 2nd edition and so forth. Um, 
um, Ravenslayer, yours, yours was a homebrew. And while I don't like it, it was a homebrew. I don't want those in canon rules. Um, anywho, when I first saw, I thought it was just one of those things of like, okay, we're playtesting. Just let everybody do everything. Let's get it playtested out so we can balance it, blah, blah, blah. I didn't realize that was going to be in the damn game. I'm so offended and I want the books to be released for free. So Yeah, you know, that, that video posted uh, about uh, they're on the Trove. I've been to the Trove before, only to get books that I could not get actually for real. I think I got two books from the Trove, really old books, that you cannot buy anymore. And I completely forgot about the Trove until I saw that video of yours. Um, but yeah, uh, now I will tell you that I have advocated for stealing books i don't steal anything i don't steal music i don't steal videos i feel dirty using heathen dogs plex server uh all this has been documented on 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 this before i don't steal photoshop i don't steal you know whatever i don't, I don't steal stuff i only advocate for the stealing of books and i really don't all i said was if i were to get a book of this nature in the future i'm not going to pay for it i will get it through other means but I'm, I just have no plans of getting books like that. I'm not advocating stealing, but I, I, I just won't get books like that. So. Homebrew is great. Yeah, I mean, it allows you to have your own... Uh, see, the reason why I don't like the, the, the thing that Ravenslayer did is because I think it just cheapens the races, okay? That, that's my opinion. Um, I think it cheapens the races. I don't find it to be unique and refreshing because every single game I've ever been in has something like that in there. So I'm not saying his character isn't awesome or that it wasn't great for his game or his homebrew. I personally don't like it, but it's a homebrew, so he gets to do whatever the hell he wants with it. What I don't like is when the game rules, because here's the thing, when you make canon for books, 5th edition now has the drow in the book as a player character race, in the player's handbook. If you were to do what we call a 5th edition game with 2nd edition sensibilities and say, no, you can be an elf, a dwarf, and dwarfs can only be certain classes, they can't be magic users. Um, no tieflings, no Asimar, no bird people, no lizard people. Uh, basically, you see what I'm saying? Like, just the races from 2nd edition AD&D and the class restrictions there. People are going to freak the fuck out. It's easier to say, I allow a drow character in my game. I allow an orc character in my game from, say, the Humanoids Handbook or something. It is so much more difficult to say, tiefling are demons, they don't belong. No, not gonna happen. But, but it's right here in the player's book! That's not making the game more diverse. It's making it stupid. In fact, you're really making the game less diverse. All you're doing is cosmetic changes. You're basically just adding your blue hair SJW shenanigans to races in Dungeons and Dragons. That's what you're doing. You, you're, you're getting your body piercings all over the place and your tattooed faces and thinking that's what it means to be a dwarf or an elf or a tiefling with horns or something like that. You're trying to be lizard boy. You know, that dude's got what, his entire body's tattooed. He's got his eyeballs tattooed. He's forked his tongue and does scales all over his body. You're trying to do that. And, and put that and inject that with the race of the game. And it's not right. Races, the species of the games, are stereotype tropes. Uh, let's see what I missed in chat here. It's funny how friend, they want the books to be... Okay, I read that. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right, so they can sell their dungeons and... Yeah, I didn't even want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. 
so they don't understand role play. Well, I'm hungry. I still adhere to the core rules for a lot. It's like, again, you know what? I'm, I'm one person, as I type to somebody, actually it was to, uh, to, to Shadzar here, I'm just an asshole with an opinion. A lot of people agree with my opinion. And, and one of the reasons why I rant the way I do is, I want, I, first of all, I want people to know that I'm emotionally invested in this. I'm not just like, eh, you know, it's bad. Let's do our thing. No! It's bullshit. You're ruining my fucking hobbies. You're ruining Star Wars. You're ruining comics. Uh, you're starting to ruin anime. Oh, there's some stuff out there now where a certain was a Crunchyroll Funimation, Netflix, and Amazon are starting to ban manga and anime. Or maybe I shouldn't say ban. Just not uh, re-up the services or whatever the hell it is. Japan, at least so far, is telling the United States to go fucked. Because they did that, I think it was Amazon most recently said, oh, really? You want to tell America to get fucked? No, we're going to tell you to get fucked. I agree with Japan in this one. So, uh... Because, like I said, explain that one episode for Nora, they don't want to play a game. They want to use D&D to tell their fanfic in mini novellas. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to be Dritz. I hate... Somebody banned Krantz. He needs a five-minute ban. Uh... I can't understand level... I do think that the level limits were a little punishing, a little too punishing, but uh, I agreed with them. And Elf just finally is like, you know what? I'm just going to lay back for the next couple hundred years and just, you know, relax, man. Just relax. Uh, like when you watch Uncle Ethan. I don't know if all the people here know who Uncle Ethan is, but yeah, I got to put it. Like when you watch Uncle Ethan, it's cathartic here's someone else with your views instead of the other. Right. And, and the thing is, is, is uh, EVS, I started watching him. He got me into comics. I don't know if you've watched my uh, Cyberfrog uh, Blood Honey review. EVS got me into comics. For 40 some years, my friends were comic book nerds. Hell, Garth on here is a comic book nerd. I used to hear him talking about it all the time. Uh, uh, Ethan Dog likes comic books. I never got into it. My friends back home growing up love comic books. I never got into them. I barely even like superhero movies. Uh, the two comics I had ever in my life was one Nancy Reagan comic book about don't do drugs and angel dust and, and uh, um, ElfQuest because that was fantasy, not comics. And somehow I lost that over the years, but I had one through 30 of ElfQuest and some of uh, Blue Ridge Mountain or whatever the hell it's called. It was because of Comics Gate that I actually, let's see, I've got cash, oh, I don't have cash grab yet, but I, I see, I've backed cash grab, I've, I've cash, uh, backed uh, Raging Golden Eagles, and I'm not even an anime fan, I've backed uh, Cyberfrog, Cyberfrog 2, Starblades, which I'm really looking forward to, really looking forward to Starblades. Um, so, I mean, I haven't backed a lot because, you know, I'm not the richest person in the world, but yeah, it's... Uh, not just anime, they're complaining about the fan art. She-Ra, oh god, yeah, we talked about the She-Ra thing a long time ago on the old Legion Myth Weekly live stream, yeah. Um, but I'm not a comic guy. Yeah, you, that's right, Ravenslayer owned his own comic store. Um, I'm a, I, I, I don't follow everybody in Comicsgate, I don't have the time, but I absolutely watch Ethan. Um, I watch uh, Yellow Flash. I watch, uh, you know, Tug when I can. Usually more of his video stuff, less the streams. Um, and, and honestly, part of this stream... For the people who don't know, if you do watch Ethan Van Skyver, it's at Comic Artist Pro Secrets, I think. Um, if you watch his streams, the segment two here, well, me being more reactionary than what he does in his stream, is kind of tailored or based off of the segments two and three are kind of based off of his streams, where he pulls people in and just has conversations. I, one of the problems, one of the things that I'm trying to get um, 
get away from here is this this stream isn't supposed to be lecture format it seems like it's a lot of lecture and well well it isn't a lot of lecture you're wrong well <laughs> well segment one is uh, uh is maybe it's not more, a lecture it's, it's more lecture. lecture oriented nope. segment two and segment three is supposed to be we talk everybody just talks it's not supposed to be shut up, get to the next part. It's not supposed to be, you know, I am saying blah, 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 done. It's just supposed to be. And that's why we want to bring you in. And so they hate that guy's success. I know, right? So one of the things that uh, uh, maybe we consider doing in the future is just merging se uh, segments two and segments three. Maybe, maybe, you know, I don't want to do a segment one. Although, to be clear, segment one does not have to be just me and Heathen Dog. If Garthon wanted to come in and talk about it, if Sherris knew that he had questions on advanced combat, wanted to come in and talk about it, yes, as long as we at least get out the information we need to get out, this does not have to be me and Heathen Dog. This can be three, four people just, like I said, with segment one, we want to stay a little bit more on topic and so yeah, forth. But with yeah, segment one, we want to take away the, the illusion of viewer agency. You know how I feel about agency. <laughs> <laughs> If if not, watch episode three. I think it is. Yeah, there four. it is. Yeah, player agency is a joke. Uh oh. Uh oh. Sheriff jumped has in. Popped in. All right. Let's see what he's got to say. What do you What do you got? Oh, give me a second here. I've got three of you all sounding at the same time. All right. So I know you guys were talking about Cthulhu earlier, and I had yep. to walk away a little couple times. So I don't know if you ever answered my question. Okay. When was what time frame does the Cthulhu stories take place? They normally take place uh, between the late 1800s and early 1900s, uh, 1880, 1890 to about 1920-ish. So late Victorian type frame? Yeah, it's kind of it, the era it, where he was alive. Yeah, well, yeah well, there he was alive. His, his lifetime, basically H.P. Lovecraft's lifetime. Now, later on books, later on books, books later on, uh, they, as, as the times progressed, they, they increased the, the, the range of the stories, you know, they went from 1920s, 1930s, 1940s, 1980s, 1990s. You can, you can find all of that now, 2000s. You can find all of that based, based in, in those eras. You can find them all in games and in books right now, just like that. But HP Lovecraft himself wrote in the time period he was alive between the 1880s, 1890s to 1920s. Dude, are you like living in a war zone? Or yeah. Something? What is that? Are, is is there are there war crimes going on back there? Because I hear children being murdered. <laughs> oh, is that you picking up my TV? I'm sorry. I thought I had push. I, I guess right. I don't push talk going on. No. No. My my <laughs> daughter and wife are watching the anime. Um, psychopaths. Uh, oh, oh psychopaths. Okay, wife, I get it. My wife watched that. Oh, you I got a it, you yeah. got an, uh, a comment today uh, that I didn't understand. Heathen dog in one of your What's old that? anime reviews. Oh, okay. So, all right. So, I know you guys are talking about the, the whole middle section there was about racism. He was in the 1920s. Yeah. Of course, racism was rampant then. I mean, it's going to show up in his works. Well, I don't even want to say rampant. I want to say normalized. Oh, it was, it was accepted. So, well, well, I shouldn't say accepted because he was he wrote in the North, if I remember right. New York, right? Is, we wrote no, he, in, he was or, born in Providence. Rhode Island. Okay, it was Rhode Island. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it, was, it was there. I mean, you can't say... You know, what was it like the people that are going back in history and saying this is wrong now because of our ideals because today? Because how we think now, exactly. Yeah, that yes. Max knows the term, but I yeah. genetic fallacy. Thank yeah. you. That just people just need to go in. I'm gonna start writing that in there to every all these little asshats that are doing this type of stuff because it really destroys games and destroys you know settings. I mean, yeah. I, that's yeah, all Trump I can really say. To be honest with you. 
trying to rewrite morality in the past, the only thing it does is erases any lessons you can learn from it. That's all it does. Yes. Well, well let, let, let's. So, in my research of H.P. Lovecraft over today, <laughs> like I, uh, I, dude, I read a lot and I watched a lot. There, there, and some of the things that I do is when you read the uh, read and watch the outliers of both sides. Can you mute your mic while I'm talking just momentarily? Because oh, that is sorry. very distracting. <laughs> so, um, is that there are some themes, and one of them was that he loved scientific publications, like so much so. That even when the science by 1936, the science had been like, okay, there aren't these racial differences. That you know, a lot of the the arguments about racism so on and so forth were, were debunked. He still struggled with them, at least in the verbiage he used. However, you know, there's a saying: actions speak louder than words. No matter how much he quote unquote hated the mongrel Jews, he married a Jewish person, had a bunch of Jewish friends, and promoted Jewish books. You know, sometimes my grandfather, and pardon me if I get banned from everything that exists right now, I was at the hospital before my grandfather uh, died. Um, I, he had a stint put in his heart. And one of the things he said to me, it, I just got out of the Air Force, like just, it was 2001-ish, 2002, I just got out of the Air Force. Mm -hmm. And my grandfather said, God, I love that little nigger nurse. And I about had a conniption. Like, because I've been trained... That's the worst thing you could say. But he was being absolutely legit. Yeah, he, he, he was being so complimentary. And and he uh it 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 wasn't so much that that he was shocked that she was black. It was just another descriptor. descriptor. Yes, another another descriptor like like she, like her was. It was exactly the same in his mind. Yep. So you can you can unmute now, Sharis. It's just she it was distracting me while I was talking. So <laughs> um but uh, she was a black woman. <laughs> so the one story, uh, what is that? That one story that got a movie, Hippolyta, I don't know. That, Hippolyta. You, okay, you, you know more about H.P. Lovecraft than I do. In the one story that got a movie, Hi Hippolyta uh, Kryptokin oh. uh, is which assistant understood more about science than the main character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, a, a, a lot of books uh, that 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 are that are based in writings in the early nineteen early to mid nineteen hundreds, they they have the hero as as a as a someone who fails upward and and the 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 female or Asian sidekick is is really the really the one that's the the power behind the throne. Uh, Green Hornet is a good one. I mean that 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 and and I did uh, enjoy that movie. Yes, yes. Wait, I mean, wait, wait, movie or TV no, no, old the, TV show? The the, the the old old TV show and comic. Uh, I never uh, saw the old stuff. I just okay, well, them. well, it, it it wasn't as obvious as the as the movie that came out in there in the in the two thousands. It wasn't as obvious. But if you read enough of it, you're like, wait a minute, the Green Hornet's okay and all, but his driver is the real force behind this. You know, he's really the guy. And the the uh, the, the the modern movie with with Seth Rogen just uh, amplified that idea. So so um, Mark Hawkman said something here. I'll put it up here in just a moment. There we go. Describing people often requires you to discuss their physical features, i.e. there are four people standing in a corner. What's the easiest way to pick one person out for the group? Now, in certain areas, police are not allowed to identify black male. That is a true thing. Because... Um, Seattle. I don't know if it's Seattle. Actually, I do know... I do know a couple me. Of, I do know a couple of the places, but... Uh, um, yeah, you. It's okay to say white male, 
but you're not allowed to say blackmail because when it goes into the blotter, it increases that whole stereotype. Well, it's a black man. It's a black. How do you identify? Like, if I'm identify, how are you going to identify a heathen dog and myself differently? Obviously, you're not going to call us white guys because you know, yeah. guy with glasses. Sorry, yeah, that won't work that. either. The the guy wearing black. Oh, <laughs> you're right. You know, so I mean, one of you is more the, neon than the other. Well, on camera, but I mean, uh, I guess yeah. I'm a little sweaty right now too because yeah. my door's not. Um, but you I mean you're gonna? I mean, I guess between us, um, the one with the black headsets or the when the one with the receding hairline or like uh uh the one with the glasses that it looks like you can see through the sides of his head <laughs> you, know, you know uh yeah i so the the point is is like yeah I, you have to be able to describe people now some words fall out of favor and i have been conditioned to not use the n-word although i think that in a documentary type actually format, stop it stop it i hate it when people say the n-word the reason being is because you're actually raping my brain. You're making me say the N-word to myself. Every time you say the N-word, I have to decipher that in my brain. You're making me say it to myself without you actually saying it. F you, dude. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, but, but, but that's kind of part of my point. But in a documentary, like, first of all, I don't say it to anybody because it's just a dumb sounding word. Like there are just certain words that I don't call people or say or whatever, just because they sound dumb. But in a documentary format, if heathen dog were to say that to me, I would repeat and, and somebody say, Hey, what did he tell you? I would repeat it back exactly as he said it. If somebody came to me and said, Hey, hey, my wet nigga, what's up? And yes, that has happened to me. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I would respond back if somebody said, What did he say to you? I would respond back exactly what he said. You know, I know some people don't even like doing that. Screw you. That, that's I, I'm going to do that, but that's the only way I I do it. Um, it's like with my grandfather's story. That's what he said. I'm going to respond, repeat it, the you yeah. know the way it was said. Or else, or else you're embellishing the story. You're changing it. There you go. The one with the Legion of Mist shirt. Uh, yeah, fair. Got the crappy. Well, yeah. I mean, there are things where I live that if you said you got the crappy dive. I mean, so one kid. <laughs> I think I put on the news and he said, you know, there are three types of students at Stillwater Senior High School, the druggies, the jocks, and the nerds. Thing is, he wasn't wrong. That's what it was. It was yeah, the, drug, the druggies, the jocks, and the nerds. And uh, and those were the only real three groups. Yeah, we had the emos at that time, too, or the goths, or whatever the fuck they were called at that point. But uh, they really just fell into the nerd category or the druggy category. Or, yeah, let's say the druggy. The, uh, the, the point being is he damn near, first of all, he got suspended at, for saying that on the news. Shouldn't have interviewed a kid. Why mm. do you suspend a kid? And secondly, he got his ass beat. By whom? The druggies, the jocks, or the nerds? i be honest with you, I don't know. Well, it wasn't the nerds. <laughs> wasn't the nerds. Um, no, that, that's the nerds another thing I don't like. Shaking their heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, agreement. That, yeah, that's another thing I don't, I don't understand. That... Uh, just because you are in school, if you are not in school, it's not during school hours, you are not on school grounds, you say something that that is against school policy, you can get suspended. I don't understand that. Well, I don't I don't let's, get it. Let's let's be fair. Both YouTube and Twitch, and I could go into Twitter and everything, every pretty much every platform we use for our videos, with the exception of DLive because we don't actually use that, has a policy that says they can look at your other social media and if they find something there that they don't like, they can ban you here. So if you say something on YouTube that Twitch doesn't like, Twitch can ban you. 
I think that's reprehensible. Absolutely reprehensible. But I look, look, guys, I don't want to get banned. I don't want us to get flagged. And I know I push the line sometimes, but uh, at the same time, I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. I'll find another platform if I have to scream with a megaphone standing on my car like those weirdos at the university calling the end of the world. <laughs> you know. Um, well, with your with your grandfather's story, we're we're definitely going to get banned. So. No, I was doing a documentary. Does, doesn't me. matter. Doesn't I think, matter. I think the misogynist thing I said earlier is more, yeah. <laughs> more, more likely to. But uh, you know, just you know, because people don't feel safe, and that's what they're doing. I, 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 I really, I both hope, and am scared that the doctor disrespect thing is something he said on a stream. I don't know. Do you know the doctor's disrespect? Yeah, theory? I do. I do. Oh, There's okay. the, no one knows exactly why why he was done. I mean, holy shit! You know something from social media? I do. I do, wow. well, only only because of YouTube, only because of YouTube. Okay, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, he he had just signed a couple months ago a twenty million dollar or around there contract with Twitch, and then Twitch Twitch uh, booted him, and no one's saying why. All we no hear is serious. Why. Yeah, all we know, all we know. Well, it's got to be serious. It was, it was twenty million dollars worth of serious. Yeah. That's pretty serious. So so, Krantz, I have this highlighted here because I want. to... I've been asked, but when I did some job interviews, uh, when I was still a contractor back in uh, 2010s, um, I had some job interviews say that they wanted access to my Facebook page. I told them to go fuck themselves. Nicer than that. But they're like, yeah, I'm sorry, but all employees must give us access to their Facebook page. Then I'm not going to work for you. I mean, I don't really privatize mine anyway. But um, the, the point that I'm making is uh, my social media is for me. And I'll say whatever I want. If anybody goes to my social media, I'm surprised I haven't been banned. Have you seen my cover? Yeah. My cover picture? Yeah. I'm waiting for somebody to go, what? And I have black people who keep, they talk to me because we're friends because they know I'm only doing it to get a rise out of people. They know what my thoughts and beliefs are. They know I work for probably the most diverse organization on the planet. They they know I hate everybody, not just them. They, <laughs> You know, uh, so. You're making me yeah. want to go check it out right now. Go, it's do my it. Facebook page. It's yeah. uh, facebook.com slash Maximilian Liao because that was before I actually used my real name on social media. That's how old that's. Yep. Well, yeah, that, yeah. The, right? the, the whole thing, though, I mean, uh, if, if, if I were going to get a job today, I would just delete all of my social media. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I only have uh, Twitter, which I I don't remember posting anything for the last two years and Facebook, which I definitely know I didn't post anything from me in the last uh Eight years. Did, so it's um, not like you're missing a lot. Did you get my message about PAX? PAX Federatica? No. I posted it on our Discord. Star Trek he, Adventures of the Klingon Empire. He wanted to know if this would change your opinion of the Modifius game. I, I posted it on our Discord. Monday, Modifius Entertainment announced a Star Trek Adventures Klingon Empire core rulebook or new expansion to the Star Trek Adventures tabletop role-playing game. The latest Star Trek Adventures sourcebook gives players the tools they need to launch campaigns as characters from the Klingon Empire. Okay. All right. Well, no. I mean... Uh, it's, I wonder it, if Klingons are gender neutral. <laughs> it, it, all, it, all, it all depends on what Klingons they are. Are they, are they TNG... They DS9. Look like the, they look like the they TNG look, ones. They look like TNG and, and, and DS9 Klingons, but if they're uh, Discovery Klingons, then I'll, I'd rather <laughs> piss on the book than look at it. What right, would you so, laugh at? 
<laughs> they talked. Uh, no, you said you'd rather piss on the book than look at it. Yeah, definitely. But I just hope that they that they change the way that they that they they structured the the instruction portion of the book, because staying in the the uh, role playing narrative throughout the instruction portion of the book was very confusing. And I also hope that they change the the backing color to white instead of black. Because uh, you really have to angle the book correctly or else you're going to get screwed. You ever played Torg, the old Torg? Have not. Oh. Um, a psychic or a psyker or whatever they're called in that game can blow up the planet. A high level one. It just it, It's Dragon Ball Z shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like. Torg's coming out with a new one. So I was like, crap. I remember playing Torg back in the day. One time. That's it. Just one time. I was like, oh, shit. I, wanna, I might want to do that. So, of course, I always try to find sample pages of a book to see if they type in the they-them format or in something actually, you know, you know, following the English language. Sure. And by the way, to answer your question, it's actually in our disclaimer. He and him are neutered pronouns. So if you don't know, you can use he. It's okay. We'll let you. Um, let's get that back off the screen. But uh, so Torg, I look at it. They literally alternate every single one. <laughs> I don't know what the abilities are. We'll say archery. When he uses this ability, then the next one we'll call, I don't know, uh, uh, battle axe. When she uses this ability, they literally alternate he, she, he, she, he, she, he, she. See, that, a, that, is, that is good because it's an obvious troll. I th- I, it's it, either, it takes too much work to do that to yeah. not do it on purpose as a ha-ha F you. Right. It really is. But yeah. it meets pronoun antecedent agreement rules. <laughs> so i'm not gonna argue with it um so yeah anyway there's a kickstarter for torg eternity i i was thinking about it but i can't right now my money situation just isn't there um project infinite hole for paranoia um unfortunately uh i won't buy anything more from the new paranoia people yeah just uh again go go on ebay and get paranoia second edition oh do you know how expensive that is it's expensive, but that's the way to go. The Book of Monstrous Might by a third party, fifth edition. And then in the box, this seemed kind of neat. Like the idea seemed, uh, Legends of Omeria seemed kind of neat. Self contained rule set basically is to get new people. Mm-hmm. But anywho, I don't know. So I typed I in your name and I got uh, some Chinese dude or some Oriental dude's page. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'll. It was weird. Like, what the heck? I don't care. I mean, I don't. I'm on Facebook so often that uh, I don't even read my messages. Uh Oh, I got a message. Somebody sent a video. Here we go. Oh, did you find it? I got. Oh my god, this new Facebook look is horrible. Twitter.com slash Max Liao. That's what we have. Oh, that's Twitter. That's not Facebook. Oh, it's not Facebook. But but it it shows uh, your other stuff. There. There, it's in chat now. I don't. Oh, it's in chat. Care. Oh, good. No, I can show it. <laughs> like, um, uh, see how much hate mail I get now. Um, well, you didn't have to show it to the entire world. But... <laughs> entire world. Yep. Hey, you're gonna get a lot of hits on your page. Yeah. <laughs> I don't approve friend invites if I don't actually know you. That's one of the things I'll tell you right now. Every single person on my Facebook page is actually somebody I know. So if you do try to friend me and I don't know who you are, it's not going to happen. So sorry, dude. That was hilarious. I just looked at the banner. <laughs> there you go. That's the banner. 
Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Yep. My old cat, myself when I'm three years old, uh, Gadsden flag and the it's it's there it was a 14th Tennessee battle flag. It's not the Confederate flag, even though that's what everybody calls it. Yeah, it's some Tennessee the battle regiment. Yeah, 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 battle flag, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'm from Minnesota. <laughs> Do you think I give a shit about the Confederate flag? Losers so, should have uh, fought harder. That, you know. I mean, I only do stuff like that because, oh, did my little quote on there, what does my quote say? Are you still there, Shares? No, I'm not. Sorry. Uh, okay, no problem. It says something like, I'm, a, I'm a, like a, a jerk and a curmudgeon. Are we friends yet or something like that? I can't remember. Anyway, um, so General Lee's rooftop. There you go. You know, there was a uh, there was a thing of Dukes of Hazard is worried that they might take that away, but I think Dukes of Hazard's going to be able to keep it. Who knows? Oh, is that what it says? Does it say that there are over 7 billion people on this planet? So no, you're not special. Yes. Oh, okay. I guess I changed it. Cause at one point it said something like I'm a, I'm a judgmental curmudgeon jerk. Are we friends yet? Or something like that. I love that saying that, uh, there's 7 billion people on the planet. Anywho. All right. Uh, what were we talking? Oh, it's funny as Hasbro. What is this? It's as funny as Hasbro making Miss Monopoly where women are the forefront and confessing. They made a socialist monopoly. Oh, no, no, not a socialist, a uh, uh, millennial monopoly. And it was hilarious. We got it. We own it. It's hilarious. <laughs> we played it with my daughter. And I, unfortunately, <laughs> I had to explain a few things to my wife. But it was the after she explained it, she thought it was hilarious. That's <laughs> there's a millennial edition monopoly. Well, hey, do tell us a little bit about it. What, what's on there? Come on. I'd have it's been a while. It's I've it's been about four months book, since man. I played. Go get the rule book. Yeah, tell at least tell second, us like what the what the what the spaces are because I remember some of those are really funny. Yeah, just give me a second. I have to go dig it out. You can win by spending all of your money and being broke. Well, yeah, that's right because you get you get like social media points or something like that in the game. Yeah, buddy. Or don't walk away. Good cat. Uh, yeah, that that was midnight. Missed that, buddy. But uh, I'm really mad that I still can't see YouTube chat. It's weird to me. Why can't I see? Oh, well, whatever. I'll figure that out later. It's still showing up here. How do I know if I got any super chats from one viewer? Um, while we're here, um, I may as well do this. First of all, subscribe. I can't do Al's thing. <laughs> okay, so whoever said that, yes, you got the object of the game is to spend your money and collect likes <laughs> by hitting places. So the opposite of what normal Monopoly is about. So let me well, see remember, the first. Normal Monopoly was actually developed by a socialist who was trying to show the evils of capitalism. <laughs> yeah. So there's less spaces. So like there's two of every color basically. So I'm gonna start off with the low end, parents okay. apartment, uh, parents basement, friends couch. Now into the light blues, thrift shopped, <laughs> farmer's market. I guess this would be pinkish or violet. Uh, vegan bistro. Vegan then, bistro. That's a good yes. one. I like that. And then the vegetarian bistro. The orange is tarot shop. Tarot. Tarot. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was just reading it actually as it was written. Uh, artisanal coffee bar. Sorry about that. All right. Karaoke Club, Yoga Studio, Animal Rescue, National Park. The green ones are Makerspace, uh, yeah, Makerspace, Live Work Loft, and the dark blue ones, Three Day Music Festival, 
week-long meditation retreat. So those are all the spaces there. I'm trying. I'm trying to uh, see and if I can. Uh, and the uh, trains have switched to bicycle share. Oh, bicycle share, of course. Yeah, yeah, bike share. That's really a good investment. Oh, here we go. Oh no, inexperience. That's right. Money doesn't matter anymore. It's all. No, about it's all about the experience in this game. Yeah, it's all about the experience. <laughs> I want your kazoo music so badly. I, I, I want your kazoo music back. I'm having so much trouble. There's actually it? physical pain there. There is. <laughs> what the? F there you go. Go to jail. Oh, that's actually a thing. It should say go to jail, but if it's yeah, a millennial, it, it should be go to jail, but only if you're black. Oh no, it should, it should be it should be safe space. Please, you have to, you have to, you have to retreat to your safe space. No, no, no. Free parking should be safe space. No, 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 no. Uh, jail is a safe space because on until until you roll doubles, or 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 pay fifty dollars to a therapist, you're you're not you're not mentally competent to continue. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, and your money is twenty dollars now instead of two hundred when you go past go. Of course, because money doesn't mean anything. You're you're not meant to have money. You're meant to you're meant to spend money. For the, for the experiences which they provide, because that's what's most important in life, especially at the end when you're destitute and starving. Oh wait, no. Did, do you actually wait. put houses on here? What do you put on here? I don't remember. I have to, like I said, I have to go. I, I don't have the whole box next to me. I just grabbed the board really quick. But again, I'd have to get up and go grab that really quick. <laughs> it's just, oh man. Yeah. So uh, you know. I hope that's a troll. If it is, good on them. Good, good troll. If it's not a troll, if it's trying to be serious, well, I'm still taking it as a troll. And yeah. <laughs> oh my god, there are no houses or hotels. Uh, the game ends and all properties are owned. Oh. Okay. Well. Uh, all right. Um, I think that unless anybody else gives a last second, oh, I want to come in and say something. I think. Uh, I think we call it. What yep. do you think? I think that's right. Okay. Four hours now, almost. Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to put the link out there one last time. Uh, do, do, do. Copy that. Close that. Down here. Oh, I've completely for space. I think you don't even own the spots anymore because there's somebody else's property, like your mother's, your parents' basement. Oh my! Oh my God! So how? <laughs> <laughs> What's the so, point of landing there? I mean, you, what's you, the... you, you got to pay the uh, the fee at the bottom, if I remember right. Oh. And then uh, you collect a, an experience token. Okay. Yeah. You heard my wife. I don't know. I, don't... <laughs> I, I didn't hear what no, she said. The, the experience tokens are what makes you win the game. So what it is, is they're all flipped upside down. And you reach in your bag, you grab one, and there's a random number assigned to the back of it. And gives you points at the end of the game yeah and the game I, ends when the first person goes bankrupt oh actually after the last person no. goes bankrupt uh, wait how do you go bankrupt if you they, they can't take your experiences away no but you got to spend every time you land on a spot like the first one's five dollars ten dollars you got to pay ten dollars uh, out to that the bank oh okay, well that's okay. when you that's when you just try to get a, a student loan and say i i'll yeah. go to college <laughs> yeah yeah no 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 uh what what uh what people actually do and this is this is super fun right they uh each each college uh de depending on their own little bylaws whatever uh they they define part-time and full-time student differently and as long as you are a full-time student you can get your student loans deferred yeah, yeah. 
So uh, you, you find a college in Montana or Wyoming or wherever where, you know, freedom rings, where uh, a, a full-time student is considered six credit hours a semester. You know, you, you, you do that and you just keep, keep taking student loans until you're 40 or 50 and then you kill yourself or you leave the country. So you never have to pay it back. There you go. I heard, I heard um, when I was going through uh, finance classes, this was back in uh, early 2000s. Okay, sorry, correct myself. Sorry, I was wrong there. So actually there is no houses, but when you, you basically, you buy the property and you get experience points for it. And so when a player visits each of these places, they take one experience chip, but they don't pay the person anymore. So oh. your goal is to run around, buy a property, and then uh, get experience uh, through that, and then landing on other people's property. I didn't see the Balkan hostel in there anywhere. So uh... well, you're going to experience some some theft and and, and butt sex at the <laughs> at the Balkan at the Balkan hospice. And and might lose hostel. a kidney or three, but hey. yeah, something. Yeah, it's good. To, it's going to be the movie hostel. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> I, that actually was one of the few movies that I watched like that, that I was like, oh, you know, um, that's actually a little, I don't want to say scary, but it was like, uh, I don't think I'm going to a hostel. Troubling. Troubling. Yeah, they, there you go. Troubling. It's like, yeah. has me concerned. Should I there you go. decide there to you go? go. <laughs> uh, yeah. When, when uh, we used to go on vacations here in Germany, uh, when Eric and Carrie were out here, it'd be like, Hey, we're going to go stay in this cheap place where like 15 other people are in there. My wife and I like, no, we're not. No. You know why? <laughs> Cause we're grown. Yeah, right. yeah, we 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 have things that are valuable. People who live there have things don't have things that are valuable, or they hide them in their anus. Well, the worst one was Paris, man. When we went to Paris, we stayed in this cheapest hotel. It's like the most expensive one they would allow, but the cheapest we would allow. And let's just say it's in one of their their districts, dude. I'm telling you, people are looking at us like those are the whitest people we've ever seen in France. <laughs> like it was, uh, no, it was. I was like, yeah, I'm never staying there again. Yeah. All right. Um, it looks like it looks like nobody's coming in. So let's close this out. I will let you close it out today because you left and took a break. I did. Oh, oh hold on. What's up? Oh yeah, she's mad. She's still mad about the the Paris hotel. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for stopping by. Really appreciate everyone in chat, everyone in YouTube and in Twitch. Thank you very much for coming by for keeping us company, listen to us rant, listen to us, uh, give you information that you might use when playing or creating your game in Hyperborea. Oh, hey, what do they get to look forward next week in Hyperborea? Uh, next week, we're going to go over advanced combat. And if and when we have time, uh, what, what comes after advanced combat? Oh, we should have time after. Uh, I think that's yeah. when uh, it turns into like the airships and the cavalry combat or, or the siege combat. See, I don't even know you know that because that that aerial combat comes after that and after if that it, is waterborne if, expeditions like boat combat like if we're on. if we're done with the series we're done with i, I mean i think we should uh, we should uh at least go over it enough to say hey it's there and you know this we can expect but going into it probably is too far but uh and I then af know... after that is strongholds and you don't like those anyway so no 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 no. actually i really like the strongholds but i would change it up not the first time i run it i would change it up to treat it like the forbidden land system where the characters build up their stronghold and part of their adventuring is building up the stronghold so instead of every individual character having a wizard tower and and a castle and a this no the characters pull their stuff together for a stronghold i really love by the way if, if forbidden lands if there's a selling point to it other than their halfling goblin <laughs> chope which is amazing uh the strongholds 
are, are freaking awesome. So okay, but what I want to at least touch on, but before this is over, are the is the the bestiary, the the monsters, how they're how they're set up. Uh, they're you know like actually actually go over the undead classes. You know the the letter letter. The, I mean the the number. Uh, you know how that's done. What what number is what? You know, is a demon lord ten or twelve or thirteen, or is a skeleton one or zero? I don't know. We're gonna find out. I want to find out that and uh, monster morale. Uh, how how their how their fighting ability is calculated versus a player. You know stuff like that. You know when you're fighting your first monster, what should you expect? I want to I want to go over some of some of the rules about monsters. Well, one of the things I wanted us to do, and this is when we first started. I don't know if we still want to do it, but uh, I'd already talked to Basin. And uh, I think I talked to Sheriff at one point about having a couple people, not us, come on here and just make a character. You go want that to be the, yeah, go, go, through, go the, through the character generation? Okay. Go through the character creation process and then maybe a mock one or two round combat just to show how it's done. Nothing fancy, nothing crazy, just to say, here you go, this is what you can expect. Might not be next week, but I'm just saying no. just generally speaking. No, definitely not. But uh, ne next week we'll go over, we'll go over uh, advanced combat then we will touch on aerial combat and uh water combat and then we're going to get a little bit into strongholds and i think that'll be enough for that and then after that i want to make sure we get into the uh the bestiary okay. sounds good so we got at least two episodes left in us then yep do you know what game you're gonna because you told me yes you but i'm not telling you i'm not it's telling be, you it's got to be a game i own yep if you don't own it i'll be shocked okay super it's shocked the only thing that, I, that uh, I'm paying attention to is I have two games that, uh, that I want to talk about as soon as they come out. One is Cyberpunk, because we want to get on that bandwagon of Cyberpunk. Yep. And yep. Uh, when I finally do get it in, I do want to talk about uh, Big Eyes, Small Mouth. Okay. Fourth edition. So right. I'm still waiting for that to get here. But... I understand. So uh, thank you very much for everyone coming by. Uh, tune in next time for for more uh, hyperborea rules and fun and then for more <laughs> sjw nonsense and of course subscribe yes thank you very much <laughs> and uh go ahead and share this with your friends if you had fun and uh if you didn't have fun then share this with your enemies because then maybe they'll like it so so to mar hawk mar hawkman said maybe do a segment how to write a story right the problem is is my idea of a story might be different than heathen dogs might be different than yours i watched some videos on on campaign writing mm -hmm. and take very little from them not because i'm better than them but i have to take just a little tiny piece from this one and a little tiny piece from that one and i'll just tell you right now i don't think i'm a good enough writer in that regard to do an episode on that i just actually personally. actually if you want if you want a basic uh framework for any adventure uh on the on the legion myth weekly live stream i did a uh an episode on hero kids and at, and toward the end of that segment, I, I gave a framework for creating an adventure for children. It's the exact same thing as creating an adventure for teenagers and adults. You just add more shit to it. Die. Are you going to hit your wife with a with a? Yes. My okay, wife's not She's Japanese. She's not. Well, you're talk. sitting down. She could be on a. I still look down to no. Um, no, I got I got a big ass bug floating through here. <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, if you go ahead and find that uh, find that episode. Uh, toward the end of, uh, of that episode, I talk about uh, creating uh, a basic, uh, moderate, and advanced adventure for five to five-year-olds, eight-year-olds, and 10 to 12-year-olds. And you can just keep going with that for 15-year-olds, 20-year-olds, and 30-year-olds. It's, it's that easy. Like, Sheriff uh, had an idea 
or like a hey you know what are your favorite mapping tools graph paper and pencil i mean it's just like i don't i I do have a dungeon fog account but i don't really use that or astral tabletop or ink uh was it inkscape or ink map or whatever it's called i I don't use those things i'm very when i say i'm old school i'm very old school it's graph paper and pencil it's uh, i don't do online roll 20 stuff um is it the best campaign is crafted for the player at the table, not for some master? Yeah, I, no, I agree with. I absolutely uh, agree with that. I I'm torn on that one. I'm torn on that because some of the best adventures I've ever played in were module adventures. But let me let me guess though. The game master tailored it very no distinctly to your really no interesting no it, it wasn't tailored distinctly. It was it was by the book. Boom 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 boom, and we had lots of fun. I mean, uh, the, these things get published for a reason, right? I mean mm. the some someone went all right that'll work for most people here's, Throw it 20, out there. here's 20 bucks make a module thanks we'll we'll take the twenty thousand. well this is me. in the day this is this is back in the day not now but uh but also i have played and have run games where i made it up on the spot go you know, paranoia games cthulhu games where where they're really good for one shots I'll just, uh, you know, I, the, this, this is, this is what I, what I do with Cthulhu games. Okay. Especially people who are new to Cthulhu and they just want to get a taste for it. I have eight pre-generated characters. There are three players out of these eight characters. Each of you pick one. They will all pick one. And depending on who they pick, I will make an adventure that makes sure that all three people are represented. Go. And people have fun with those things. They have awesome fun with those things. And paranoia is is the same way. But I also understand that published adventures get published for a reason. They work generally most of the time for most people. So I'm I'm uh, I, I can go both ways. No, I I don't hate published adventures at all. But I always 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 retool them for me. And part of the reason, as part of this might be a little bit of paranoia, uh, but it comes from the fact that when I used to do these when I was younger, I didn't necessarily know this, but some some of the kids came from families with money. <laughs> I had to work at McDonald's to make money, and before I worked there, <laughs> I had no money. So uh, uh, I had to cobble them together. They already had the modules and knew them. And what they do is you'd play like the first half hour, hour of the adventure, you think everything's going good, then all of a sudden they solve everything. So... That's why nowadays, even if I get a published adventure, I'm changing it. Mm. Some some degree, I'm changing it because I'm not it. gonna I'm not gonna let you go online and be like, oh, okay. And I don't know why people do that. Like, I don't understand. Are you trying to beat Dungeons and Dragons? I mean, yeah, you won. How do you feel? Yeah, <laughs> actually, no. Uh, uh, back at uh, <clears throat> back when I was in the Air Force, when I was at uh, 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 Keesler, when I was in my training, uh, we were playing an adventure. And it was a it was a it was a second edition D and D printed adventure, and we were about halfway through it, and I thought it was good. I thought it was good, so I went and bought it. But uh, someone in the mall saw me buy it, and they're like, "Oh, he bought it. He's cheating." And the game master's like, "Dude, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I bought it because I because I liked it so far. I figure it can't end bad." But now you know, like, no, I don't. Look, I pulled it out of my bag. It's still in the cellophane. It's like I haven't opened it yet because I haven't finished it yet. I mean, what, what's the point? I mean, I'm, I'm not one of the people who, who goes to the end of the book to read the last page before reading anything else. That's just taking away yeah, the fun. But, and, and honestly, I'm one of those people as well. Like I find, I find the, depending on the story, of course, but I tend to find the story, the journey. I find the journey to be fun. 
You know, I'm the type of person, I like a zero to hero character or what, you know, we used to call off the farm character. I don't like these super The hero's journey level. character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want my character to start off as an asshole at level one, maybe start to come to some realization that the world isn't such a bad place at level three, maybe even give a compliment to somebody at level five. You know, we're, we're all of a sudden, by the time this character's level 10 or 12, he's not a paladin, but he's a respectable, you know, member of the community. Or you see what I'm saying? Like, I like to see character change and growth through the adventure you know yeah. through the adventures so <clears throat> i i don't want to <laughs> i don't want it solved and you know what i like to know that i can lose that by the way um yeah you guys are fighting the demogorgon might not be ready for it but you know you might get lucky and win it's up to you you know nowadays like you, you, the challenge rating of Demogorgon is 12 and we're only an eight challenge rating, but I don't give a fuck about your challenge rating. You know, I, I hate that hey, crap. You can always <laughs> run away, idiot. Mm -hmm. Run away. Exactly. You don't think you can win? Run away. It Trump rhymes with fight done. another day for a reason. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know yeah. how we got into that. that yeah, I don't know how we got that. there. That was weird. But uh, yeah, we will see you all of you next week. Remember, uh, throw up the, throw up the schedule. Throw up schedule. We oh. are uh, streaming uh most days at uh, 11 a.m nope, something not that's not the schedule yes son of a bitch there it is. we go uh most most days we are streaming at 11 a.m central noon eastern so go ahead and check us out then and uh sometimes we stream at night so if, if you're if you're in a different if you're in a favorable time zone for night come by between uh eight eight and nine p.m central time and you might find us there too on sundays mondays thursdays and saturdays so yeah, that's it. Uh, that's it for me. And uh, yeah, hope to see you again next week. Hope to have some fun with you. Yeah. And uh, as always, one more thing before you say it, uh, before you say it, because because that, uh, that closes out. If you have any suggestions, by all means, post them on our Discord or to comments, the videos, whatever. Just so you know, we'll we'll take suggestions. We'll look at them, especially if it's for some sort of anti SJW nonsense. I'm always looking to rant. All right. With that in mind, remember everyone, be a legionnaire. Thank you.